It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Do I None, not one, zero, 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 done. Dum da dum da dum da yay yay yay. Dum da dum da dum my yay yay yay. Dum da dum da dum day yay. You guys, what's up? It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Episode thirty-four. It's back to normal. We're back at work. We're back out in the crowds. We're going to concerts. We're going to a public events. We're doing. We're celebrating birthdays together. Easter was amazing. Saw all my friends and family. We threw the the frisbees and the no guys. We're still in quarantine. We're doing it. We're still in quarantine. Is it getting better for you guys at all? Um, you know what? I got to say, the last two days for me actually, um, I'm still eating cheese. I'm still eating a lot. Of cheese. I'm like, and I'm eating like two in the morning cheese where I'll fall asleep and I'll wake up and I'll be like, um, I should have cheese. Like, you know, it's like, like what normal person wakes up at two in the morning and go, I, I need some cheese and that'll eat my, and then, you know, the thing, the thing, not to really harp on the cheese. The thing is though, with the brie cheese, especially I'm starting to eat the brie cheese as a sandwich. Like the white stuff you're not supposed to eat that covers the cheese. To me, that's the bread. I'm a truly disgusting human being. It's quarantine is not doing. There's nothing suave about, you know, it's not like, hello, please let me eat the cheese. You know, there's nothing admirable about my quarantine behavior, except for the last few days. I feel like I've really started to turn it around. I've, I've been in a good mood until tonight's episode of Vanderpump Rules, which was God awful and threw me into a spiral. You guys, it threw me into a spiral. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. This is the show. If you're just joining us, 
welcome. Um, uh, there's 33 episodes before this one. So catch up. This is a very long podcast. Um, so I want you to use timestamps. Timestamps are your friend. If you don't like a certain segment, if you don't like my parents, skip them, just skip them. If you don't like Vanderpump rules, skip that section, go to the section that you like. And it's written down in the timestamps that I Usually do at three in the morning after I've recorded this whole thing. Um, so please use them because I think there is something for everybody in this podcast, especially during quarantine. Um, I a lot of announcements up top before we get into the actual meaning of that song, which is called How Many Fucks by Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I chose that song this week because Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premieres tomorrow. This episode's coming out tomorrow on Wednesday, I believe, if everything goes well with the computer. Um, do you have your computer on you? <laughs> uh, it's too early for that. I'll do that around 2 in the morning when I'm still working. Um, Beverly Hills comes back tomorrow. Are you guys excited? I'm not, but I'm their family. And even if I don't agree with family for years at a time, I still support family. So Real Housewives of Beverly Hills comes out Wednesday. So I, I chose this song, How Many Fucks by Erica Jane, one of the true uh, songbirds of our time. So very excited to get into the meaning of that. But you guys, I have so much to share with you guys this week. Um, I have a little guest. Um, you might know her as at mainly Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. Raven from the Bitches Better podcast. She's been on here before. She literally has a PhD in all things Bravo. We gab about the second episode of Real Housewives of New York. And I just had, it was one of those conversations where I just, I was so happy during and I was so happy, happy after. Um, so I hope you guys are as happy listening to it because I just, I just love making fun of these girls these Real Housewives of New York ladies with another person and especially somebody as talented as Raven. So that you have to look forward to. But hey, Ryan, is that it? No, that's not it. My parents come back, of course, to give me a quarantine update as we've been doing every week with them. Um, I also have one of my internet friends, uh, this um, uh, this girl, Kate Legeko, we check in on her. I think she is so funny on Instagram. I've always loved watching her stories. And uh, I talk with her because she's quarantining with her parents right now. And I wanted to find out what that all is all about. And you guys know my friend Susie Yoder, who has been on a couple times. She's quarantining with her parents. I almost quarantined with my parents. I like quarantine is now being used as a verb like vacationing. Oh, I'm vacationing in the uh, Galapagos. I'm quarantining in my family's house. But each week while this goes on, I want to talk to somebody new, somebody different about – in fact, I think I'm going to talk to my friend Lou um, who lives in uh, England next week. So we'll see how the other side of the pond are doing. That's supposed to be an English accent. That's uh, it's, uh, England, Australia for beer. That's my Brittany. I'm Brittany. I'm Jackson Brittany, yo. Uh, but anyways, I, th- I, want to, I want to talk about that because I think – for as horrifying as this is, for as sad as this can be, as for as 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 many emotional gymnastics that we're having to do throughout this time, I hope we can all still find some laughs. I hope we can find some community. Um, I know that I have talked to so many of you guys, and sometimes my natural inclination is just to shut off and just lay in my bed and stare at the wall or my phone. And I got to tell you, you guys. And my actual real life friends that I knew before you guys have helped me so much 
because there's some dark days for all of us, you know, but we're getting through this. We are getting through this. And if we can get through this and we can, we can laugh and we can keep our senses of humor in a time that there is not tons of humor. I know we can get past this. So that is the only thing I'm going to say uh, tonight in regards to that. But as always, I'm here for you guys. If you ever want to chat, I hope you can use this podcast as just a form of um, uh, just a form of something to make you laugh at. Um, but anyway, so you know, moving on, we have that. But then we also have I have tons. I have tons of Bailey Mail, which is just Daily Mail articles that I've repurposed and called them Bailey Mail. We're going to dig into that as well. So we've got such a full show for you. Um, also, if you are enjoying the podcast, tell a friend, have them subscribe. This feels silly to even say during a time like this. Do whatever you want, but that's something that always helps me. Also, um, I will not be mentioning this tons, but I did start the Patreon last week for So Bad It's Good. Uh, Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash So Bad It's Good. Um, I can't believe how many of you guys signed up. That is crazy, especially during this time. Like I said on last week's episode, you do not need to sign up. I know we are still friends, even if you don't sign up. Uh, the Patreon will be there even after this is all over, even when we get back on our feet. I just wanted to start it because I'd been planning on starting it for a long time, and I wanted to act like I had done something useful with this time. Besides just my podcast, I wanted to try to move forward for myself. So I hope you guys understand that. Um, so it's there for you. So a lot of you guys signed up and I'm very excited because I believe this Friday is my first episode and I'm recapping a little show called NYC Prep, which Bravo, um, they marathoned it this past Friday. And if you, you haven't seen it, it's on the Bravo app. And it's like a horrible version of Gossip Girl without any of the murder or intrigue, but it's like kind of about 16, 17 and 18 year old people that are like rich kids from the Upper East Side. And I think you're going to want to hear me, um, you know, pretty much make fun of 16 year olds. I think that's good stuff. Plus, I have some guests joining me along the way. Um, I know Megan O'Donnell from Bravi ha Bravo Happy Hour, Susie Yoder, Laura Marie Shane Halls. Oh, and you guys, um, next week, uh, talking about the first episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I have somebody. It's a, a new podcaster. Uh, his name is um, uh, Ronnie Karam from Watch What Crappens. He'll be on the podcast next week, along with our friend Janet Elizabeth. Along, I mean, t next week's episode is insane. Insane things are happening, you guys. So let this take you away uh, from all of your problems, and let's just focus on my problems and how I'm a huge geek. Um, I'm just joking, you guys. Uh, but what I'm not joking about is that song, How Many Fucks by Erica Jane. You might say, Ryan, I like this song. It has a catchy beat, but what do you think it means? Well, you guys are in luck because I'm about to tell you exactly what it means in my song breakdown. Ryan, insert a really fancy um, sound effect um, about song breakdown. Insert that right here, and it's going to really impress them. Okay. Wow, that was a very cool sound effect. Okay, so here is, uh, here's what I think this song means. Eric 
Rebecca, by the way, I mean, hats off that she actually did hit the Great White Way of Broadway. Uh, she played Roxy Hart in Chicago, and uh, I, I heard she was actually really good. I mean, she worked really hard. Can you? She beat Countess Luann to Broadway, and that must sting Countess Luann so bad because Countess Luann, as we've known only like as we've seen only two episodes in, she really thinks she is a theta. You know, in the theater, this is how we do. She thinks she's a theater actor. I don't think Luann would be able to hold a candle on Broadway to Erica Jane. Now, Erica Jane sometimes is not my favorite Real Housewives of Beverly Hills housewife by a long shot because. I feel like it's all put on, like her actual personality, besides that one time when she was in, was it China or Shanghai? And she was like, you don't know what I go through. You don't know. You don't know what I deal with every night. I don't. Actually, I don't. That's really insensitive. Your kid's not out there. Ever do that again? I won't do Don't it. Do you ever talk about anyone that puts on a uniform? I won't. And defends or serves their public? I'm you for that? It's okay. It's okay, baby. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. Don't ever talk about my kid again. Okay. We're okay. How many fucks do I give? How many fucks do I give? None. Honestly, it sounds like she gives all the fucks, but maybe the song's probably not about that night. Which I thought was fascinating and a true tribute to jet lag because I think there was like a lot of jet lag speaking, but it was, you don't know what I don't you speak about me and my son Um, really went down to a bass voice. But yeah, I think a lot of her her stick is put on. I know like she's, you know, if somebody picks out her outfits for her, I'm almost positive somebody writes her talking head. Um, things, you know, like, I don't feel like that really comes from her because when we see Erica Jane, usually in other scenes, she's not nearly as witty. I don't know if you guys agree with me um, on that, but I, what I think we can all agree on is that she's an amazing lyricist, that she does amazing songs. Her au revoir, is that how you say it? Her, her au revoir of work is just incredible. And I think we, we can all celebrate that as a nation, as a Bravo nation. We all a part of a Bravo Nation. I had a lot of coffee. Um, so, oh, guys, just remind you, if you don't like when I break down lyrics to a song, which that's crazy if you don't, but I do know one of my good friends actually just doesn't like it. And I'm just like, are you really a friend? That's, you know, but you can skip. You can skip. There are timestamps. And, and I think we're all trained, training, in training to use the timestamps. Skip around. I think this is one of the best things I've ever done in my life with these lyric breakdowns, but some people, I get it. But this is the part of the show where I lyrically break down How Many Fucks by Erica Jane. Now, a little bit of history about me and lyric breakdowns. I, up until this year, didn't know I could do it. I didn't, didn't, it wasn't even a thing that I, you know, like you're right, Ryan, you probably did this nonstop, right? You probably have already always broken down lyrics to songs. And I got to tell you guys, no, I've listened to songs, but I've never, I never stopped to think what they meant. You know, I don't even really, yeah, I never really paid attention to lyrics at all. Uh, never really cared. And when I started doing this show, when I started really listening and really like, you know, reading the lyrics, I realized that I had a gift and you know, it shocked me at first. I think it shocked a lot of people around me that I was 
so laser-like precise in the meaning to all of these songs. And I don't know if it's a psychic ability. I don't know. I don't know what kind of ability. I don't know if it's like if if this is like something I could take to the Olympics. But I do know that I'm the best at it. And that's really, you know, and I'm being humble here. You know, I'm trying to be humble. But it is like a Kanye-given ability from God or or whatever force you believe in. And I think what it does, it goes in my head and then out my, my mouth. And I think even if you don't like me, you can agree that this is something. And I probably, I don't, not now because of coronavirus and stuff, but I probably will be. I will be probably contacted by the government at some point, and I'm willing to help out however I can uh, for America, even overseas, to really break down lyrics for anybody. So I just I just wanted to throw that out real quick. And also, um, not I, I don't want to really bring up the Patreon too much, but there is a level on the Patreon. If there is a song that you're like, I want to see what this song truly means, maybe like a Nick Lachey song or, um, uh, you know, Nick Lachey, or a, I, all I can think of is Nick Lachey, pretty much just Nick Lachey, but any song by anybody, I'm willing to tell you the true meaning of it, and I think, I think that's invaluable, and um, I feel like, what's that little kid on uh, E, Tyler Henry, he can contact your dead relatives, uh, but he only usually contacts famous people's dead relatives. I'm like the Tyler Henry of lyrics. So I just, I just, anyways, before I start, so now on to How Many Fucks by Erica Jane. Now, immediately with the title, How Many Fucks, and like immediately, and I gotta say this, my head goes to sexy time. My head goes to like, whoa, you wanna have sex repeatedly? Cause it's like a question mark. It's like, Whoa, you can feel that whoever's writing this song is like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Like, isn't once enough? And like, I've got to regenerate, you know, like sometimes you just, you know, sometimes it takes a second. And especially as you get older, it's, it's not always just there at the ready, you know, and I don't I think, you know, I don't think I have to go really deep into this, because I think we all know what I'm talking about. And I think that's, it's about erections, maybe I don't know. Um, Okay, so how many fucks? And then it goes immediately, zero, 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 done. And so immediately I'm thinking of a Goodwill Hunting, a math equation, uh, somebody that's very smart, like a scientist or like a mathematician. And this is some problem I don't even understand because I'm not a math mathematician, but it's something with zero, 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 done, I've solved the problem. And so this is a very deep math equation that I think probably only like a few people like that guy from that movie, A Beautiful Mind, that could do the math. I think that like he probably like listens to this song. He's like, oh, I get it. Ha ha. So he's already in. But for like people like me and lay people that aren't good with math and numbers, I don't you know, it's probably it's an inside joke. So and I always like inside jokes because. It makes me think like even if I'm not in on the joke, it makes me think like, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad there's a jo- inside joke for everybody. You know, like how they say um, there's a lot of fishes in the sea and there's somebody out there for everybody. That's how I feel about inside jokes. Like I hope everybody has an inside joke, even though most of them are stupid. Um, okay, so then it goes into so okay, mathematician. That's like a shout out to mathematicians. And then it goes, how many fucks do I give? How many fucks do I give? Not none. Not one. Zero, 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 done. Okay, so now I'm thinking maybe it's not a mathematician. So now it's becoming clear. Now it's like 
now it's a it's a war cry. Now I'm realizing this is a this is somebody that's in a fight, a fight with their family, maybe a fight with a loved one. I'm I'm seeing a see now I'm like Tyler Henry. I'm seeing what I'm seeing. I'm seeing okay. I'm seeing a couple during coronavirus quarantine together and they were just, they're just on the edge, you know, like they were like really one or both of them, just, they're not into the relationship anymore. And right when coronavirus hit, one of them was about to leave and then they got that stay at home order. So they're trapped together. They're trapped in a very small one bedroom apartment they have nowhere to give, and everything's annoying them. It's like, what are we going to eat tonight? Oh, chicken nuggets? Oh, you know, like, and what are we going to watch tonight? Uh, NCIS? Oh, you know, it's like, it's just everything's getting to this couple. And so finally, this person just goes, hey, how many fucks do I give? How many fucks do I give? None. Not one. Zero, zero, zero. Done. And then the next thing goes, how many fucks do I give? How many fucks do I give? None, not one, zero, 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 done. So I'm picturing the first verse of that is the girl saying it to the guy. And then what I'm, what I think this is, then the guy says it back to the girl. And so they're both like, how many fucks do I give? I don't get, I'm the same way. No, no, no. You don't say it for, you might've said it first, but I say it just as much. You know, like they're both just like shouting at each other. It's like their neighbors that are quarantined next door, like banging on the walls, like what's going on? And, you know, and they're like, you shut up. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like just it's mania, but it's not like violent mania. Like they're both like they don't it's not it's not physical. This is like emotional abuse. Like this is yelling. So we don't have to worry about them in terms of physicality. So that's great. Um, and then it goes zero. And then, so then it goes zero, zero, zero done. And I'm picturing they both. So this is like a duet. Like I know Erica Jane sings this as a solo song, but to me, it's a duet. To me, this is like Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, or like just like a, a you know, Olivia Newton John and John Travolta, uh, you know, just like the greats. And it's a zero, zero, zero done. And then it goes to elevator, elevator, getting me high. Trying to hit my level, but you can't even try. Okay, so now we know they're in a one-bedroom, but it's a high-rise. It's a high-rise. So they're, like, on one of the higher floors of that. And, like, the elevator is not operational because of corona. So it's like they know they have to take the stairs just to get out of there. And they can't even get out of there. And it's like... Also, the lady's telling the guy, like, you're not even at my level, dude. You've not even stopped to check in about how my emotional well-being is. All you care about is your sports. And he's one of those guys that on Instagram, like, he just follows, like, swimsuit models and stuff. And it's like, well, that's creepy. You know we can all see who you follow, right? Like, that's weird. It's weird. It's like you can have friends that are girls, but like you're just following Instagram models and swimsuit models. Like how is that supposed to make me feel as a woman when I'm a woman there and you don't even touch me? You don't even – I tried to instigate – by the way, I'm doing the woman's voice right now. I tried to instigate sex with you three times in quarantine last week and you said you were tired and you were achy in your bones and you just didn't – You know. but then I look at your Instagram and guess what? You're following nearly – 300 Instagram models, and on top of it, you're liking all of their posts. You're liking all of – and some of them you comment and you go – some of them you're like, LOL, heart. Like what does that even mean? What are you LOLing about, bro? 
Like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting behavior. Like, you know, we all see this. Like, your friends might like be the same way, but my girlfriend see it too. And frankly, it's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to our relationship. How are we ever supposed to, we used to talk about starting a family. How are we ever going to do that? When I can't, I, if we had a son or daughter, I would not be proud to say, yes, your father likes to go on Instagram and hit like on people in swimsuits. Is that the kind of family we want to raise? Because I'm not for it. And yes, I'm not saying we can't be sexy, but can we at least try to be sexy together? Can we at least use this quarantine to, you know, to take it to the next level? To be like, let's emotionally share and then let's sexually share, but let's do it together. Let's not look outside of the relationship right now, which is just what you seem to be doing. And if it is a problem, I wish you'd come to me with it first. Say, hey, I have an issue with my phone. I have an issue with my phone and looking at bikini models on Instagram. So, okay, so that's – we got that established. That's Bible. Um, and then she goes, diamonds and Chardonnay, see you next Tuesday. Now, this is – so – what she's saying is that this guy used to promise her when they first got together that it was all diamonds and Chardonnay. Like, babe, you want diamonds? I got diamonds. And let me refill you on your Chardonnay. Would you like it? Uh, and now he's like, oh, let me refill you on a warm glass of shut the hell up. And that's just, it's just so sad. It's just so dark. And she wants out. She's trying to get out. She's trying to get out. All she's doing is like listening to Tracy Chapman and crying in her bathroom. Like, because she's just so like, how did I get here? And then it says, see you next Tuesday, which that's what she in her head. She's like, I wish I could just say, see you next Tuesday and peace out and go stay with my girlfriend, Janet. But she knows she has to stay there because of the coronavirus, because she doesn't want to be a bad citizen. And citizen, like her being a good citizen is number one. And I respect that about this girl. I respect it. I, you know, like we got to all do our part and she's doing her part, but also see you next Tuesday. If we know what on Vanderpump rules, it's also those initials are C U N T, which is, you know, ear muffet for the kids. It's the C word, the C U N T word. And so I think she's calling him a C U N T, which is just like, whoa, or I mean, or he could be calling to her and that would even be double woe. Um, then the next verse goes number ones. Yeah. Number ones. Yeah. I got eight and know what this is. Number ones, I think are considered her, uh, her eggs and her fallopian tube areas. I think she has eight eggs that she knows are viable eggs. And this is also like, that's, this is about a relationship and taking that next step. And like, I went to the doctor because I'm in my 30s to make sure my eggs were good. Once again, I'm talking as the girl. And the doctor said, I have eight beautiful number one eggs. And I'm willing to try, you know, when they first started there, like, she was like, I want you to be, I want to raise a family. I want you to be the father to my kids. I want you to be the father of these eight beautiful eggs. And so she's like, yeah, she's like, number one, yeah, number one. Yeah, I got eight. And then it goes, so everyone, yeah, everyone can suck my dick. Now that's interesting. Now that's, and I think she's just saying this out of anger. I don't think she actually has a dick. She's not a hermaphrodite. She's not one of those people with both male and female parts. I think she's just using it as a, like a euphemism and just like a very strong language right now. And she's, but she's angry. And also she's potentially, and this isn't meant to be, she's potentially hormonal because I believe she's given herself shots to prepare for the baby. Like Sheena is doing in Vanderpump Rules. So like, it's a very painful process to go through that, uh, 
uh, uh, to try to have a baby if, you know, cause I think they maybe tried and they were having a hard time. So now I think she's giving her shots in the morning and stuff. So she's like, suck my dick, you know, because it's like, you know how hard I'm working and all you're doing is liking bikini photos. It's crazy. And he goes, can you suck my dick? You play Monopoly. I play the real thing. And that's just that's a throwback because one of the first nights in quarantine, she convinced him to play Monopoly and he really liked it. It was like a really nice night. And but then he never wanted to play with her again. And then she caught him playing online Monopoly. And it was like, oh, my God, like the one thing we were doing together. And now you're doing that online as well. And it's like, bitch, I play the real thing. I'm trying to have a real baby. I'm trying to get a real house. Like this, you know, you're obsessed with these games and with these models, but it's all online. I'm obsessed with the real thing. And once quarantine is over, I'm going to show you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to live one of the best lives that you've ever seen in your life, you C-U-N-T, you know? And then it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, none. Now, this is dangerous because what I think she's doing here is giving out um, – She's giving out her online password, and I don't know why. I just think she's so mad. She's just screaming out numbers, but I think, unfortunately, she just screamed out her password online. And uh, so that's just – that's not a good lyric. That's just – it's a dangerous lyric, especially in these times with, you know, people that will take over your – um, identities, identity theft's huge. You guys, my mom just warned me about it last week and also warned me about coronavirus scammers. My mom keeps getting emails from Netflix, but it's not the real Netflix. And I think she keeps giving out password information, unfortunately. So that's just, I think even this girl, you know, it's like, she's like, come on, use your head. You know, I know you're angry. I know this isn't the situation you plan for yourself or want to be in, but don't give out password information on a public song. I mean, I've said that to everybody. I've said it to The Weeknd. I've said it to Usher. I've I've warned most musicians, like, don't, because it's tempting, sure. It's like, well, if I put it in the lyric, I'll never forget it, you know? Um, and then it goes, how many fucks do I give? How many fucks do I give? None, not one, zero, zero, done. Okay, so this is now we're back to, you know, them screaming this out at each other. And then it goes, collagen, yeah, collagen, ain't signing no checks. And this is where she's not even taking her collagen shakes to make her hair. She's taking prenatal vitamins, but she's not doing collagen shakes and she's not going to sign no checks because what we failed to mention earlier is that she comes from money. She doesn't even need his money. She's like Tinsley Mortimer from real housewives of New York. So she's just like, I don't need no checks. And then she's like, keep on running, keep on running, running them lips. And it's like, this guy's just a smooth talker, but she gets it now and she's done. She don't need no smooth talker. She needs a, a steady home to raise these these eight eggs. Um, and then keep on running, keep on running, run them, them lips. What would you just say, my friend? Money's making me deaf. And I think what she's referring to is that like, hey, I have money over my ears. Like she has like a really nice pair of um, – Maybe like a, a mask or an earmuff mask. I don't know. But it's it's a very expensive one. And she's also kind of pointing out like, hey, I pay for this apartment. I pay, you know, like the, the free ride's over when this is done. So just so you know, free ride's done, brother. Um, and then it goes alligator, alligator, dripping in storms. 18 carat, 18 carat up in my bones. Best things in life are free, so I'll keep on spending. 
Now, this is now we know alligators. Alligators are from the New Orleans area, I believe. So maybe that's what she's referring to. I think they're in the New Orleans area, which is just interesting. Dripping in storms. They definitely have storms over there. So this is just giving us the location of this story. And then 1818 carrot up in my bones. It's just like she... I think she's referring to uh, when she was younger, she had um, she broke a leg or something, and they fused because her family comes from wealth. They fused her bones with 18 karat gold. So she's literally like, it is part of my bones. And I know that's weird, but like, we don't know how rich people live. I think this is how they live. Um, best thing in life are free, so I'll keep on spending. And that's what she's like, even though she is coming from money, she still like the reason she fell in love with this guy was because her heart felt it not her bank account but now she realizes that's bullshit and she's just going to keep on spending and then she goes i totally i i i totally lee sleeping these fools no lie lie i i i sleeping these fools and i think it's just like hey if men are going to sleep on me i'm going to sleep on you because you a fool because you a damn fool and I think that's and I think that's just at the end of the day, this is a woman's liberation song. This is a song about power. This is a song about taking power back. And I think that's what we need. And even in Corona time, this lady is saying, no, 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 no. Me, myself and I, that's what we got to take care of from here on out. And I think that's a lesson to all of us in Corona time is that don't skimp on yourself. This is the time to lay down the law. This is the time to listen to your heart. Not like that horrible new Bachelor show, listen to your heart, but listen to your actual heart. So that's a great – by the way, so Erica Jane, that is the lyrics to um, How Many Fucks. And I think if you don't walk away from this segment inspired, then I'm doing something wrong because you should literally be like, I am going to break up with my partner today. I think that's really – so everybody, break up with your partner. Write to us. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Let us know how that goes. Maybe even audio record the actual fight, and we'll play that on the podcast. But Erica Jane, hats off. You are an amazing lyricist. I'm an amazing person that can interpret your lyrics. So all in all, I – Moving right along, we have uh, we have friends of the pod, uh, audience favorites, my parents coming up next. I've been trying to check in with my parents every week uh, for the podcast only just because uh, it's pretty cool. No, uh, I love my parents, actually. I, like I say on this podcast, it's funny. I get closer to my parents. I feel like each year and they have been so great during this uh, quarantine. I'm so lucky to have them. Uh, they wanted me to come home. But uh, you know, I'm the bad boy of podcasting. I can't be. I can't be it. A bad boy doesn't just go live with their parents. When you're at the top of your game, like I am, and you're just you're living on the edge, you're a rebel. You don't just go live with your parents. That's not what the bad boy of podcasting does. You think Ira Glass goes and lives with his parents? No, 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 no. I got to be here on the tough streets of West Hollywood. So, um, but I do love to check in with my parents. I do love. I got to say, it is. Really, not fun. None of this is fun, but it is. It is heartwarming to see them get through this. To always hear their advice. To know I am very lucky to be loved by them, and they've always uh, been nothing but supportive. Uh, whether it be as an actor, as a podcaster, anything, they're just very supportive parents. So let's check in with them. This is week four, I think, week three or four there for the quarantine, and we'll keep checking in with them. But this is Bill and Becky Bailey in Gilbert, Arizona. You know, 
it's all the same, no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Hey, what's up? What's up with you? I uh, just watched a really horrible episode of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I thought they were all good. No, no, they aren't. They aren't all good, actually. And it's really, they should have made sure it was good, especially during this time. It's very yeah. upsetting. What are you how doing? Are they, how are they filming? Well, no, the, you know TV shows film like months before. Yeah. yeah. So this was way back. Okay, so they're not referencing yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not filming during quarantine and then piecing it together. That's what I didn't know about no. how they were doing that. How are we you doing? Fin- we just finished dinner What'd and um, just uh, sitting here watching Wheel of Fortune. Are you wearing your face mask? No, not right now. I made- She's not wearing anything. <laughs> there we go. That's the interaction that people pay for. The, the, well, you have to understand. I hope they all realize he's the comedian. I'm the... You're the looks? No, 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 not that. I'm the reason, you know, the the, the reason that reason. I'm here. Okay. I'm the voice of reason. He's the comedian. Yes, yes, you're the way. That's what. Wow, I'm glad you've already set up stereotypes for yourself. You set up archetypes where you're the straight man and he's the uh, the comedian. Yeah, you got it. Um. So, and you are what? Who uh, are you? I don't. I have no clue what I am anymore. But um. What, uh, what, so you said you're making face masks for, for people? Yep. I just made three more. I'll send you a pic for, uh, you know, the lady whose husband does the Star Trek stuff down the street. Oh. Yeah. She, Star Wars. Yeah. She, yeah. She has a, um, older friend. She said it was afraid to go out and she wanted to know if I was making them what I was charging. And I said, no, no, I just got some more elastic today. I'm making them just for people in need. So oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. But you said just, we could also sell them on my Patreon, right? For like 20, 25 bucks a pop. Well, I'm, I don't know if they're <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm an amateur. Don't forget. Wait, you think these might be faulty face masks? They might not work? No, they do. <laughs> okay, because I just, it would, it would stink if somebody wore these and then they got sick. Well, they're just an extra protection. Not the, it's, they're oh, not see, any, I feel like lawyers should get involved. I don't. Fire beware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not N95s. They're a face covering. Now, uh, have you had a drink yet today? No. No, no I took some for a prescription Did for my back. Nope. Oh, wow. That's unusual. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dad said Dad in the background, that's unusual. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I haven't I haven't had a, a drink uh, today. Well, it's only seven o'clock here, so I gotta do oh, the we podcast. Haven't. You got a while to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I actually it's been a, a well. I mean, it's good two good days in a row. I went and walked and exercised and stuff. So, oh, yeah, getting getting back on somewhat track. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's what you need to do. That's why I want to start walking again, but I can't with my back right now for a week. Yeah, I didn't say this, but you know, I threw out my back on Friday, just bending no. down, just bending down to put something in the hamper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this will be uh, fun that we can just talk about old people stuff on the podcast from here on out. Since you're old too, how is yours doing? My back, it's actually, yeah. uh, it's good. It, it, it for three day, especially the first day, it hurt really bad, just uh, like in the middle, yeah. right? And there was nothing I could really do about it. And then it yep. kind of loosened up, and it just the twins there now. 
And I feel I like it, gonna... it could be raining because I feel it in my knees. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm jo- I'm, that's a joke. I'm just going to be. <laughs> well, I, uh, I was afraid to take ibuprofen, you know, the scare. So I let it get out of control is what happened. He said, no, take the ibuprofen. It's okay. Oh, really? Well, yeah. yeah. He said, it's okay. He said, for something like this, take it. You need it. Well, feel. Are you going to go see the uh, the kids this weekend? I went and saw them this morning. I went over to the Safeway, which is near their house. So I stopped by in the patio. It was like nine thirty or so, and Connor was still sleeping. Did they let you in, or did they make you stay on the no, patio? No, we out on the patio. Wow. Kept our distance and uh, talked to Addison and Chris for a minute, and then Kara, of course. But it was just a nice short little visit. But we got to go over there and take their Easter card to them. Oh yeah, you. Uh, uh, I didn't tell the audience. You guys got me. Uh, you guys sent me an Easter card, and there was no cash in it. There was just stickers. That's right, because cash is dirty now. No one will take cash. <laughs> I'll say, hey, I'll take all the dirty. You know ca- I'll take all the dirty cash anybody has. Well, Seki, what what did you do with that hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought those stickers were your next best friend. You said you love stickers. I I don't. I mean, I don't love stickers. I just I enjoy stickers <laughs> as an older older man. Uh, so, uh, do you guys have, uh, any puzzle? You, you said you did a puzzle the other day, right? Yeah. And I put, I just started another one. Yes. My, my friend, uh, got me a puzzle cause I said I wanted a puzzle. And the only puzzle that was left was a yarn puzzle, which is just oh. so dumb. Like just a puzzle <laughs> of yarn. And it's so hard to do. I've seen that one. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to do a one. yarn puzzle. I mean, I guess there's no manly puzzles. Are there? Well, uh, well, yeah, the one I did you would have liked from Charlie and Sarah. It had all the underwater fish and turtles, and it was kind of cool, but the colors were really hard to do. No. But I, I'm, I'm, I ordered a paint-by-number and then found out it's coming from Hong Kong, too. I mean, they don't tell you to the end, so what? I don't know what century I'll get that. I want a paint-by-number. Now, Mom, on uh, two podcasts ago, you came out as an anti-vaxxer vaccination. Ooh, Very strongly, you said— today. Did you really? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. She, oh, no, there is an article today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get her in trouble. Um, I uh, know. Wait, Dad, get, get closer to the mic. You did you did mom's hair the uh, this last week, right? Yeah. I just painted the, the grayness. Did it, did it work? Took a whole gallon. Did it work? A gallon. <laughs> a gallon, yeah. A gallon of paint. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I did a pretty good job, actually. He did an awesome job, and it wasn't gray; it was white. But it's that's the, he covered it, it good. Just, it's just like your painting. Wait, so how often do you have to do that daily? Oh, once a month. I'm joking, mom. No, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so, well, you did you did that, and Dad, you're growing out your beard right now, right? Yeah, I thought I'd give it a shot. Something to do. Well, but also, don't you think that's because of me? Because no. I have a great beard. No, uh, no, no. Actually, it's because of Chris. <laughs> oh, it's okay. So, guys, Chris is my sister's no, husband. But, um, but no, I like your beard too, and I like that. But you know, it's coming in all white, of course. Yeah. But uh, like I said in a text to you this morning, you know, I'm going to lightly once it gets better, I'm going to lightly do it because I don't like white mustache or white beard. Yeah, I, I have white mustache now. I have freckles of white and then I I, I put that uh, spray in it sometimes to make it darker And yeah. but then I put on my face mask and I take out the face mask and it looks like charcoal everywhere on my face Oh, mask. that's right. Yuck. So, so, no, so I just thought I'd give it a shot. Are and, you doing uh, that with any like the pubic regions as well or? 
No, no, mom likes that shade. <laughs> uh, okay, I can't do anything. Okay, wait, that was our that was our weekly check-in. Is there anything that you want to tell the audience about? Uh, uh, any? Are you guys still positive this week? Are you more negative is this, this week? Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, this is you're doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, well, that we just about ten minutes ago got an email. Now our Alaska trip was canceled. When was your Alaska trip? Until August. August. Oh wow! They just yeah, said so that's can. been canceled. So this, you know, the, you know, we were doing the the Africa trip. That got canceled. You were supposed to be on that right now, right? Yeah, correct. We'd be in Africa, the Alaska train trip, uh, and all that. Sucks. that. And this is for our 50th anniversary year. So our 50th anniversary year isn't starting out too good. Wow, maybe you guys should get divorced. That's okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, it, did, it obviously didn't work out. No, yeah. I'm, jo- I'm, I'm that, joking. That yeah, uh, we 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 would be in South Africa, Botswana now. We'd probably be, I think. Oh, jeez. Oh, it well. is great. Well, I read an article today that in um, they said the concert industry probably won't get back to normal until 2021. I, I can believe it. Which is yeah. really, I mean, I love live music so much, so that is such a uh, really sad thought. So the Maroon 5 concert is definitely not going to go on. Yeah, I was taking Mom to a Maroon 5 concert, you guys, because she loves Adam Levine. And you love the music too, right, Mom? Right. I really like the music. And I really didn't know this was a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, you really didn't know we were talking on a podcast? No, but you're just calling to be nice. Oh, no, Dad. No, 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 never. No, wait, wait. wait. Did you (laughs) wait? Never nice. (laughs) Do you do you know I have a podcast? Yeah. (laughs) I'm joking. See what this is done to you. You know, it's so funny. Right before I actually called you guys, I got another message. From this girl, uh, what's her name? A girl who listens to the podcast just messaged me on Instagram and said they were listening to you guys last week. Um, Oh, her name's Maria. And she goes, listening to the pod and I'm obsessed with your parents. And then they quoted dad, are you really on a podcast? Well, I'll be darned. So, so yeah, that's, uh, you guys definitely have fans. But, uh, and also... I, I I told you guys about the Patreon already, but uh, a lot of the, well, I told you guys a lot of people oh, yeah, signed yeah. up actually to get video messages from you guys. So we have to find a time when I can actually come down there and we can film cool. video messages. So oh yeah, I'm hoping yeah. you do for your birthday. That would be awesome. I know this is this if is it's a short time, just fly over. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if so, you're, you know, we've got that ticket for May. I know. Well, somebody was on a flight from Chicago to New York or New York to Chicago today, and they said it was packed, packed flight. No way. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah really? Um, well, any guys, I just wanted to do our weekly check-in for the podcast because oh, – that's great. Yeah. I appreciate it. But uh, I love you guys, and, and you promise you're not going to start your own podcast and try to take me on, right? Well, <laughs> But anyway, no, this is great. I really enjoy this. So, okay. and thanks. We well, love we'll, you. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Love you. Bye. So moving right along, aren't my parents great? Uh, Yeah, they're they're great. (laughs) So anyways, I hope your parents are great too. And if you don't have parents that are great, feel free to have my parents. They've offered to uh, take all of you guys in. Uh, And, you know, I wish I was joking, but they probably actually would. Um, 
So coming up next, Real Housewives of New York. To me, two episodes in, I'm having the time of my life with this show. It is one of the hours of the week that I am insanely happy. Uh, I cannot believe it's not getting uh, good ratings. It actually dipped a little bit from last week. And it's just like, if I have to come to each one of your houses during quarantine and make you watch this, I will. But Regardless, I have one of my favorite people on today, Raven, uh, at Mainly Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. You guys, she is just so sharp, so funny. Her podcast is amazing. Bitch is better with her and her friend Gabrielle. Uh, I, If you don't, go subscribe to that. Go listen to it. Go give her a five-star review, please. Like it, It's like we all have to support each other. But here is my conversation with Raven. We go into Real Housewives of New York. This uh, past episode, we do a recap of that, but we also talk Vanderpump Rules. We talk about quarantine. Uh, she is just a great person to talk to. So here is my interview with Raven. Hey, Okay, you guys, this is the main event. This is somebody that I love talking to so much the first time around. I know you guys all know her and loved her, and she has one of the best podcasts uh, for reality shows out there right now called Bitch is Better with her uh, her BFF, Ga- uh, Gabrielle. Gabrielle, sorry, God. Um, and, and you guys know her on Instagram, of course, as Mainly Bravo, and on Twitter as Unfriendly Black Hottie Raven. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I mean, I, I'm slowly going crazy. I mean, I I feel like well, it's aside from place. that, right? <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's like some days are better than others. Um, explain to me or explain to us what has your quarantine been like? What you take us through a day in your quarantine? Sure. So I'm still um, I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home. So I still have to get up. Uh, you know, log on. <laughs> It's like, get up, get up, get up, what's that like? (laughs) Get up, okay. I still have to be interacting with some people that I would rather not be interacting (laughs) with, you know what I mean? But they can see your face Um, though, so you have to like keep a smile on your face? Well, no, not all the time. We literally, but we had this meeting last week, there's somebody new to the team, oddly enough, like now, right? So my boss was like, everyone, uh, you know, like, no, we want to see your faces. And we were like, what the, are you like, are you kidding? (laughs) You could have prepared us for this, right? Like nobody, everyone looks ridiculous and ugly. So it was hilarious, but, um, (laughs) no, thank God we don't always have to do that. So I know I just, they don't see my face. So I keep growing my beard. I like, I, I just, my, I, I think somebody needs to like do a progressional like photograph, a progression photograph of Zoom where it's like I feel like I'm just starting <laughs> to look like Tom Hanks in Castaway, but instead of <laughs> instead of getting skinnier, I'm just like putting on weight. You know, so that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> just like yeah, but um, so uh, are you one of these quarantine people? And I, I'm so scared that you're. I think you are. Is that Uh-oh. you're making amazing meals, aren't you? You're like really. No, that. I'm not. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. I hate cooking. Okay, like, good. I can do it, but I'd rather not. Um, so no, not really. Yeah, you it, get it's no pretty much the same. It, right? I just eat whatever. There's <laughs> no there's no joy in cooking for me. Like No, I hate it. And then all the dishes, like, get out of here. My boyfriend cooks, so there's that, but like I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> good. Fine. Good. Is he wait, is he a good cook or is he just a cook? No, he's great. It's very good. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, okay. Now, what I can do, and I noticed you did too, is that there was all those drinking shot challenges on Instagram <laughs> going around, and you did one of those. And 
I did one of those too, and I tried to like up the ante, and I did two shots in a row, and then I spit. You, you... I spit out my entire <laughs> second one, and it was. I was like, oh, this is such I'm... an idiot thing, and then I realized I really did just spit up all over my TV and stuff. <laughs> Not the TV. Oh yeah, the only thing no, that I like my that only was... friend. Oh my god, I was laughing so hard. Well, because I was just like, oh, I do. I try to do everything bigger and and better. I mean, just it's such an idiot. And I I did two different types of liquor, like vodka yeah. and um, yeah. It was just like, wow, I can even make dumb moves in like a ten by ten room, you know? Um, <laughs> have you gotten any any new shows during quarantine? Anything that you're catching up? Yes. On? Well, okay, so these aren't Bravo shows. Oh. But, um, so I know. I'm sorry, everyone. But, like, you know, people are saying, like, oh, I'm, like, rewatching this and rewatching that. I'm like, that's great. But I always do that. Like, does everyone not have Hulu? I know. You know, they're, like, excited <laughs> that it's on Bravo. Like, so I do that all the time. So I actually just started watching um, Nurse Jackie on oh, Netflix. with Edie Falcon, right? I am obsessed. Yes, it's so good. I'm on season four now. No, she started on started on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, by the way, like you are a, I mean, you are a semi-professional, if not professional, TV viewer. Like you're, oh, like yes. you can pick up on things very quickly. So I imagine you can just burn through episodes. Oh, I'm doing it, and now I'm like starting to get sad. I think there's only seven seasons, so I'm like, should I slow it down? But I can't. I can't. <laughs> the other show that I started watching. Now this was like towards the beginning of. Uh, the whole quarantine is the only way is Essex, and wait, say that, that again? the only way is Essex. That sounds so, horrible. That sounds what is that? It that is, even make sense. It is horrible. So it's <laughs> it's like a mix between like The Hills and Vanderpump Rules, but these people are in England. It's like Essex is like right outside of London. It's super trashy. It's nice. so good, and they cycle out the people like you would not believe. There's like 24 seasons. Wait, it's incredible. Are you a Love Island person? Yes. Yes. Wow. Love Island is really good though. <laughs> But do you, I mean, is there, where do you call it? Where do you say, I'm not going over this boundary? I will not watch this show. Like, I won't watch Very Cavallari if it kills oh, me. No, like, I'm not is there, that. is there something that you're like, damn, I, I don't care how bad this quarantine gets, I will not watch this? Yeah. And I'm, I don't want anyone to be offended by this, but I'm not watching like The Bachelor and all that stuff. Well, oh my I God. I can't do it. So <laughs> last so night, on Monday night, they had Listen to Your Heart, which is a Bachelor franchise spinoff, and Ooh. it was god-awful. Like, it was it was one of those things where they are trying to capitalize on the success of A Star is Born, and they were like, what if we oh, took no. 24 singles that know how to play guitar <laughs> and write a song? And then they make Stop. them do duets together, and then they're supposed to, like, fall in love while they do these duets. So No! Oh, my God, totally. And so they, this one couple last night did this John Mayer song, Gravity. And uh-huh. um, they had to, like, it made me want to puke. They had to keep looking at each other while they sang it. Like, I mean, they didn't have to, but they were trying to amp up the, like, oh, we're falling in love during this song. And I just yeah. was like, oh, it's so nasty. <laughs> Would you ever notice on these shows, too, there's one girl that described, like, you know, like when they're like tell, they're like telling the, uh, us, the audience, a little bit about themselves, and they say, uh, "She goes, I'm what you call a wild child." And I was like, Ew. "No effing no. wild child ever goes on a reality show because it usually takes ten interviews. No wild child is like begging to be on a reality show. Wild childs are out there like causing like trouble, you know." Exactly, and I'm not sure they would call themselves wild childs either. 
Right? No, <laughs> I mean, like, like that's just a thing. Are. No like, wild <laughs> child calls themselves a wild. Could you imagine like a like an actual bad boy like calling themselves like I'm what you call a bad boy? <laughs> oh, disgusting! Like it'd be gross. Like, it does not exist. Exactly. No. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we get it, you're recapping Real Housewives of New York, episode two, Stooping oh, to yes. a Lower Level. That's the title of it. But before we start that, I just wanted to get <laughs> your opinion on what are you thinking about the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, virtual Zoom reunion or whatever they're going to do? What are your opinions on that? Oh, I think it's going to be awful. Um, and that's just, <laughs> that's just like, because like, okay, first of all, I feel like this season, like it started off really good, and now it's just like fizzling out. Like it does, it does feel it's like not it, good. It feels like <laughs> they're not, not able to hit the finish line. They're, they're, they're not right. going to stick the landing, even though they've had like some really strong moments and some really like for me to feel sad for uh, Kenya at one point was insane. <laughs> Not a Kenya fan, eh? <laughs> no, I mean I go in waves, but it's like it's at a certain. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of Kenya's husband, you know. Oh no, he's terrible. Um, um, yeah. So I just, aside from that, I feel like they're all doing a whole lot of like social media fighting lately, and I'm like, can you guys just like hold it in for the reunion? Because I don't want you to get there, get there, log on, and be like, oh, I'm not talking about that again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think it's gonna be weird. I feel like it feels rushed. Like I hope that they have everything worked out the way that they need to. I don't want any videos lagging. I don't want like I just I don't know. What if I don't Nini have tries to, for it. What if Nini tries to like airbrush her zoom like camera so she looks like she like makes herself look <laughs> in her photos? She's definitely trying to figure something out. I I can guarantee that. I feel like there should going be to. like Instagram eventually needs to lay down some sort of law where you can't face tune yourself that hard like you know like gretchen and her baby from real Housewives oh of OC. it's like yes. babies like it should be illegal to face tune a baby it's disgusting i mean yeah it's disgusting. I mean, is there anybody out there that's like god that's great move with that face tune on the baby i like that like nobody's kim zolciak <laughs> <Kim's> <laughs> 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 I, mean, I mean i don't just her uh, yeah Brie and god that's why i'm saying like kim does need to be arrested for whatever she's done to <laughs> done to Brielle like what she makes like she made <laughs> she Brielle feel like that was normal and we all say it's not normal and then she got her lip Brielle got her lip injections taken out and now she's put them back in again put them right back in there that like, was so short-lived like was she just trying to give her lips a break like so they can like withstand more injections I mean it just doesn't make sense I don't know did Kim shame her back into like to getting them put back in yeah, I have yeah. no idea you know like, you look way you look way better you with look life, terrible you look way better with so those life ugly. rafts attached to your mouth yeah right yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is really sad because she looked really good with them taken out or she deflated looked, whatever you do to them um, yeah I don't know how that works and that's what I was like I was like I said this to a friend last night I was like do you think she keeps whatever is the lip injections in a jar because like I would buy that. Like that would be a cool, that would be a cool gift to like, could you imagine if you had a little bit of Brielle's lip injection and you like labeled it? Like they do that with like film cells and stuff like that. Like one of 500, like it would be a collectible. Oh my God. That could go in Andy's clubhouse for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, so he needs to get that in. But I swear to you, if I'm ever on a Titanic type situation with Brielle and it goes down, I'm literally, 
I'm going to hold on to her lips because I know I'll I'll survive, you know? Uh, Solid plan, for exactly. sure. Okay, so um, also, how is podcasting going for you? We talked a little bit about when you kind of first started. How mm-hmm. are you? And you, by the way, I love you as well because you do, you do these long episodes and it's different than mine because you actually are smart and you have real, like, actually the good opinions. Um, so are you still enjoying it? I am, but I'll be honest with you. Lately with this quarantine, it's been a little tough. Why? I won't. Well, just because, um, you know, moods change day to day. Yep. And it's tough and it's like, so, you know, I'll be, my mood will be like just off for a couple of days and then like, I'll feel better. And yeah. I check in with Gabby and then she's off. And like our yep. last episode was a couple of days late. Like we just, it's just, you know, but it's like, oh. you know, I feel like everyone <laughs> just has to be understanding now. Right. It's well, just a weird time. It's well, really weird. Raven, you, you hit it on the head is like, I actually feel pretty good today, but I got to tell you, if we did this two days ago, I would have tried to cancel it. Um, yeah. because it's just like, and I did that last week with, uh, my guest Laura, because I just, we kept like, like, Hey, do you want to do, and we both weren't feeling it. And it just, I go in these waves of just not knowing, I can't even pinpoint exactly why I feel the way I do. I mean, I know it's because I'm mm-hmm. quarantined, but it is weird how we're just not used to this feeling and how our moods just go up and down. And do you even find that with, but I mean, nurse Jackie aside, do you even find that with watching like some of my favorite shows, it's been hard for me to watch or concentrate yes. on like I used to. Yes. You know? And oh my God, I'm so happy that it's not just me with no, that. Like, I yeah. Feel like I even I, feel I, so tired or something. Yes. I'm just like, I'm not even excited. I'm I, like, whatever. I'm not laughing. So I feel at like tweeting same... it like yeah. whatever. I don't know. It's like, it, yeah. it's like I'm going through the motions and like, I, I want to put these out because I know, I know certain people really like it or get a kick out of it, but like, yeah, I'll go to Tuesday night to try to release on Wednesday. And it's like, I'll sometimes just want to give up halfway through or like, Oh, mm-hmm. this, you know, it's just a really weird feeling that I'm not used to feeling. And, um, it's like, I feel, I felt good the last two days and I, I keep looking over my shoulder, like going like, when is this going to end? Like, am I, right. I, I know I'm about to have some kind of drop soon, you know? Yeah. It sucks. Well, also, oh God, I'm glad you're, I'm not glad you're feeling that way too. But I'm <laughs> I'm glad, glad, hey, I'm glad you sound worse than I do. No. Um, uh, but also I think, I don't think it's, and I think people are also, you know, they don't get a chance to listen to us as much anymore because they're not driving around in their cars trying to get to the next place or, yeah, you know, like I think that's how I am because I've been listening in the car and like all day at work. But now that I'm working from home, I'm watching TV in the background (laughs) instead, you know, it's different. The last few days I have not turned the TV on the first thing when I got up in the morning and I, I think it might've, might be helping. I don't know. But anyway, what I mean, Mm. what I can tell you is that I'm still enjoying though, is Real Housewives of New York. What, what are you feeling so far thus far? There's only two episodes in. I mean, I know we put a lot of pressure on this series to like, I guess, save us as a nation. And I, (laughs) we did. (laughs) I mean, I mean, the anticipation was just unfair. What did you, what did you feel about all of that? And how do you feel right now? Two episodes in. No, it really is living up to the hype, though, for me, at least. And I was not exaggerating when I said that first episode when it came out, that was like the most excited and happy I felt in like weeks. And I felt the same way with the last episode. So I'm like, okay, maybe Thursday, I just know like that's going to be a good day. Yeah. (laughs) And Friday, at least. Like, but... It felt, I think it's great. It, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, me. I mean, a hundred percent. It felt like that first night when it was airing, it felt like 
when all those girls would line line up for those Twilight movies, like to see him right at yeah. midnight, I was like, yeah. I was in my Roni t-shirt. I had my spritzer. I was, I mean, just, just like all men across the nation, I was ready to go. And I had a smile on my face the whole time. And I watched it like three or four times, not even for notes, but just because it like really did. I know soothe, yes. soothe is an overused word now, but it really did soothe me. And Same. I don't, what is your opinion on, the Bethany stuff. Okay. Let's get into that. Okay. <laughs> I'm really irritated because I, um, most of the time I like Bethany. I'd say I'm a Bethany fan. Um, and we're just talking the show, right? The show. And we'll get to not, her outside. Not stuff. all the like, amazing outside stuff she's doing. The show. Yes. Yes. Cause that's incredible what she's doing. hundred percent. Um, most of the time I like her and then she does little things that irritate me. And so her comments about how she felt like she was given the finger with the way that they kind of addressed her, like uh, her departure from the show, that whole thing really irritated me. And it felt very much like Carol, like she's acting like she's better than everybody for some reason. And like, Oh, it's not inspiring. Oh, it's not inspiring now that you're off the show. Like Bethany, come on girl. They did not give you a middle finger. If any middle fingers were given, it was by her when she quit the same day that filming start started with no heads up. Like what, what the fuck are you, you better be lucky. That's all that they said on there. It wasn't even bad. It's like, what do you expect from Ramona and, uh, and Luann to be honest? Well, I mean, she made herself, (laughs) I mean, the way she did it is what's such a sly thing to, she did it the first day of filming, making it immediately about her without her having to be there. But the, you know, in my, like I never watched Bethany on this show to inspire me and to make me feel positive about anything in life. I know her outside activities inspire me greatly, but I watch these shows not to be inspired, but to see, I don't know, like it just, it, she has a misrepresentation, I think in her head of what she means to this show. hundred percent. She does. It was ridiculous. It really pissed me off. Seriously. And that comment she made about, you know, that comment in particular, I think, was such a bitchy, not needed comment. And I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe she is the reason why these ratings aren't through the roof. No. Like, come on, girl. Like, you, you've got to stop it. That ego is out of control. But how do you do, out of control. How do you do one of the most amazing things for people and, like, securing masks, raising money? How do you do all of this and still find time to badmouth a show? I have no idea. I really don't. I feel like I've had that conversation with so many different people. (laughs) I really don't. It doesn't make sense. Like, be a legend. Like, Michael Jordan doesn't come out and go, like, man, these basketball players suck these days. Like, you know, like, he's (laughs) just a legend. Like, Bethany, just go be a legend. Like, you would be a legend. And just it just really irritates me because the show, to me, did not miss a beat. It didn't. I didn't miss her at all. In fact, I think the power vacuum that is left by, like, left behind in Bethany's wake is almost helping the show because you have this, this kind of like who is going to step up and try mm-hmm. to be the voice of reason. And I almost feel that it is such an interesting time that almost two episodes in, Leah seems to almost be stepping into a role of some kind of you know, not in, you know, compared to the others, not completely batshit insane yet. Oh, a hundred percent. I feel like she's like the voice of the viewers. 
But isn't that but insane for like that quickly for, and I think that's, yeah, uh, you know, it's unheard of. Do you, I mean, like, we'll talk about it, but in this episode, when she, like, at the end at uh, Ramona's house, and she kind of confronted Dorinda politely, or Dorinda came down and said, you know, blah, 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 and she, do you notice how her stance, she didn't even move? Her stance, yes. strong, two strong feet, did not look mm-hmm. down, looked Dorinda directly in the eye, did not mm-hmm. free. I, I was like, that is she bossed so, up. so yes. powerful. So powerful. Loved it. Love her. And I'm... And this hurts me, and like I don't know if you know Raven, but I'm in love with Leah, and I've now. So um, am I. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm not. Sta- I'm not backing down. I'm standing with two feet, and I'm looking you directly in the <laughs> podcast eye, Raven, and saying, "I, I will fight for her." And I, you know, the only thing that upsets me is that if you got, you know this, but I don't think a lot of people know this is that there was like a page six article, and she did. She was very weird with Michael Che from SNL. Yeah, I mean, I saw it, but I But don't, I didn't realize that, that was her at first. I don't... I mean, I didn't realize... I You know, this happened before she was an official, like, housewife, I think. So I yeah. thought it was... The, the back and forth was kind of, like... I, I'm glad Michael Che busted her out, but I didn't... I wasn't... I mean, what I'm saying is I still love her. I'm willing to forgive yeah, her. Yeah, it, <laughs> it didn't make me think anything through. It was weird, but I was like, eh, whatever. Whatever. Do you think I would be a good stepdad to Kiki? One hundred percent. Okay, cool. So you I can and quote Kiki you would be the best having, of friends too. Quote. She would love you. We have a similar mental. Yeah, we have a similar mental capacity. Okay, got it. I got it. So, <laughs> no, I got it. No. Um, okay, so I'm I'm glad that you like Leah as much as I do. I even with that She's bucket awesome. hat, I was very excited. Um, <laughs> I, I think I saw you wearing the bucket hat. Oh, I mean, by the way, I'm going to be wearing I'm going to be wearing the man version of anything she wears this season, and I I love that. I think oh I'm God, just going to. It. I just I'm going to just. Put it out there every episode that I love her, and I'm going to see if she'll ever come on the pod, and we can just see how things go, you know? Oh, my God. She will come on the pod. I'm I putting know, it out I'm, there into the universe. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> Could you imagine if I, at this point, prayed to God for that? Is it God, I know, yeah. you're, I know you're busy with COVID and all this stuff, but if you could find it any way <laughs> in your God heart to let me meet Leah, that would be amazing. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, so... Let's get into the actual show. Um, so we start this episode of Tinsley and Sonia go into an outdoor drinking venue during the daytime. And mm-hmm. um, Sonia already says an iconic line of, well, guys will try to pick us up, but let's just ignore them. <laughs> right. And, We're just like, really? Sonia, is that you? What is your opinion oh. on Sonia's horny levels? Um, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like it's off the chart. I don't understand it, but I mean, I love it for her. I love it for her. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. So like, I know you have probably a lot of lady friends because you're a lady and Mm -hmm. like, or a woman, I'm sorry, a lady, that sounds weird. You you have lady friends. I am a lady. (laughs) Do you have lady friends, Raven? No. Um, (laughs) is that, do you, is there a Samantha or a Sonia in every group? Do you have like your peak horny girlfriend? Um, oh God, I mean, there is one, I guess, but Jesus, not even close to like <laughs> Samantha slash Sonia. It like, seems no, like it's no way. <laughs> I mean, last, the, the first episode last week, we literally got, we got her hitting on Mr. Magic Jeans of like, I hear there's some magic in those jeans. <laughs> jeans full of magic, yes. And we overheard a conversation where she's like, oh, I, I, um, I slept with him on a sink in Saint-Tropez. 
Incredible. Incredible. What a life she's lived. <laughs> I mean, truly. I mean, this is like the, I want a prequel of Sonia's life. Like, oh my God, me too. Sex and the Sonia. Like, I mean, just like it'd be like a Red <gasps> yes. Shoe Diaries where she is retelling a, a, a sexy episode from the past. And of course, you would have to pick like a, you know, an adult film actor or something to portray Sonia in these episodes. But like, yes. it shows the romance of like, oh, I was in Fiji one night and a janitor walked by me and the wind, you know, like something. It would be incredible. I would. That's what I'm. I'm gonna pray for that. You pray for Leah to come on the pod. Okay. Literally, God is. God is like they just don't get it. They just don't seem to get it. Um, okay. So she says this, and um, I was very happy that she was still horny. And Tinsley says that just kind of warns Sonia, like, "Hey, you're jumping on the Dorinda bandwagon." Um, and it is fascinating that you already see two episodes in that they're. I don't know if they're painting it or they're. Dorinda's really becoming a bully all of a sudden. She is. And you know, it's interesting. I've seen a lot of people like on Twitter and Instagram and they're like, um, Dorinda has been a bully. And I'm like, has she? I don't, it's like, I'm usually can point out when like my favorites are like being assholes, but like, I'm not sure I would call her a bully like no. before, but right now she 100% is. And it she's is completely unprovoked. Like there's no reason for it. And she's it doing will, it for no reason. She's doing it for no reason, but I do feel in this episode, she is almost aware of it and she's trying to give us reasons. Like she's mm-hmm. trying to give us a, this is why I'm so I kind of have a, a, a modicum of sympathy for her, but it does still feel really unnatural. And I really don't like it because I do like Dorinda so much. Yeah, it's actually upsetting me. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love when we get upset about shows like this because I love to picture like I love to picture you on a couch just looking off into the distance and just being upset about Dorinda. And like shake, yes. shaking your head, you know, like, I'm uh. like, come on, girl, what are you doing? Um, Talking see. to the TV. Like, what are you doing? Don't make me turn on you, um, please. And then we get like this comment about that. Uh, Tinsley got more dresses and bling after the breakup with Scott than during. Oh, and you can just <laughs> taste, you can taste the other women's jealousy. Yes. <laughs> Um, and that's the whole issue with this whole Scott thing. <laughs> you know, and Scott, by the way, like, you know, you can make fun of Scott a lot, but like Scott's not even like, he doesn't even strike me as like a player. No, not at all. Like, <laughs> not he, at all. He doesn't strike me as like the coupon version of Tristan Thompson, you know? Oh God, no, no. We yeah. wouldn't do Scott like that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he seems like just an average guy that's like Dick and Tinsley around yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, just an average guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, so the, the, the thing they, they show a flashback of the first, the first episode, but a clip that we never saw of Dorinda literally getting in Tinsley's face mm-hmm. and saying, um, uh, like literally getting her in a, uh, and says, I never laid on my back for shoes, Jesus, which is like, dude, and it's just nasty. Yeah. It really is like really nasty. And it's like. I'm sure Dorinda gets free dry cleaning. Like, I mean, just because she doesn't get shoes. Um, <laughs> it's nothing to get upset about, girl. No, I know you You're you have a, a committed relationship, but does John Medesian do anything for you? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get your boyfriend no. jealous or like, and feel free to, if you, we can cut this part out, but does he, does he r- raise any kind of passion in you at all? 
He would from the free dry cleaning does. That part, but that's about it. I feel like that's how he really does get it. Like he has a card that probably says like 20% off if you use code John. Uh-huh. But no, that's just about it. I mean, he seems nice, but like, no. He seems no. nice, but he seems like he invades <clears throat> personal space a lot. Ew, yes. Like he seems Ew, very that's close. right. Now I remember. And he's like very... Ew, I changed my answer. He seems... <laughs> also seems like he's damp to the touch. He's sweaty. Ew, yes. yes. He's like, he's what... And a lot of people hate this word. He's moist. Ew. <laughs> you just hang up. You didn't you have just to. Hang up. You just like, click. Okay, this uh, is fun. Bye. <laughs> um, and then Tinsley says she's allowed to go back and forth in a relationship. Do you kind of view... I kind of had this like lightning bolt thought is that do you think Tinsley and Scott are the rich version of Dodie <gasps> Carter? Yes, I do. Yeah. I have a thought. Yes. 100%. Like Tinsley yeah. does make a point of like, you are allowed to go back and forth in a relationship. It happens all the time. It does. But yes. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, you sound like you have a stronger opinion about that. No, I don't know. I was, <laughs> Whoa! I'm just having a lot of thoughts now that you said that, and I'm okay. like, huh. you can process. Okay, but Scott has a job, so oh. that oh no, Carter has a job, right? Yeah. Or something. Well, Carter yeah, supposedly of. he's like an assistant to an assistant or something like that. Oh God, that's funny because it's like Kristen's the one paying for him, but then. Scott's not really paying for Tinsley. Like, she has her own money. That's the whole thing with the thing with Dorinda that I'm not sure what she keeps going back to. Yeah, like... She's, like, a full-on trust fund, like, person. And so, like, I don't get... I do She have... definitely doesn't have to lay on her back for shoes or anything. But if she does for some extra, that's her business. You can tell, though, these shows are produced by different people because exactly what you're saying, if it was on Vanderpump Rules, they would do some kind of stupid aside where they do, like, a cartoon Tinsley and, like, oh, put, God. like... They would stack dollar bills up. And then they would do like a car, you know, like, like those, like, like mm-hmm. the Jack's video game or this, you know, like they do these like little stupid, like little, like, oh, the audience will love if we do like this thing of getting to Sheena and Marina Del Rey with a cartoon. <laughs> like they, stupid. they don't do yeah. that on New York. And I appreciate that. Um, so the big crux of this whole episode or one of the big scenes is this is when we find out because uh, my love Leah comes into the scene and. <laughs> Sonia points out a tattoo, and she also admits that she has a tramp stamp with the name Leah on it. And this is when we find out one of the most fascinating pieces of information about Sonia. about her that she would get tattoos because it's very self deaf is it defecating no that's on yourself it's sort of on yourself but it's like self-defaming well i know when they they will never have sex you can relieve yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's a deal breaker for me but you don't have sex with men with tattoos never few things in this life I'm sure of and one of them is that Sonia is not gonna kick a hot young guy out of bed because he's got a fucking anchor tattoo I feel like tattoos look so creepy but you know I have the RLM but I have Topper's initials RLM no one's gonna fuck you with that there my dick would go like that 
apnea that I've ever heard in my life. What is that? Oh my God. Well, just Sonia, I did not appreciate this tattoo shaming that she was doing. Okay. She says she she doesn't like tattoos. And I think it's fine if you don't like tattoos. Um, Totally. But the way that she was going about it this entire time was like looking down on it and like a, you know, my mom doesn't really like tattoos either. But to be like so extreme with it and saying she would not ever sleep like she, with a man or woman, with which a is bullshit. Yeah, but, <laughs> that but, but, is but, but, complete bullshit. Nobody believes that. Picture that sink rendezvous in Saint Tropez or wherever it was. Like she wasn't like going in the bathroom and then she goes like fully stripped so I can see if you have tattoos. Like no, like the way she seems like she has sex seems like not all clothes are off at all the time. So she's definitely had sex <laughs> with tattoo people. Definitely. That's a fact, and she's absolutely slept with several men with tattoos, 100%. I, I know it. I'm willing to go on a limb and say she probably has a tattoo that she forgot about herself. <laughs> she's probably on the trail. She, she probably she don't even know. Or she probably has one of those full back dragons like Ben Affleck has, and she just has no Ew. Oh, God. Um, but it, So this was like a shocking thing to come out of Sonia because Sonia is literally so – free and hippie with her body that I feel like she really would accept anything. So for her to have some kind of rule when we've never seen her have rules at all is fascinating. Right. She's just getting naked all the time. Which which is great. Sleeping with everyone. Yes, this is all great. Live your life. And to be so judgmental about something like a tattoo was wild. I could not believe what I was watching. And I was like, ouch, Sonia, that hurt my feelings. I have tattoos. I have tattoos. That's not very nice. I have a I have a tattoo that says Sonia Morgan on it. Like I have a toast I have a, ta- a tramp stamp? I have a tattoo with Sonia Morgan's toaster oven on my my lower back, and I'm really bummed that she's. But it, it's crazy. It just, I, it's crazy, and I bet I bet it comes out before the end of the season that she does sleep with somebody with a tattoo and goes ha ha ha. Um, she <laughs> she also does an iconic talking head where she says she tries to say um, well she ends up saying self defecating. Um, <laughs> instead of self, I think instead of what, instead of self mutilating or self, I don't know what she was trying to say, but then she admits she goes, "Oh no no no, that's when you poop on your that's when you poop on somebody," and which believes like isn't it wild to think that Sonia has possibly been pooped on but doesn't want to have a tattoo? Oh yes, <laughs> but that would actually <laughs> yes yes. Oh my God. I just still can't believe it. It just seems like she just would do any and everything. Like there's not anything that Sonia would say no to. (laughs) So just don't get it. But I love that this, like this whole episode really shows the ladies ages and shows the difference in age between Tinsley and Leah. So it really sets up like really kind of two camps and it kind of, you real, I I love the fact that Leah is like close to Tinsley's age because it really mm-hmm. gives her a little bit like somebody to lean on a little bit and not be like alone on an island by herself because of her age. A hundred percent. They should have done this a long time ago. Oh, I know. I think it's great because where's Leah been? <laughs> well, I know she's always been in my heart, but where has she been on this show? <laughs> you know, um, Tinsley also reveals she has a topper tattoo that says RLM. Yeah. And then Sonia goes, Oh, you can just say it's a really lusty moment. Really lusty moment. Like RLM immediately Sonia puts together would be really lusty moment, which I think that would be an amazing tattoo that says really lusty moment. 
Um, I think she already has it. How did she come up with that so quickly? I, well, that's what I'm saying. But I think when it comes to like, like perverted limericks, she's like, like a, <laughs> like she's like goodwill hunting. She's like, uh-huh. she knows everything, you know? Um, uh-huh. Then we're into Dorinda's house and Dorinda is talking to her housekeeper, Len, uh, showing off her dresses and her huge bazooka bras. And mm-hmm. um, isn't it gr- interesting that they, s- do you really believe that they talk to their housekeepers? Because Luann has a scene later on talking to her housekeeper as well. Do you think this is for show or do you think they have close relationships with their housekeepers? I think Dorinda does. I don't think Luann does. Yeah, I think that I don't Luann... see her talking to, unless she does that thing where she just talks at them. That's probably what Luann would do. She's not really having a conversation. She's like talking about her cabaret shit and her like statement necklaces. I think Dorinda would be talking to them. Could you imagine how much that housekeeper has to hear Luann sing around oh the house? Oh my God. What like, a nightmare. It's just, Give that woman a raise. Money can't buy you clothes. And she's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> She uh, like doesn't allow her to wear headphones. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yes, no. Take them off. Take. You're working for me now. You know. Uh, are you feeling Giovanni today? Feeling Giovanni. Oh uh, Someone save that woman. I <laughs> that's that. By the way, there's so many GoFundMe's for people right now. Let's do a GoFundMe for Luann's like live-in housekeeper maid. You know. Oh please. And they always have to be like. Do you notice how she always the, the housekeeper always has to go like. <laughs> like like she's almost scared like huh, why are you going yes. to Ramona's huh? like it's just it's uncomfortable you know mm-hmm. big time so we find oh, out Lou thing. Ann is meeting Ramona in the Hamptons they're going to do a big Hamptons thing <clears throat> um, but also first Luann, Luann is actually meeting at a restaurant with Ramona and she does a performative order of a Diet Coke uh, oh my god she, I rolled my ass so hard I know it's like oh it's like can you we get it Luann you're still not drinking and Ramona, I love Hampton's Ramona. Do you like Hampton's Ramona? Hampton's Ramona is incredible. I love every version of her, but that one especially. I love especially. it. I love that she comes in and does like the, the meet and greets with people. And I love that older men just stop her and she's just like a ray of light to older men. Yes. Asking her to have a glass of Pinot Grigio. But oh, my God. And I fully thought she was going to stop and have a glass oh, and just keep Luann waiting. We, I, mean, I don't we, think anyone would have been surprised. We don't see the full edit. Yeah, she probably did. <laughs> that's yeah. true. But, like, that's what if, – if Leah wasn't involved in this this year, I – Ramona would have been the lady in my heart. But mm-hmm. Leah came in and, like – but I think Ramona's going to do fine without me. But um, uh, <laughs> She's oh, got me. It's fine. Wait, do you think her and uh, Mario have hit it since they're in quarantine together? If they haven't, they're not doing quarantine the right way. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, she really hope big, so. <laughs> she made a big lamb chop meal on Easter Sunday, which I feel is like a very Huge. erotic meal. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I actually don't really feel that, but it just, it looked like it was like a romantic, it could be a romantic meal with lambs, lamb yeah. chops, sorry. Um, so Lou says she'd like to find a boyfriend in this scene. Um, you know, cause Ramona says that she loves to give her numbers out. She loves to meet people. She loves to date, uh, which I think is great. Uh, I know I didn't get to talk to you last week and you did talk about this already, but how iconic was that last, last week with Ramona in the restaurant saying that she wants a man to hold her? 
Oh while she rubbed, while she rubbed her body like she was in like a theater show, like oh my god, peak Ramona. Yeah, I'm telling you, not not a single tear. It was <laughs> great TV. No, great yeah, TV. but she also reveals in the scene that she does vision boards for men, and I think that's so. I love vision boards. I have vision mm-hmm. boards. I love that. I love the thought of Ramona cutting out magazines, pictures and stuff and pasting them onto like a, you know, a poster board. That's just awesome. I'd like to watch her make one. I, I really know. would. Like her talking to Coco while she does it. <laughs> Poor sweet Coco. Oh my God. Yes. She's going to kill Coco. Like, I mean, like, and not like when she was screaming at Coco, Coco, Coco. And she's like, she's like, oh, she can't, she can't hear me. She's deaf. And then like has to scream so loud that it scares the bejesus out of Coco. Poor Coco. It's no wonder Sonia thought she was dead. She's like, you haven't killed her yet. Oh my God. Well, this is why we know. What a blessing. This is why we know Jiggy from Vanderpump Rules is definitely dead because, (laughs) because Coco's 17 and they, they make it known that she's 17 but Jiggy is very old as well, and they don't even let Jiggy move. Like I, that's true. That's very true. Like Jiggy is alive only in their hearts. Like that's a stuffed Jiggy. Oh my god! <laughs> no, we've talked about that. We talked about that word that like Ken, yes, Ken and Jiggy. Ken. They're they're tied together. Their souls are tied together, and <laughs> it's like ET where they have to both feel. They're like connected, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you notice how we haven't seen I'm really Ken? Concerned we haven't about seen that. I don't we haven't seen Ken since quarantine, have you? No. Do you notice right. that? No, I haven't seen him. Like oh, we see we I see hope he's okay. we see Lisa like cleaning everything, but we never like by the way, I see Lisa cleaning and don't you think she's like, Yeah, you're cleaning that body you killed. Like she's like she's like she always <gasps> like she that's why she's cleaning that door. Yeah, like she's exactly. blood splatter. She's like little blood, oh blood fingerprints. She's like and she's happy because she knows how she has all the time in the world to like escape like police <laughs> because she's like, I have all the time in the world to clean. God. Brett, why don't you come Terrible. over and train me today? Um, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, so Ramona also lets it slide <laughs> to Luann, not like, but tells Luann that she has a nice big uh, separate entrance place at her Hamptons house just for Luann, so she doesn't have to stay <laughs> in the fish room, which yes. is very nice. Um, that comes back to haunt us later. Now we're to Tinsley talking to her dog. She's hand feeding them strawberry and sh- shortcake. She says that the dogs only speak Chinese. This is like, <laughs> to me, this is like 90 day fiance, but with animals like Tinsley oh went God, over yes. <laughs> and like got these dogs. And then I think Tinsley really believes that like they speak full fluent Chinese. You know, she does. I know. It's just like <laughs> so bizarre. Um, so uh, then we're on the way to the Hamptons. Dorinda's picked up Sonia. Sonia has brought all of her wigs for some reason. <laughs> I mean, which is just it's like yeah. the way Sonia packs has to be. If Sonia doesn't have her interns there, it, it really does have to be just like a lot of like throwing things in like Victoria's secret bags, you know? Oh, yes. Free gift with purchase one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's like, I mean, don't you don't you? Do you notice the glee every time Sonia gets picked up in a free ride? Like she she loves it. Well, she's just she, you can tell she's not used to that sort of life anymore. So she really like revels when she gets it. She's not mm-hmm. on the she's not on the jitney. She's in an actual car that she doesn't have With to with a diaper. <laughs> 
that in the diaper. That's the same woman that's judging people with tattoos, but okay. <laughs> I'm literally sitting in my own pee. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, Ramona was talking to 17 year old Coco, then Leah and Tinsley. Tinsley, we find out has lost her voice, which by the way, is like a horrible time during COVID to like even be reminded when somebody has a cough and has come from like China. Like, it's like, I don't think this, I don't think this, I, I, I'm not one of those people that like, I do this, this, that, you know, I don't blame China for anything, but it is wacky that like, she literally says, I'm going to China and saving dogs. And then the next scene, she has no voice and is coughing, you know? Yes. (laughs) Really took me out of the scene. Horrible timing. Yeah. Um, Sonia then tells Dorinda in their car that Leah has a tramp stamp and she says, Sonia says her daughter definitely doesn't have any tattoos. There's, I bet Sonia's daughter definitely has a tattoo. I bet. If she doesn't yet, then she will. Yeah. Uh I was that age and I'm sure my mom was saying I didn't have tattoos and I 100% had them already. Wait, what what was your first tattoo of? (laughs) Come on. It's so stupid. It just says Carpe Diem. Oh my god! Okay, Dude, oh my god! And you wait, and you. Probably, but I still love it. And you meant it at the time, right? It was like extremely deep, yes, you, right? I okay. had a great time. I was like, yes. I was. I was. Tattooed. I just had turned twenty-five the day or the night that I turned twenty-five, and I went to this uh, place on Sunset Boulevard, and I thought I was being so deep, and I got two Japanese symbols that supposedly say risk and love supposedly <laughs> i mean yeah because he's ariana grande it, i mean it could say like tortillas and you know like i mean but it supposedly says <laughs> risk and too. love and i thought i was so deep i was like you always got a risk in life and you always got to love you know and like <laughs> so, so oh god okay so ramona's at her house and she's dancing getting ready for the party to start i love ramona when she dances i love the freedom of her body she reminds me oh, of gosh. an older female Jim Carrey when she dances. Like I like it. Like <laughs> it, it's it's like it just it really makes me happy. Um, Dorinda brought her a frosé machine. I think that's a great gift. It is. It very much is. And I was like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <For> <laughs> yes. I didn't think she would be bringing a gift like that for anyone, but no. it was very nice of Dorinda to do. And then we have a great so. we have a great line for Sonia where she informs the audience that her <clears throat> chiropractor says only to drink clear alcohol because colored alcohol is poison. And then she says, "Well, pass the the rosé or something." Should chiro- <laughs> should chiropractors be giving out any sort of um, liquor advice? I know it's like how did that even come up? That's what I want to know. No, it's just saying like in Sonia's mind. How did you get on the subject? Sonia's mind, like it's just like if you could. Just get a like a running commentary of her mind would just be amazing. Um, oh my God, yes. So then we get Luann comes in, Tinsley and Leah comes in. Um, Sonia has a comment about her dog really smelling, which makes sense. Like, did you, mm-hmm. did you have any opinions on Sonia's apartment from the first episode that we saw? I mean, it seems smaller. It's so that's a different. But last season, she was living in the apartment that's like her daughter's, right? Yeah. And this is a different one. It looks a little like a consignment store with furniture. Like it, like yeah. There was a lot of good. like, uh, oh, we have this painting back here. Like there was just a lot of areas where it just looks like she, like it, it, it looked like an in the city gray gardens as opposed to an out of the city gray gardens. Yeah, Sonia. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, but her townhouse. 
her dog has not gotten uh, bathed or shampooed in a while or groomed, and she sits in her own pee. Like, we're headed down a bad path. No, but you you know what I'm saying? Like, where are we going to go from here? And like, if you were, I don't know. If you were a guy and you were like, I know this is probably doesn't happen a lot, but if you were a guy, straight guy watching one of these shows, like, would you that and you met Sonia, would you want to sleep with her after you're like, do you have to take your diaper off before we do this? Ooh, no, not after certain. No, yeah. No. Um, but so, it's hard to put myself in the mind of a straight guy. I'm not sure. Like, well, see, now it's something. No. Now you have something to do. I don't know. <laughs> something to do would during you? quarantine. No, I gotta say, I would be. I would. I would. You know what? Like, I don't. I, I. You know, I. Of course, first would have to get to know her, but after that, I would be. <laughs> I would be. I would. I don't know. It would kind of like creep me out if like I had to take off like a pair of like adult huggies, and Ooh. then I would be like, and like, what if she like didn't want to shower? You know, Ugh, like that's just ew. not. A, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I don't want to be judgmental or sex negative. I want to be sex positive, but it just seems like that's like water. I'm so sorry that we even went down this path. Okay. So, um, (laughs) Ramona says she, uh, she, Ramona tells Leah that, you know, when you're at my place, you have free access to everything, free access to everything. And then they did the most genius cut of Sonia packing up a baggie of food. (laughs) Please. She's like, I already know the rules very much. Like, like Ramona packing up those lobsters. I know. Packing. She packed up a baggie of actual food. And like, do you think that was baggy food for in her room later? Or yeah. do you think that was yeah. baggy food for when she gets back to the city? Oh, Jesus. I certainly hope not. I think it was for later. When they get back in, she wants to have a snack. She goes <laughs> she to- she's going to leave it on the nightstand and but, be like, yep, yeah, I'm going to eat that later. But that also means she's like carrying around Ziploc baggies. Uh, yeah. Would you, uh, does that surprise you? Would you, would you ever go to a party and carry around Ziploc baggies? Oh, if someone told me that there is going to be some really good. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, are you in a rush? Do you have like 20, 30 minutes? Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. This is so embarrassing. This is, yeah. What if you were like, yeah, I gotta go. Uh, This is so embarrassing. I used to go to El Pollo Loco. Like, and this is like now like two or three years ago. And mm-hmm. I was, um, I was separated and I was going through a really rough time and I, I can't really cook. So I'd go to El Pollo Loco and get their salad, but I was in love with their salsa and mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I was in love with their salsa and it got to the point where I started, <laughs> I started bringing in Tupperwares to put their salsa <laughs> in and I would wait, I would wait till they didn't <laughs> see me cause I didn't want to be questioned why I brought Tupperware to <laughs> Because I was like, they give you these little cups. And I'm like, oh, now you have to get like 15 of these cups. So I brought in Tupperware. And then like one time the lady like like stared at me and I just like shrugged. And like I was like, I don't – like it's definitely sad. Like you shouldn't be bringing in Tupperware to like El Pollo Loco, you know? Whatever. Listen, if if you packed up like 50 of those little cups, they were still going to be looking. So it's like whatever. I might as well make it easier on myself. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I mind your business, lady. Well, yeah, it's like I've already given up on life. Why can't I make it easier for myself to then feed myself? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, when we get Ramona taking Lou down to the lower level, the basement, as Luann calls it, um, <laughs> Luann's comment of like, put me in the attic, calling it a pit house. And she is so damn ungrateful and weird about stuff like this. Do you think it's because she was raised poor? 
I don't know because then you would think that's the thing with all of these housewives across the board who access snotty and stuff. It's like, you did not come up this way. Like, did you already forget? Like, please don't act like this is a fucking dump. She's putting you in this is still a nice space. Even the fish room, like calm down. I would kill and just to go to sleep. That I place. Would, yeah. Go to too. sleep. Go to, well, I mean, I guess maybe she realizes <laughs> like, Go to sleep. Just go to sleep. I realize maybe it's because she realizes she can't like blackout drink and just like fall asleep. So maybe, but at the same time, the basement looked fine. It looked so. It was huge. You could do so many cartwheels around there. And she was Are like, you kidding me? she was going burr. She was like doing the burr, like where you put your hand, like oh, I'm freezing. It's like put a jacket on, like exactly. It's so weird. Get, grab a blanket. Um, there's no pleasing her. And, you know, she went on Twitter and she was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? And I was like, let us count the ways. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, seriously. So, you know, something is wrong with you and you just keep doing it. Cool. She must be going out of her mind, not being able to perform to the masses at her cabaret shows. <laughs> she has to be. It, is, it, it, really, it cracks me up to no end to this day that she really does take herself like, I'm a Broadway actress, you know, like she really does consider herself a part of Broadway, even though she's never like Erica Jane is more part of Broadway than uh, Luann, you know? Yes. And isn't that's the same show that Luann lied and said she was. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, that's so funny. Like, that's like so embarrassing. That's like me saying like, oh, my podcast is number one, you guys. And then it's like just. (laughs) Well, it could be one day. That's like, that's a vision board. My lies are vision boards. Right. Um, uh, then we get back upstairs. I love the, uh, I love the camera guys. They're probably the same camera guys or, or men or women that do this year after year because they just know how to catch things. Like Leah bends down and they immediately get a shot of her tramp stamp. <laughs> Yes. Like she wasn't like they just just she was just randomly bending down and the guy or girl knew to get it immediately. Yeah, um, incredible. Dorinda goes up to Dorinda goes upstairs. I don't know if it was her nap time or something, but she she goes upstairs yeah. and we find out how uh, Bluestone Manor has just been inundated with flooding and heating issues, and she starts to cry and says it's just way too stressful. And me, like not having even one house to my name, is. I don't know. Like, I can see it being really stressful, but, like, also, thankfully, you have, like, this money coming in that you can do shit like that, you know? That's the thing. It's, like, I <laughs> anytime stuff like this happens to these women that's, like, pretty much, like, easily fixable, it's, like, okay, I feel bad for you because I'm sure if I was away from that and, it's, you know, it's happening and that's stressful, like, I get upset when stuff happens to my car. And most of the time, I can take care of it. It's just, like, a huge inconvenience, right? But, yeah. like, you, you've you got plenty of – like, <laughs> you can fix it, right? Yeah. That's like what, what my mom always tells me when she's like, well, why are you so upset? You, like, just get it fixed. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I get like, I have <laughs> to pay – yeah, I have to pay my – I have to pay my vehicle registration. And I was like, wow, I wish I could – didn't have to pay that $350. But, like, I know that, like, okay, well, I, I put that money aside to pay my vehicle registration, it. you know? like Exactly. And so I don't, at like, least... then I do a voiceover where I just start crying, you know? Yeah, so it's, like, it's that thing. So I guess it's just the next level. But yeah. I'm, like, shut up, rich lady. Um, <laughs> Get your thing <laughs> <laughs> <Just> Fix it. <laughs> my Princess Leah immediately wins Ramona over again by giving her a Joe Malone candle. Is that a, is that a, a candle that um, – is that a very known candle? 
I don't know candles. Okay, I don't know candles We'd either. We'd have to like, ask Laura. Like, okay, I, <laughs> by the way, I was over at Laura's place, Not, I mean, before quarantine, and she really does have like 70 candles just laying around. Like it's... She's it's, a candle connoisseur, for sure. I mean, sure. people just send her candles and stuff like now, and I'm like, at a certain point, is it too many candles? Like... Like when you're like when you're using candles for just like doorstops, um, <laughs> Ramona in pure Ramona fashion. This is when we see the bucket hat, you know. And Ramona asks her about the hat. She's like, "I saw it online and I just loved it." And I got to tell you, like, I cannot pull off a bucket hat, but mm-hmm. I got to say, my heart like just stopped when I saw. I think she looked beautiful in the bucket hat. I think she it worked for her. It, look, I think I think it's going to really start a trend of ladies in bucket hats. Um, uh, Ramona, I did. I forgot that Ramona was a buyer for Macy's. She reveals in this scene. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Like that's another one. <laughs> that there was... needs to be a Ramona prequel movie of her coming up in the the tough and tough, rough and tumble world of like Macy's clothes buying. You know. I would love to watch Ramona work. I feel like in the early seasons, they kind of showed it like a little bit, but like, I really want like an entire show about that. I want her to go back to work. Yeah. I just want to watch her in action. Remember when we saw her a little bit with like the, the turtle time wine and like how she would like boss around that one girl, like Mm -hmm. it was like seasons ago. Like, but I would love to like, cause she really was, she really did make her own money, I and mean, you can't yep. argue with that. Like you, you know, she wasn't depending on anybody else, which I always admire. Um, we go back outside. the uh, The camera people immediately get Dorinda opening a huge bottle of vodka, which I think was hysterical. <laughs> Just like I, I didn't love these. That. Oh, I see. That's what I'm saying. Like I love these asides <laughs> that you catch if you watch them like multiple times, where you get these things that they just really small things that they don't really, it's like very brief and they don't call attention to it. But like for like seasoned viewers, like we really notice these things, you know? <laughs> of course. She's been, oh God. And her. then Sonia, Sonia, uh, we have a little discussion about the word touche and Sonia gives us a vocabulary oh my lesson. <laughs> my um, that was great. And by the and so this is the age thing again. Ramona finds out that we don't know. Ramona doesn't know what a tramp stamp is, which is just like I guess. I guess it just hasn't hit. I mean, I, I don't know. I I thought like, everyone. I thought that was kind of an old term. Yeah, I'll call them old. I whatever, however you say that. But I kind of want to do a <laughs> segment now with one of the like these ladies where you get them in a room and you read Urban Dictionary. Um, oh my goodness! Things to them. <laughs> Um, uh, I, well, I, I think I told this on this, like I, somebody sent me my urban dictionary, like Ryan Bailey is a word in the urban dictionary Stop. and get, no, 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 for real. And guess what it means? What? It, 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 <laughs> what? this is what it means. Eating ass on camera. No, it doesn't. It, look it up. Why? It does. I know. I swear to God, I swear <laughs> to God. And I, panicked i panicked because i was like very specific i that's what i said and i was like because at first i was like which which enemy of mine did this to me and then and then oh my god you're not lying i (laughs) a verb the verb used to describe eating ass yes i really ryan bailey last night you know And then I was like, and I was like, oh my god, have I ever even mentioned eating? Like, I mean, I just, I don't. And then, 
And then somebody <laughs> pointed out, I guess there is a very popular male porn star, a, a gay male porn star named Ryan Bailey. Oh, okay. okay. But for like well, a whole, but for a whole day, I was walking around, <laughs> like just looking over my shoulder and just like, what the, who, which, who did this to me? You know? And then I was looking up my other friends' names to see, I was like, does everybody have an Urban Dictionary name? And I was like, why just me? Oh my God. So horrible. Oh, Ryan. Yeah, I know. It's like so horrible. That's a good laugh. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So then Leah asks how Dorinda knows about the tattoo uh, because she had only told it to Sonia. And uh, and Sonia literally, literally just tells her, um, you can't really trust me. You know, like, I'm just always going to mess things up. But you can, but I'll always bring the truth. Like Sonia literally admits that, like, well, I'll keep things interesting, but you can't trust me with things. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all the girls leave without helping Ramona, so it's Tinsley and Leah, the two younger girls, helping Ramona. Was pissed. <laughs> yes, was, I don't know what I, I do. All these things that people go to the nap, and I don't know it. And then you know, Leah and Tinsley are like, "Oh yeah, we'll clean up, no biggie." And then Leah is calling her soulmate daughter Kiki. Was that a little now I love Leah with all my heart, but like when she called Kiki her soulmate and life partner, was that too much or just enough to describe a daughter? Mm, I don't know. I thought it was a little weird. I I'm too. very, very close to my mom. Um, but I don't know. I don't think she would describe me that way. Oh, I don't know you- if that's a bad thing or not. My, oh my god my mom i think i'm interviewing my mom really quickly for the podcast later and because uh-huh. i've been doing updates with them and i'm gonna I'm ask gonna, her no i'm gonna tell i'm gonna go mom you're my soulmate and see what she says because i bet she'll be like i bet she'll be like you're my soulmate too i bet oh. that'll be ugh, well i'll do a test later um okay so but it is funny like so she was having she didn't enjoy the first day at school because the girls were being little bitches like they said in the first episode and yes. it really did feel like at the end of this conversation it was very no you hang up no you hang up no you mm-hmm. hang up like it was very you know very much love lovely you know yes I, whatever you. yeah <laughs> so um Tinsley's talking to Sonia why did you have to tell her about Leah's tat um, Tinsley warns Leah to be careful talking to Son- Sonia again because she'll run and tell. And then literally we get a scene of Sonia going and telling on Tinsley and, and immediately, immediately. Yes, like it's like amazing. Like, um, how many camera people do you think goes to Ramona's Hampton's house? Do you like how many? Like, oh my god, I don't know. You would think that they would have to have one for each person and then maybe an extra one just in case. Wasn't it shocking to see that photo we saw um, a month or so ago uh, for the last episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey when when Teresa was having that backyard conversation and they showed literally eight cameras around them? Yes. It's like, is it always like that? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't realize it was that big of a deal, you know? Mm -hmm. Shows what we know. Yeah, it was it was really bizarre. So, um, uh, Dorinda. Then this is like when come. Oh yeah, Dorinda also says something really horrible about the tat thing too. Is like Dorinda says people with tats, she knows them as people that are going to kidnap you. Right, that's what her mother told her, and it's like, oh, so you still believe that as a fifty-plus-year-old woman? 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's just like... <laughs> you still like, are going by that? Please stop showing your age. Please. Please, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all right to just, like, You're say... You're doing too much. You don't have to give examples of why. No. When it's like, you... Ugh, it just irritated me. <laughs> it irritated me. Like, what a stupid thing to say. Um, okay, so... Sonia then comes downstairs and uh, literally just kind of walks up to Leah and says, you can have a short fuse all you want. Like, but Leah, like I said earlier, doesn't back down, but doesn't even freak out. Doesn't even get upset. Just says. Change her tone. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Saying you told uh, Sonia that you have a short fuse, you can have a short fuse all you want. It's just a fact. She doesn't have a tattoo. She doesn't have a no, tattoo. No, no. It wasn't I don't have a that. tattoo. It was and more about the. If someone doesn't remember your name, you can just bend over and they can look at it. Okay. Well, Sonia said all. the same thing. I thought it was funny. Sorry. Well, I think sorry. it's your delivery. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Well, talk to There's Tansy a lot of hostility. It. No, there's not. Of course there I is. I thought it was funny. Didn't well, you? I missed it. Well, well, I said, well, you, she said you have a tramp stamp on your back. So when people well, are f***ing you, they know oh, who you are. You know. That's what like, Sonia said. Like and little, I said, I just, it's a little hostile. Okay, Sonia said. Okay, darling. There's a hostility right now. That's just like a little. I actually do. You don't need to Well, you know what, Sonia? Once again, well, Joe. Well done. Yeah. Good try, Sonia. You were not helping the situation at all. Can I talk to you? I have a voice. I totally have a voice. But you haven't taken the time to talk to me. All right, can we talk? Can we continue later? Like, Like, I was so impressed. Like, didn't look down at the floor. Didn't, like, look directly. or and, And, like... But what I even loved more on that was just, like, you couldn't sense she was upset at all. She was just matter of fact. Yeah. I loved it. And I... They're not used to that. No, that's what I'm saying. They don't like, know. They don't know. They don't, like, Tinsley definitely wasn't like that. No, they don't know what to do with that. And that's what, like, I, like when me and Leah eventually get into our first couple couples fight, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm in my back of my head. I'm going to be like, she's not going to back down, so I've just got to make sure I just stare at her directly in the eyes during our first couples fight. <laughs> you can't show any weakness. Yes. <laughs> she will sense fear. Okay. You know what I'll do? I'm every time if I if I'm sensing a fight with me and Leah, I'm gonna take my contacts out so I can't see her. And that way I can stay <laughs> and I can't even tell she's angry, you know? Brilliant idea. Yeah. Cut that out so she won't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell her your secret. I'm sure Leah's a huge fan of the pod. So um, I know she is. That, God, wouldn't that be hi Leah? <laughs> hey Leah. Hope you and Kiki are doing good. Um, I can't wait to quarantine with you guys. Um, so Dorinda does not back down and literally points out like in very like, hey, you're making generalizations about me um, and just made made tons of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. We then go out to the car. Sonia says her underwear is in a twist. What else is new? Which is just, <laughs> it's just great. Like, this lady's just like a full mess that we've just let be a full mess. That we love her, but full mess. Yes. Um, okay, so then, uh, let's see here. Lou, Ramona, and Leah. Uh, Lou makes a comment about, oh, so glad you're not drink Or or she said something about, like, I wanted a drink. And Lou said, oh, I'm so glad you're not drinking. And she's like, yeah, that would make everything way more crazy, which I love these little pieces of conversation because we tell, we, we can tell that we're getting, um, we're getting like hints that the drinking's about to start pretty soon. Oh yes. You know, I'm like ready. I love it. I love that first episode when she tells, she's like, 
you know, one out of 20 times I'll freak out. I lost my purse with my passport in it last time. So I'm taking a break mm-hmm. from drink. I love that. It's like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get this girl a drink. <laughs> I know. I mean, like that's, it's just, I'm so excited. I want to see that. <laughs> I, and by the way, I'm not making fun of anybody with like alcohol problems, but it is oh, like, no. we, we are on a show and like Lou is like, Lou like literally threatened to eat a police officer when she was wasted. Like these things <laughs> are like part of the show so we can comment on them. Um, yes. We're at, I don't mean any harm. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you're smirking really bad. <laughs> uh, uh, we're at Tuto, Tuto in the Hamptons. Ramona comes in, bell of the ball again, like doing a hot, like doing the socializing. And then Sonia. <laughs> so good. Sonia goes, you know, we're in New York, not LA. LA. Um, so socialite, it's more like social fucking heavy, which is a great line. You do that in LA, not New York. That's what you do in LA, which, you know, I think New York is pretty a socialite town too, I, I would imagine. I don't know. I would. I thought so too. I was like, "Oh, I'm learning something now." I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I don't know. But I love Sonia getting upset at somebody else talking. You know, it's great. Um, Luann says it's nice that. Oh yeah, Luann points out about Leah that it's nice that she has a wingman who's not drinking because um, uh, Leah took the uh, took the reins and ordered a mocktail that had cucumber juice in it. And Luann was like, Ooh, fancy, you know? And, um, Luann makes a big speech about ashes and ashes falling on you guys. And the dust came on you. And I didn't mean for my issues to weigh on you, which is like a really, I guess, nice thought, but it just felt like she wanted to make a speech. Yeah. Just apologize. It doesn't have to be a whole thing like that. And I feel like that's her way of, I don't know, maybe that's how she, (laughs) that's the only way she can kind of do it. Yeah. But like, just, just say you were being a dick and like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Like I was just, I was so scared. She was about to like, um, uh, go into like song. Oh my God. I wish she would have. That's what friends (laughs) are for in good times. You know, like, um, so, uh. Oh, yeah. So then they all jump on Ramona because Ramona answers a phone after this. And Dorinda's like, are you here with us or are you here with your people on the phone? And Ramona's like, come on, I'm popular. I got to, you know, I'm socializing that, you know, I'm single, whatever. And then Ramona digs at Lou and goes, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm too social, which is just such a dig at Lou. I just, I thought yes. that was great. Um, I didn't think it was a huge, I mean, she just answered it real quick. Like, whatever. You yeah. guys, whatever. Yes. I mean, like, I just, there's tons of you on the table. Like, come on, everybody I, just fucking relax. I feel like also like, who knows if like that person on the phone that she invited to come over and say hi, who knows if that's like the next Ray. We need people to come over. Like, we need, like, exactly. Ray. Like, are you the bitch, bitch? You know, like, we need oh Ray. Like, what an icon. Need... <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> oh I mean, like, that's what I feel like. Like, encourage, like, encourage people to take phone calls, encourage people to, like, go out and meet people, like, bring people into conversations. Um, mm-hmm. That's when Ramona is encouraged then to go take a hot lap and Dorinda says oh with her tit played out it's like she's going to war which I think is just amazing for any kind of social interaction you know love it love it I'm always gonna get my tit played out and uh 
Dorinda at this point does a talking head where she goes that she's like, I like Leah. She seems like she can hold her own. Like she won Dorinda over in this mm-hmm. episode immediately. Like it was like some weird kind of test, like a challenge. And she's like, oh, okay. Which it just, it's All like right. Leah did that in two episodes where most new housewives, it takes a whole season. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. So like, um, okay. So then that's the end of the episode, but then they, they, the preview for the next week episode, we see Leah take a sip of wine. And it's all happening. It's all happening. And then we also, we get, I was never a tro- trophy wife. I'm not arm candy. I don't shave my pussy. We but get, so- like, Sonia says that. That was in the same scene. She says three sentences that don't naturally match up. Never no, a trophy wife. I'm not arm candy. I don't shave my, you know, thing. And that's just interesting. Like, so She's saying trophy wives always shave their thing. I don't know. I what don't she... know. It's like just all three. You have to be all three because, like, I know two out of three of those for sure is a lie. <laughs> she's lying. No, last one. I don't know. I don't know what she's got going on. But you were a trophy wife. Come on. Yeah. Come I mean, on. by the way, like the Morgan <laughs> letters. I mean, on. come on. It wasn't. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I don't think. Like, do you think he told her like? You specifically are not a trophy wife. I relate to you on an emotional level. You know, like it just—I <laughs> don't know. Maybe that's she. Maybe that was like her little mantra. She to like wake up in the morning and say that to herself over and over again. I am not just a trophy wife. That she do wasn't. Not, but do like, not yes, shave your under. And it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, okay. So as we wrap up here, did you read that page six or like that that little item today about that could potentially be Sonia about Jeffrey Epstein? No, no. You what? didn't? Oh, no, my God. So, I have really been on my phone that much today. <laughs> that's very smart. Um, well, yeah. so I saw this last night, but somebody, there was like, maybe it was like the the entertainment lawyer or something. Like somebody sent me this. I'll, I'll try to find it and send it to you. But they yes. literally said a housewife that has passed her prime is oh, ouch. was <laughs> very used to procuring girls for Jeffrey Epstein and participating in orgies with younger girls. <gasps> no. But then two, there was two separate uh, items about this with different people. One of them said a redhead, which would mean Alex. But then one said Sonia. Well, I mean, they didn't say names, but they referred like one seemed like it was Sonia. One seemed like it could be Alex, but I can't, I mean, if it was Alex, that would shock me, except somebody pointed out that they did leave the country. Huh. But could you imagine? Holy shit. But like, I could see Sonia, like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, that's, it's really no dark. No way. But like, yeah, check that out. Oh, like, my that's, God. That's, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, please send it to me. I thought I probably can find it if I just look. Okay. Someone I, may have sent it to me already. I just haven't looked at my messages. I love, you check your phone. There's 80 <laughs> emails about Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. Um, Holy shit. So as we wrap up, it is it is Tuesday now. Tonight we have Vanderpump Rules, and tomorrow we have the return of Beverly Hills. What are your mm. thoughts on the return of Beverly Hills? I don't have any thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I'm I really, so sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I know a lot of people love it. I just It's uh, never really been one of my favorites. I'm going to watch it, but I don't have any, like... Like not excited or yeah. anything, show, but I'm not dreading it. Like I'm going to watch it. I just hope it's better than the last season. The show has so much to prove to me. 
The show yeah. has, and to me in particular, no, but like, I don't, I don't, I just feel like it's, <laughs> it's really done. I feel like that has been the weakest show in Bravo's lineup for like years now. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't dread it because like, I actually just dread waking up now. So I don't dread that specifically, no, but no. It, yeah. it really is like, just like brushing your teeth. Like, I guess I have to do it. Like I have to watch it, I guess. Oh my God. That's a perfect. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. It feels like a chore. Finally, so what are your opinions thus far at this moment on Vanderpump Rules? I'm sick of it. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm sick of it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they did, they took, for whatever reason, Real Housewives of Atlanta took like a, oh, a week or two, I don't know. I don't know. But they didn't come on for at least a week or maybe two. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was not upset about that. And I was like, I wish they would do that with Vanderpump. <laughs> just just a little break. Yeah. Because I, mean, I just don't, I'm just like, Ugh. this is going to just be like a waste of my time, but I'm going to waste it anyways, because what else do I have to do? And I want to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I just, have to watch it. <laughs> well, what show is doing it for you reality-wise? Reality wise, um, okay, well, Real Housewives of New York, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, what else is on? That's probably not a good sign. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> oh no, well, not a Bravo show, but Ninety Day Fiance. I'm really enjoying. Okay, that's what I was going to um, ask. Like, do you do you do you mess with Ninety Day Fiance? Because oh yeah, this before Big the time. Ninety Days, I think Big is time. just amazing. <laughs> So good. Oh my God. And we don't even, there's so many amazing stories that we don't get every story every week. No. And it's like, Oh, that might be the way to go. Like, Oh my God. Make me miss you a little bit. Like, like the, um, that doesn't sound like Williams. Williams wouldn't wouldn't send me something asking for nude photos. I am her poor kids are just looking at her like mom. Like, I tell you what, and oh, they're being so not, much better than I would be shaking my mom. Like, are you stupid? He's not like, real. This is not him. He's this, saying he's from, like, that's not even an two, accent. That he, what do you mean? The two photos she has of him, it's like a rip dude of like, I mean. And the, oh my God. And it, when, that, when it came out that she sent him sexy pictures and potentially oh, video. Oh, Jesus. I, yes. My heart went into, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, she... Oh my God. It just horrified me. I know. And I would be like, Oh my God, if I was that daughter, I'd be taken like, give me your phone, give it to me right fucking now. Listen here, you piece of shit. Well, that's what you, <laughs> you don't leave my mom alone. Yeah. I'm coming to wherever the fuck you are. You don't deserve a phone. You don't deserve phones anymore or no, like internet no. access. Do you think big Ed will ever find love? Ew. <laughs> no, I fucking hope not. He's terrible. I hate him. Okay. But face. I have this. Stupid. No, see, I have this theory though. Is he is terrible, but if he was hot, you guys would forgive him so much more. I'm not a forgiving person, hot or not. Okay, okay. <laughs> that but may I be feel true like, for I most, feel like, but I, I don't like to forgive people, especially ones on TV. Yeah, but also, like, if, so, you, if you went all the way over there... You're not telling me to shave my fucking legs if I don't feel like it. Who the fuck do you think you are? Look at your hair. Look at what you look like right now telling me that. If you went are all you the insane? way over there, would you... I mean... Would you complain about anything? Like, you would want to be on your best behavior for this girl that you're supposedly in love with. Exactly. And the way he was acting, like, whenever she took him to, you know, where she lives. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah, it's not good. But the way he was, like, she lives here. This is her life. You're being a real asshole right now. What is wrong with you? 
But do you know how to interact with people? What the fuck? Are you supposed to love her? What is wrong with you? But it is just amazing TV this season. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I just love it. Before the 90 is always, I always like it so much better than just regular 90 day fiance. I know. I know. And I just feel like we're on a magical season of like every, there's not one story that I don't like. No, it's all good this time. Yeah. All so, good. well, that's good. I'm glad you watched that too, because I didn't know if it was, you know, that's, that I'm mainly Bravo, but I guess this falls out of mainly <laughs> Bravo. So, yeah. um, so Raven, thank you so much for doing this with me. I, I just thank you. I know you are, I mean, I know you're in quarantine, but you are, oh, I am such, so busy. <laughs> you really are. You're, you're one of the top, like in the top three people that do this kind of stuff. So thank oh, you for taking stop. the time. Um, to do this with me, tell people, I mean, everybody knows where they can find you at mainly Bravo on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, at unfriendly black hottie. Wait, is that, wait, is, no, is, it's still at mainly Bravo, but unfriendly, oh, unfriendly black black hottie, sorry, like, name on is there. the name on there. Yeah. Um, but when does your podcast usually come out or you guys, it is like here and there now, potentially because of quarantine, <laughs> it is. but it doesn't <laughs> so stop sorry. you from subscribing. Because once yeah. you subscribe, it shows up immediately in your feed on Apple Podcasts, and it doesn't stop you from leaving a five-star review. So if you like this podcast, please – I know last time you were on, tons of people messaged me and go, hey, I'm not going to listen to you anymore because she's great. So <laughs> it was – it was so but, – but usually it comes out on, on what day again? Saturday now. Saturday. It used to be Thursday, but now with – the the schedule just is crazy now. There's <laughs> something yeah. every single day, even Friday. So it's Saturdays. I know. Now. It's so weird when your dance card gets full during quarantine. Um, <laughs> so uh, and anything else coming up that we should know about for you? <laughs> well, tell us, are you going to shower later? What's going on? <laughs> I might shower later. We'll see how I feel. Okay, you you heard it here first, folks. Raven from mainly at mainly Bravo might be showering later, so please keep us posted. Uh, thank you, Raven. Thank you so much, Ryan. This is fun. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two planets away. I got my drink, I got my music, I will share it. But today I'm running, bitch, don't kill my vibe. 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 Oh my God, you guys. <clears throat> so it is 1 a.m. on Wednesday morning. This should come out in a couple hours. I spent an hour and a half looking for that Raven file. Like it disappeared off my computer. I finally found it. Do not know how it wound up, where it wound up. I've had this problem before. I'm not joking. Like I literally was almost in tears. Like, and I know you're like, Ryan, this, these are too long of podcasts anyways. Who cares? I care. First off, that was a great interview. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, do you, and I swear to God, I'm, I've had so many computer issues. Do you think, and I know this sounds, do you think Justin Bieber has anything to do with this? Because I make fun of him about the, do you have your computer on you? I, what if he's cursed me? Like, what if he's literally because he's so close with God? What if he... And like, I know you're like, oh, there's a joke. You just want to play the clip. I don't want to play the clip. But now I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like the file 
was in a place you couldn't even search it. I typed in Raven, how I saved it, not there, nowhere. And then I hit the apple on the top left and it said recent items and then it was there. How is a recent item you can't search but it's there? Something is going on. Something is not right. And Justin Bieber is behind it. Hi, Justin. Hello. Hi. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm good. Hi. How are you? Oh, my God. Do you have I your computer not... with you? Do you have your computer with you? Do you have your computer with you? No, I don't have my computer with me, but you I your... wanted to see you. Oh, my God. Are you, did you download my song on iTunes? <laughs> okay. No, like my, my file really did disappear, but that is still the most ridiculous thing. But the crazy thing is if you slow and like I might, like my, the, the hairs on my arms are standing up. Like my, my nipples are hard and like, it is so scary. If you slow if you slow that audio down about the computer, it is it is insane. Like, uh, okay, I'm going to slow it down and I'm going to play it for you, okay? Hi, Justin. Hello. Hi. Justin, hi. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm good. Hi. How are you? The is not like Do you have your computer with you? Bow to me. I am Justin Bieber. I can barely grow a mustache. <laughs> I'm friends with Kendall Jenner, and I make my wife stare at me, and that's all she does. <laughs> Yummy is a piss-poor song. <laughs> Imagine there's no heaven. Easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for the day. So you guys, this actually brings us to um, something that's been on all, all of our minds is how are the celebrities out there helping us get through our struggles right now, the coronavirus, the quarantine, and I want to look no further. By the way, that was Gail Godot singing Imagine. Um, do you know there's a there's a lyric in Imagine of like, imagine there's no heaven? How kind of tone deaf idiot would you think to like sing something with that lyric in it when people are dying? Like, I mean, what a fucking idiot. Like you're Wonder Woman. That's it. Okay. But anyways, back to Justin Bieber. Do you have your computer on you, Justin? Now, Justin Bieber went, <laughs> he went live on Instagram this past weekend with his wife, Haley. And, uh, one of my favorite people in the whole universe, Kendall Jenner. So, um, let me play that for you, and we'll what we'll do. We'll listen to it, and we'll get back here, and we'll discuss it. Okay, this is going to be fun. Um, you know, and they look at us, and obviously, you know, we've worked hard for where we're at. So struggling yeah. um, is important, and um, so we just send our love and our support to for them. Sure. Um, what uh, what have you been doing in this 
quarantine time watching TV, watching movies? What you been up? Yeah, I've been honestly trying as much as I can to stay off screens. Yeah. And like I have, I have dove into like some shows and like movies and stuff. Last night I watched the last song because I just like saw it on my thing, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen this in so long. I need to get into this. But um, yeah, I've been trying to stay off screens. I usually like wake up in the morning and I take my dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm qu- I've been quarantined with my one friend Tiffany the whole time, so um, she and well, I. It's good that you're not alone. Yeah. Thank God. She, like, coincidentally ended up coming to stay with me, like, a week before everything got really crazy. So we ended up just quarantining together. And we go for, like, walks every morning. Very safe walks, obviously. Staying our distance away from people. Um, And then we just, like, kind of chill. Like, I've been... Hey, Tiff. (laughs) I'm on live. We're talking about you, Tiff. We're talking about you. (laughs) Hi, Tiff. Say hey. I was saying we've been quarantined hey guys. together. <laughs> Hi, Tiff. I'm clear. I clearly dressed up today. <laughs> um, and then we literally just like I got into tie dyeing the other day. Um, and so I've been tie dyeing and painting and like reading a lot. Um, did you guys, did you, did either of you read Many Lives, Many Masters? No, but I see you all the time posting it and talking. You have to <laughs> read it a lot to read it. So I love it. But then I just started his, oh, I'm going to grab it. I just started his other book and I'm like obsessed. It's about, it's called, oh my goodness, are you excited? How fun is tie dyeing, by the way? Hey, how fun is tie dyeing, by the way? <laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> okay, for, first off, is there not one person that could be like, hey man, uh, you guys are all extremely privileged. You, um, why don't you sit this one out? Like, why don't you <laughs> Like, we're extremely... Okay, so this clip starts off with Justin going like, uh, hey, you know, we're extremely privileged and, you know, we worked hard to get where we're at. And I shit you not, if you look at Kendall's face, she's like, uh, did you mean to call me? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like, we worked hard to get here. Kendall's like, I walk for a living um and okay Haley we need to talk about Haley a very pretty girl you know very very pretty she seems nice but all she does is stare at Justin like Justin is used to girls staring at like but at a certain point I Justin wouldn't he be like dude please stop staring at me like you're all you're doing a stare, but I think he likes it. Like he said this in an article or article that like, or she said that she was there to serve him. And like, that's really what it seemed like. This is like a black mirror episode. Like she literally feels like she's put on earth to support him. Like she's has to listen to him nonstop spout this bullshit. Like he's like, you know, we should go live with Kendall Jenner right now. Kindle, what are you doing during quarantine? I, I know we've worked really hard to get... Okay, and then... Now, I don't want to make any presumptions or, you know, whatever. But Kindle is accidentally quarantining with her friend Tiffany. Her girlfriend Tiffany. 
Kendall Jenner, and her friend that's a girl, Tiffany. And we've all heard the rumors about Kendall. But I have friends, guys and girls, and I've not happened to be stuck with any of them where they have to. I mean, but she's like, hey, it's very lucky. Tiffany's been here for a week and she just happened to be here. We were, I mean, let's just say I'm sure they're having a blast. But then she goes, we've got, she's like, are you, you know what? I watched a movie last night. I'm, I'm reading, I'm learning to read. And then I like, she's like, we go on walks. We go on safe walks. Dear Lord, please let me bump into Kendall and her friend Tiffany on a safe walk. Please, God, please. You know, one time I hiked and on the, da- like in LA and I came down and there was like, I bumped into Oprah and her security. It was one of the craziest things I've ever Okay, but I okay. Should I keep? Let me go. Keep going on this clip because first off, it's ridiculous. Second off, wouldn't it be amazing if he was to Kendall? He's like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Do you do you have your computer on your Kindle? Can you can you stream Yummy? Do you want to stream?" Ugh, I'm so sorry, you guys. So fun. Who knew? Like, I'm actually addicted. We're gonna actually. You just gave us some good, you know, stuff to do. I'm gonna hit up on it. So much fun. I'm really into it. I was like doing. (laughs) Sorry about that. Is it easy? Is it hard? Um, no, it's so easy once you get it because like you can't really mess up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, like even if you mess up, it looks cool. But anyways, I yeah. just started this book, "Only Love Is Real," by the same guy who wrote um, "Many Lives, Many Masters," awesome. and I'm super into it. I'm literally only three chapters in, and I'm already like, "This is amazing!" I've cried twice. I love it. Aww. Aww. It's really nice. If you like that, can I suggest the Bible? Or have you ever read anything by John Grisham, like The Firm or The Pelican Brief? Um, the Da Vinci Code's a good one, Kendall. Oh, Kendall, I cried two times reading The Da Vinci Code during quarantine. It was amazing. And also, who the f- – like, <laughs> the fact that – like, here, Justin is trying to act normal. He's trying to be like, very cool. How is tie-dye? I hear a normal human would ask how that is. And Kendall's like, uh, you can't screw up tie-dye. Tie-dye is fun to do when I'm reading books. And yeah, my um, What was I going to say? I was going to say we we always talk about how like we have so many funny stories together and so many funny memories. Coachella was three or just me and you have? Well, both. Years ago, that photo of you and I at Coachella gives me life. Oh, my. That photo of you guys, the listeners, and me at Coachella, it too gives me life. I've, I like to look at pictures of us at Coachella, and I'm like, oh my god, what is that? And then I'm like, oh, that's life. You're feeling life. It fills you up with life. My god, wait. I actually, sorry, I'm running around a ton. I should probably just sit down that's somewhere. That's okay. Of went through these old Polaroids. Okay. That I used to take at my old condo, and there's so many of us. Like, look, Hales, this is that year at Coachella. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then, hold on. There was one of you, of like all of us, and like Esther, and when we were on the plane. Oh, Esther was a baby. Baby girl. Can you guys believe? I think it was like 2015. Oh, look. Oh. <laughs> That's Esther. My hair was a nightmare. It was like <laughs> drinking. 
know. Or on the plane on the way to Coachella. Which, yeah, by the God. way, you landed that plane and it was terrifying. Oh, yeah. I landed the plane. We are flying to Coachella together. But not really. Us. I mean, you know how there's two guys? He was really doing most of it. I just had my hand on it, remember? I True. didn't really do much of anything. But I re- what kind of rich games are they playing where they're in a private jet and Justin helps land the plane? No, sir. No. He's, can I, can I touch the stick? Could I help you land this plane at Coachella? And then he's like, no, it's not, no biggie. I just sat up there and made him let me touch it because I was paying. Like, what kind of rich bullshit are we doing? If this is what rich people do, I do not want to be a part of it. You know who, you know who flies the plane? The plane drivers or the, you know, the pilots. I don't want to know. In fact, if I was fucking in a plane with Justin Bieber, I would full body tackle him like it was 9-11. I'd be like, no, 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 not on my watch, sir. No, no, no. You get the fuck back and you eat that meat tray or the deli tray or the fruit tray. But you do not play around and joke around about landing a fucking plane. Not with me in it. I mean, pull the shit with Haley. You, but you, but no way. Are you fucking kidding me? I remember feeling like it was scary. Yeah. For Wasn't sure. it a really scary flight there? Wasn't it super bumpy? Yeah. yeah. Plane. Aww. 2015. That's crazy. Wow. Dang. Anyways, so good time. Things, trying to so think of something else that we can... Oh, look. This is you, Hills. One of our like, first trips to New York. Remember when we went to like Central Park? Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> so many old folks. It was like a long time ago. Dang. We, so, me and Kendall, w- back in the day, came to see you on your Calvin set. Yeah. I was thinking yep. it's really cool how you save all those memories. Are you kind of like, are you, you're that kind of, pers- kind of person that you just like want to save those things? Yeah, 100%. Like I- Did he just ask if she's the type of person that likes to save memories? I mean, I tease around about Justin Bieber, but like... I mean, we're all kind of the people that like to save memories. I'm getting worried that there, there's something more going. This is MK Ultra. I don't know. But also, it's like, have you seen the show my family does, Keeping Up with the Kardashians? It's all memory. Like, that's all we do is save our memory. Like, are you the type of person that likes to save memories? He's like a pop star Forrest Gump like this is insane my mom has like taught come on bud my mom has taught um me and all my sisters so well to like save stuff like that so even if like we're at like a yeah her mom has taught her that because that's how they make their money her mom is like you will record everything you do and you will give it to me and then I will sell that stuff like my mom my mom has trained us very well Justin's like, parents are weird. Birthday party or like, there's a photo booth. I'm always like, I'll take, I'll take all the photos home so no one yeah. else loses them. Yeah. I'm going to save them for forever. Aww. You are the best. And do you notice he, he keeps going, aww, aww, bubba, bubba, aww. Are you the kind of person that likes to save memories? Aww, aww. Said that. You're, you're the person that I think... Out of I all really of us, need to be yeah. better at that, actually. You That's have really the, good. all the memories. You have all Yeah, I have a whole... Oh, my goodness. This dog. They are... <laughs> they are... 
they love you. That's why they just want to be around. I know he wants to hang. Um, but yeah, no. So my like my literally my favorite thing to do is like save it all. So I have a whole like system. I have a whole box with like different little things that you put the photos in, and then I label all of them. So I have like years. I could be wrong, but did Kendall Jenner invent scrapbooking? I'm pretty sure she invented it. It sounds like what she's doing is she's saving photos. Okay, um, stick with me here. She's saving photos, and then she's putting them in some sort of box or um, – it sounds an awful like lot like scrapbooking. So congratulations, Kent. Oh, congratulations, Justin. You guys are my tone-deaf uh, celebrities of the week during coronavirus. So congrats. Hats off. And, um, you know, you could just sing your songs for us. Have you thought about that? Okay. And we'll we'll stream all your songs. Sorry, this is so angry. <laughs> Before I get into my solo recap of Vanderpump Rules, uh, the worst episode of this season, possibly ever, um, I'm going to do a segment I haven't done in a while. It is now time for Jack's Tweets of the Week. Ah, so inappropriate. You can't talk to women like that. I'm the bad guy. Ah. I do want to remind you, I am blocked by Jax on Twitter, uh, but I have my boss's Twitter account, and I I look at Jax's tweets that way. So this week, what do you think, uh, you know, during coronavirus, during quarantine, I'm sure Jax is chilled out. He is thinking the good Lord. Easter just happened. I'm sure he's purple cross-signing and purple heart emojiing through this, right? There's no way that he could be mad about anything. He has his Valley Village house. He has his wife. He has everything that he could possibly want, correct? And that's where we're wrong. One day ago, I guess that's Monday, right after Easter, he writes, Are you kidding at FedEx? You didn't even knock on my door. How can you put a sticker on my door saying, We missed you? Clearly, everyone's home. You didn't even knock. And then he does the emoji with the <laughs> You little son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. These people are delivering essential packages. It's probably a stupid fucking like Domino's sign for your man cave or some stupid shit like that. And you're literally take to Twitter in a pandemic. They will hear what Jason Couchy said. Well, you know, it could be like some kind of new holder for his dad for a bike ride or something. But it is so you're like, OK, he got it out. He said what he had to say. Um, but then. Oh, somebody immediately goes, you spelled thanks for working while the rest of us are lounging around wrong. So true. So then. Some guy sends him a photo, uh, a video of a FedEx guy throwing a package over a fence. I'm sure this does happen. And he retweets that and he goes, are you kidding me? At FedEx, at FedEx help. And then he goes on to another tweet. He goes, at FedEx, you do realize most people have cameras on their homes, right? The days of you saying we tried are over. Not on my watch. I cheat on my wife, girlfriend all the time. You can't get this past me. I need my protein. Like, what is in the package? What's in the package? What is in the... Now I need to know what's in the package. 
And then somebody writes, but it was sent by U.S. Post. They would have been able to leave it even if it needed a signature. New rules regarding COVID-19, no contact. He goes, I know the rules. We don't need signatures and we leave notes. <laughs> There's a rule in the couchy household. We always leave notes. We need our packages. Thank God Summer House isn't happening right now because whew, they have tons of packages that they would need to get. Um, okay. So then you think, okay, that's done. He he um, does a nice tweet to his sister. He goes, miss you, Jen. Hashtag brother, sister, soul. <laughs> okay. And then he wishes some girl, ha Erica, happy birthday, Erica. Purple cross sign, purple heart and uh the emoji with the face mask over it okay then he does a tiger king thing and then he shows his man cave he goes monday hope hope you all had a safe and happy easter so he did those fedex tweets on easter his man cave by the way looks like fucking bullshit threw up all over it like it gives me a panic attack there is not one piece of wall that is not covered it is so gross like, I feel like it's like Willy Wonka for specially challenged people. So you think he would be done with FedEx, right? No, 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 he's not. So somebody goes, maybe they don't want to touch your door or bell. Seriously, I wash my hands like a champion after a trip to the mailbox. Well, congrats, Carly, for washing your hands like a champion. Given the state of our global pandemic, you could cut the dude some slack. And he goes, it's called gloves. Drop the package off and leave. I gave specific instructions to leave all packages. I have cameras all over my house, so do your job right or don't do it at all. Now I have to go pick it up, and that's a hundred times worse right now. At FedEx, hashtag annoying. Do you guys realize how many dirty fucking fingerprints he probably put all over Sir Glasses? Like, he fucked a girl in the bathroom there and then went and tried to make a mojito. He can't make mojitos. He can't muddle. He went and like poured like vodka tonics and stuff like that. So don't tell me about doing your job correctly. And then immediately after that, the guy just can't stop. Immediately after that, a, a, an account called the Bro Bible, which is okay. Never forget that Ben Affleck asked Armageddon director Michael Bay why NASA wouldn't just teach astronauts to drill. And he told him to shut the fuck up. And Jax goes, Interesting. That's a fun fact. Okay, so then you're like, okay, he's obviously on to Armageddon now. No. FedEx help goes, hi, I apologize for the inconvenience, and I would be happy to assist. Your name, complete address, tracking number, phone number, and email address. Which, by the way, I would have given all of the money that I have in the world, $300, and I would say, Hi, I apologize for the inconvenience, and I would be happy to assist. Y'all remember when Jax fucked Faith? That's what I, I would just leave it at that and just let him, like, what is he, he going to do? Is he going to take down FedEx? Go fuck yourself. You cheated. Like, whatever. Whatever, dude. But he goes, thank you for getting back to me. My neighbors just called me and said all their packages were delivered broken. We have it all on camera of them just throwing it in our yards. Not okay. Tell your drivers everyone has cameras nowadays. Please be respectful of people's property. So, okay, so Monday morning at FedEx meeting, they're like, gather, gather in, you guys. Come on, gather in. Uh, I hate to break this to you all, but uh, Jax Taylor's on to us. 
He informed us on Twitter that everybody has cameras now. Has anybody heard anything? Can anybody corroborate this? Cameras everywhere? Okay. I hate to say this, but we're going to have to stop throwing packages over. And also, do you think Jax's neighbors really called like Jason? Uh, Jax, J- Jason, it's Robbie, your next door neighbor. I've got to tell you, man, FedEx delivery drivers are just throwing packages over. Is there any way you can be in charge of this on Twitter? We see that you pick on 15-year-old girls a lot. Is there any way you could tweet at them? We see that you like to at a lot of different companies, usually for free stuff. But is there any way you could use your power for good to get our stupid shit? And Jason Jax is like, Robbie, I've got this. Believe me, I... I've been doing this for the last couple of years, and I don't know if you know this, but there was almost a time when I almost moved to Tampa for a sports job in uh, Twitter marketing for them. And they'd be like, Robbie's like, well, you are very good at it. Yeah, they had no concerns at all about me calling ladies fat and ugly. They thought I was the right person for the job. But, uh, But I stayed here, and I think Valley Village is all the better for it. So let's get it FedEx right now. Um, okay, so then he goes, okay, so that's over. Like, right, people have been contacted. The next tweet is, hey, guys, most of you probably are aware, but these work great for your phones and other electronics at Wyman Products. Sleep well. Purple cross, purple heart emojis. And um, he's promoing Wyman electronic wipes. Was this in the FedEx box? What? I mean, what? The guy is skits like the guy. He's going back and forth. One minute he's happy, one minute he's angry. I mean the 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 mood, the the levels here are in it just in crazy. So then FedEx again, Jax. I am sorry to hear about your neighbor's package. Please have them file a claim. Do you need assistance with your package? Please let me know and provide the requested information. So thankful Jax didn't go, yes, I do need assistance with my package, LOL. He goes, thanks for getting back to me. Just not right how these handlers are treating. He treats handlers like they're third-class citizens. Do you recognize? Like these handlers. These handlers are treating packages. Has nothing to do with the virus. They are just being lazy. They have been doing this way before the virus. But again, appreciate your assistance. Purple cross, purple heart emoji. Smiley face emoji. Guys, what the fuck? I mean, really, seriously, what the fuck? That's insane, right? I hope FedEx, like, I feel like at a certain point, FedEx should be able to take a stand against certain people and go, you know, we don't want to give you any package. Please find another way to get your packages because you're annoying as fuck. Um, Okay, so that's that. I want to do one more tone-deaf thing in the Vanderpump Rules universe before we get into my solo recap of the worst episode of the season. And this is from Miss Stasia Schroeder. She thought she was being funny on Twitter. You know, I feel like a lot of these people just need to not be on Twitter. It's so easy. Um, She goes... I'm willing to go back to waitressing at Sir for this quarantine to be over. Honestly, at this point, I'd pay to put on that Sir dress and clock in. And Danica, the manager of Sir, the, the new girl, she goes, while Tom and Tom are raising money for their employees, you're kind of insulting the pandemic that has left everyone at Sir having to file for unemployment. 
Everyone at Sir is struggling while you're insensitively crack insensitively cracking jokes and sitting pretty in your new house, shaking my head. She nailed it. She nailed it. Stasi thought she could get one funny, funny joke off because she knew she could get a lot of likes and retweets from people like, I love Stasi from there. They're pamperoos. I'm willing to go back to waitressing at Sir. Well, we're not willing to have you go back to Sir. Also, that's dumb. Like, you going back to Sir will not do shit except for, like, give people diarrhea, probably. But Danica, she's one to watch, you guys. I think I talk about this on the solo recap. A lot of people are, like, uh, you know, not sold on her, but I, I kind of got to say I kind of like her, even though she just doesn't have that much to do. But Stasi, we don't need like if you like, how about like, hey, I'm going to make some face masks today for my out of work friends at Sir. And what she's referring to, Tom and Tom, Tom and Tom did cameos and raised fifty thousand dollars if you guys listen to the podcast, that guy, Brett Kenyon, who was on my friend Logan, they both work at Tom Tom. They all split that money evenly, $50,000. Tom and Tom, and they made them fun, too. They actually just sat down, and it seemed like Schwartz was high as usual, and they did funny cameos. And they seemed like they were really into it. They weren't, you know, like a lot of cameos are just phoned in. They gave it their all. It was, like, really cool, and they did it for a good cause. They took time out of this, of all this scary time, and they raised money for the people that they love. And Stasi is literally like going like, eh, I need goat cheese balls. I don't know, you guys. I'm so sorry if this is so negative, but it really is just a bummer because I think me included, we always, we have to watch like, we, like there's a great, we can help people. There's ways to help. And I don't know. And I guess I, I'm funny and fl- or not. I'm trying to be funny and flippant at times, of course. So I should be a little more understanding. But it's really frustrating when people like Jax and Stasi, who have so much, still find ways to bitch and moan. And especially about like service people. Like, can you imagine how scary it is for them right now, delivering your food or delivering? You know, like that's like really that's a really cool service in in something that's like a really scary time. So I thought those were kind of interesting, kind of funny. Um, I do have so many more of these that I'm going to play on next week's episode. And also, um, in terms of like Kendall Jenner, Kardashians, you guys got to be watching this season is actually pretty good. I have, uh, I have one of, uh, I have Natalie from, uh, uh, sorry, I'm like, it's two eleven in the morning. I'm, from Say Bible, uh, that podcast that I had Kathleen on, she's going to come on. Natalie, the other host, is going to come on next week and give me a little rundown of this season of the first four episodes. And there's been so many Kardashian things I want to talk to you guys about, including Kris Jenner, you know, who was the love of my life. I have a new love of my life, and we're going to go into that more next week because uh, I just I, I want to give it its proper due. But Leah, if you're listening... I love you, okay? I love you. And I want to prove it to you. And I'm ready to be a father. I'm ready to be a stepfather. I I hope you're not staying up too late. I hope you're in bed already. I hope you're having sweet dreams. And we'll talk a little bit more about Leah and my my last crush, Chris Jenner, on next week's episode with with Natalie, Janet, Ronnie Karam. It is a huge one. But right now, I'm going to get into our solo recap, my solo recap of Vanderpump Rules. And then afterwards, we have my friend 
Kate Legeko. And actually, that's just like a fun interview. I had so much fun doing that. And then we're going to call it a day. So um, I'll talk to you guys after this Vanderpump Rules recap. Okay, you guys, it is this week's solo recap of Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules, episode 15. The title of this episode is called Mr. and Mrs. Schwartz. Um, this show needs to end. This uh, Somebody needs to put me or this show out of its misery. It's... A fraction. It is a. It is a shell of what it used to be. I'm so sorry. I okay. Here, here's the deal. I just watched this. I usually watch it two times so I can really get the intricacies of it. I, I was like, f no. I, I'm going to watch the one time. I'm going to take notes off the one time because I just I I cannot be that self masochistic anymore. I have to watch out for myself during quarantine. This was potentially not even. This was the worst episode of the season. And that includes Dog the Lizard. That includes Jackson Brittany's. I wish Jackson Brittany were still getting married. Which is, do you know how hard that is for a man of my stature, of my, of of my hatred of Jacks to say? That's where we're at. That's where we're at. You say, Ryan, why are you why are you doing these solo recaps? Well, because at this point, I wouldn't ask anybody that I was close to, or even a stranger, to watch this show and speak to me about it. This is a solo mission now at this point. I would not do this to anybody. You know what? This is just, it's, it would be, if aliens came down, if aliens came down and they watched this episode only, they would think it's a horrible show. And I would never, I just, I would hate for aliens to get an impression of Vanderpump Rules from this season or this episode. So aliens, I hope, I, if aliens come down, I hope, they're presented with the second season or even the first season or even the third, fourth, fifth. You know, I just hope they don't get to, they don't have to watch this because, or it could be a good protection against aliens. They literally could be like, you know what? I'm good. Um, we're going to pack up, go back to our place. We don't, um, obviously you guys are too far gone because this isn't, this isn't, this isn't fun for anybody. Okay. So Vanderpump Rules episode 15, Mr. and Mrs. Schwartz. Already, I got a full body cringe from that title because why would we want to see Katie and Schwartz's second marriage after we literally got done with two episodes of them saying him telling her that they never had sex, him gaslighting her within an inch of her life. Um, uh, no apology really from Schwartz. Well, why would I want to celebrate anything to do with their love? If anything, if this was one of those divorce parties that are so popular, I'd be fully in. If they were going to the divorce and they were, if they were going to Vegas and doing separate divorce parties, now that's a show. Now we have something. Now the aliens do not want to leave. They're like, tell me more. Um, so yeah, did not like the title already. I knew exactly what I was in store for. Um, you know, let me catch up more about last episode. What we had was, you know, all that Katie Schwartz marriage bullshit. Uh, we had Dana and Brett going on their date and then kissing after the cake fight. Sheena was being pissy about that kind of, but she was also, you know, preparing to freeze her eggs or get the egg drop or whatever that, you know, which by the way, did anybody ever think 
how cool it was that they managed to get Sheena's um, egg storyline this close to Easter. I thought that was a cool, uh, I thought that was a cool like synergy. And I thought, so like during Easter this past Sunday, I was kind of just like, wow, thinking about Sheena today, which I think is neat. Um, okay. So the, the song, do you guys notice the songs, um, that they play? Cause they can't, they, they don't want to spend money on actual songs. So I've talked about this before in this podcast, but the song that they started the episode with the lyrics were stargazing trailblazing LA is amazing. Which is just a great lyric. Stargazing, trailblazing, L.A. is amazing. So we are at Schwartz and Katie's uh, haunted house or house, and they're eating pizza. And and Schwartz goes, "Bubba, bubba, it's it's almost sexual. This pizza, of course." You know, I feel like that's all they do in terms of food is that they compare it. Like that's this is this is how they this is sex to them. Food is sex, and I don't mean like they fuck during eating food. It means to them, this is their version of being close with each other is eating food. Whether it be the candy on the bed last season, whether you know, it's literally just like dangling cheese in front of Katie's face with like a little Fisher pole. And he's like baba baba ah uh, baba. Um, so they are there with Stassi and Sandoval to talk about their wedding nuptials. Uh, Katie says she can't eat pizza because she's getting married. And then literally the next shot is Katie eating pizza. Literally the next shot. Like, I mean, that, and that's the kind of willpower we're dealing with. Um, I love fucking pizza. In fact, I had it last night. I will have it. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm off the rails in terms of eating you guys. You guys know that. I'm eating cheese like it's not cheese. I'm eating cheese like it's lettuce. Like, that's how much I'm eating cheese. I'm eating cheese in the amount I eat lettuce to get full. But I'm eating that with cheese. So I, I have no shame in that. But, like, Katie, don't go on camera and say, I can't eat pizza because I'm getting married. And then you're, like, jamming pizza into ranch sauce. Like, just don't say you can't eat pizza. It's just weird. Then it makes you look like an idiot. I'm sorry. This is going to be an extremely negative recap because I was having a great day. And then fuck these guys. This is the episode we get. Fuck them. Fuck you. You know what? If you know an episode's this bad and we're in quarantine, maybe don't maybe don't do the episode. Maybe go. You know what? We'll recut. We'll re-edit. This obviously is not. This isn't good. We don't. The, people don't deserve this. We don't need to put people through this. And that's. I really do feel like that with this show is that they really thought they can get away with some bullshit like this. Bullshit like this whole season, and it really makes me upset. And in fact, I wasn't even going to have a drink today. I really was. I was just going to put the episode together. I finished that episode. I went and got a spritzer. I went and poured myself some box of white wine and some Diet 7-Up because I was like, I can't. I'm so angry. I I had such a good day. I had such a good day, and they ruined my day. Who had not, you know, I mean, no offense to the characters. They're not writing this shit, but, like, somebody should have... Somebody needs to step in. I don't know if it's the government at this point. I don't know, but, I, you know, I would... uh, Mm. It's not not fair, and it's not cool. That's all I'm going to say. So, anyways, they also, of course, have a comment about ranch dressing. And Sandoval says he can't fuck with ranch dressing. Never got into it. I mean, I'm I am pro ranch on pizza. I just am. And I do also, I want to say, you need full body ranch. Like, I've done the fat-free ranch and stuff like that. You do need full, full body. And Hidden Valley is a good ranch brand. Not the only good ranch brand. But not by any stretch of imagination. But 
you know, you lose you lose the meaning of ranch on pizza when you go fat free. Um, you know, like it just is like you know, at this point you could just be putting ketchup on your pizza or any other condiment. Um you just I don't know. I'm getting off track. Um so uh Stassi, they're torn. They 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 offer Stassi and Tom to be dual officiants. Stassi says her love of this couple supersedes her hatred for Tom Sandoval. Um, I gotta say to that, fuck you, Stassi. Fuck you. This is paid for your stupid house in the hills. Fuck you. Why don't you just be nice to everybody? You know Sandoval is gonna work harder than you. You know you have a backup when your dumbass jokes don't work. Straight up with dipshit. Sorry, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. Oh, I was so happy today. Um, and this is what a champ Tom Sandoval is. They get offered the dual thing, and he goes, yeah, of course. Okay, cool. He's, that's what he, he's the guy that says yes to everything. He says yes to life, and he's not doing his bullshit. He's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll make it good. I'll make it good no matter what. And I think that is so admirable because none of the rest of us are like that usually. And he's just like, yeah, bring it. Let's do it. Um, okay, so then we're Danica, Sheena, and Charlie are having drinks. Charlie um, really has won me over this entire season, but she's just, I mean, for me, getting to be a really fun character that has nothing to do, which a lot of the new people don't have a lot to do, but she especially for the pearls she says in her talking head. I just think she's really funny, and I think you need that kind of utility player. Um, they're having drinks. After all, spritzes. Sheena's only drinking water with lemon because she's about to do her big egg retrieval. Uh, Danica says she still has red velvet cake in her vagina from the party last night uh, for Dana's uh, birthday party. So I don't know. Is that, you know, I think that's, a, I think she's making that. I don't think she literally, I don't think somebody threw red velvet cake at her mid-region and it fell down into her undies or lack of undies and then got all mixed up. You know, does that happen to girls a lot? Like, do you get, do you get, is there like, if you're on the beach, do you get Oh, well, if you're the beach, you probably do get sand in your nether regions. And if, you know, I don't, probably not the time to talk about that. Um, so Sheena says that she couldn't go to the wedding renewal because of her surgery, which is still, I got to remind you guys, still so messed up that, do you hear that? That's a spritzer. Um, it, it really is a bummer that Christian couldn't go. It's pretty, it's, it's just still shitty. And the fact that Sheena went and Max went, I mean, what? Uh, Sheena points out that she's been a hormonal, emotional, and sick. Um, I also want to point out uh, Janet Elizabeth was on the podcast um, a couple months ago as our guest, and she did an episode of Vanderpump Rules. And she is one of Sheena's best friends. And she talked a little bit on that podcast about the egg retrieval um, process and how really, how intense it was and how Sheena really did take it so seriously. Uh, and... Uh, she went to every appointment with Sheena and Sheena in exchange gave her one of those eggs, which that's, that, and that's not even a joke that really was said on the podcast. Um, so now we're at a scene where Max is showing Brett, where Brett is showing Matt. I mean, they really are interchangeable there. Max is showing Brett how to make drinks. Brett says he's not really a server. He's more of a talker. So that's why he thinks he'd be a good bartender. Once again, I have to point out. Brett is a good-looking shell carcass of a per. I mean, he's not. And my friend, the Instagram account, Oh No Bravo, who I went um, uh, live with on Instagram this past week, which actually was tons of fun. Um, she says she's attracted to Brett. She says he's good-looking. I'm like, what? 
How do you, I mean, I get it, but like once he opens his mouth and I know you're like, well, he doesn't need to open his mouth to like have sex with me, blah, blah, blah. but come on. Even if he's having sex with him, he's great. You know he's going to talk. Like, you know he's going to be like, now do something to me. You know, touch me somewhere. Like, it's it's just, he just, and I got to tell you what, does not seem like that good of a conversationalist for somebody that says he's more of a talker. Do you know, always notice, like, the people that say they're talkers, they're actually just, there's nothing that they say that is of worth. Of worth. Um, so he tells Max that he admits that he made out with Dana and says, hey, dude, hey, hey. You know, if you if the, if you you can ask me to stop this, dude. You can ask me to. And Max is like, yeah. I mean, if you can feel it, I don't, I don't, I don't really. Get, I mean, here's the deal. Stop trying to make Max and Brett happen. Stop it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, unless something wild happens, where like somebody runs over somebody with a car, it is not going to happen. Um, Max has zero personality or chemistry on screen. He just does. Like some people just don't have it. Like I said last week, he is probably a good guy when he's not doing racist tweets. He's probably a great guy to hang out with when he's not doing that stuff. But you, it does not come across on the screen at all. At all. And, you know, Brett, you think, would be like a powerhouse in compared to Max. And he's barely, he's barely a presence. Which is just, it's, you know, maybe, maybe he's just more of a presence on YouTube. Maybe on that smaller screen, he's, he really just pops more. Um, okay, so then um, we are at a scene with Sir, and Charlie's having a little conversation with uh, uh, Raquel. And Charlie goes, everyone, Charlie says, oh, no, no, is it Raquel? Oh, but it says, Charlie says something about, the two oh in a talking head, the two things she knows in LA that everybody bangs each other, every friend bangs each other, and vagina doesn't have a face. Oh, and guys guys don't care because vagina doesn't have a face. And I, you know, I love this as a line, but I've not found I mean, but also I don't work in you know in the bar industry. And even when I did, I wasn't like that like nobody was like we weren't like swapping partner. Like I wasn't – I was the same person I am now that I was there. Like, you know, I get nervous around like sex stuff. Like I mean it's just I, – I mean I guess when you're at that kind of looks, maybe everybody's like sleeping with each other. I just – you know, when you're in – like I'm decent looking, you know. Like I'm not ugly and I'm not hot but I'm handsome, you know. And so I think when you're handsome and lower – Everybody's not banging everybody else. When you're hot, everybody's banging everybody, probably. And also, I do want to disagree with vagina doesn't have a face. I think vagina does have a face. And especially if you put those little Groucho Marx glasses on. No, no. No, I'm just saying, like, I've never been that, um, like, numbers, like, hey, just just want to just wanna put, put my... Put myself, sorry, mom. <laughs> I just want to put myself in, in a hole. Like, I mean, you know, it's just, come on. But they're in their 20s, so who knows. Um, so Lisa, Lisa is relaying to Ken at Barney's, not the beanery, the bar, but Barney's, the shoe, Barney's, the shoe shopping store. And he says, oh, Brett, Brett wants to make out with me. And she's like, why aren't you jealous? And he's like, I'm not jealous of no whippersnapper. But he doesn't care. It, in fact, it was good, I got to say, how the 
it was a horrible episode, but my overall thought was like, I'm glad Ken is alive because there was rumors that Ken is not alive anymore. And I'm just glad to see this will shut up a lot of those rumors, which I had started. Um, so he is alive and well, I mean, he's not emotive or expressive or even really moves a lot and could be CGI, but you know, I'm glad that he's, he seems like he's, he's breathing and he's in scenes, but, um, so they're talking about going to Vegas, you know, oh, that's what I said. I said, maybe, you know what it is? Maybe why Ken isn't on it much and why he isn't in the opening is because he had a really bad facelift and it's still settling. Remember when Vicki Gunvalson had that huge facelift in OC and she came on that first episode and people were like, whoa. And I don't even mean like us. I mean like other cast members were like, holy shit. Which is like, that's why like, I mean, I can't afford a facelift, but I probably will never get a facelift because there's like, it seems like a six month period where your face doesn't settle and then it settles and you look okay. But like, oh my God, I wonder if a lot of people got face lifts right before quarantine and they're like, we love this. We hope it goes on for another four months. Um, so Lisa lets us know that Vanderpump cocktail got just messing success. They asked me and Nicolaine, the designer, um, if they could design a Vanderpump suite. And a Vanderpump suite is user palace. And it's like, what, what is it? Like, does it smell like shit and just purple lighting everywhere? Like, it's like sticky on the floor. Like, I just, I love, I, hmm. it is fascinating. Like, when I go, like, TomTom is actually the best design of all of them. But at no point am I going into any of these places and going, oh, the magic. Oh, the majesty. The majesty of these places. Like, no, you're there because it's like Planet Hollywood for a show you like. I mean, I do think, I really do think TomTom is the best out of all of these by far. But I have never at one point thought, nigger lane, the designer is a genius. I'm like, this guy's obsessed with, like, chandelier things. None of these really things seem to go together. And Tom Tom, the bar chairs don't even, they're not at the same height. So if you're sitting there with a friend, you could literally look like a little person next to your friend. Like, it literally is, like, two feet lower than the other chairs, chair to chair. And I, I will never till my dying day understand how anybody thought that was a good idea. How anybody was like, oh, this will set us apart if people can't see each other at the same eye level. Like, but, like... One has to be looking down or looking up. It doesn't make sense to me at all. So then the first commercial break, we are immediately thrown into another Trolls commercial. I said this last week. I don't know if Trolls has some kind of ownership in Bravo or what is going on, but Trolls, like Andy, if if the Trolls have dirt on you or something or like inappropriate pictures and you – there's just no reason Trolls should have this many commercials on Bravo. I get that the Trolls movie is out. I do not know why everybody has Trolls fever. I, I mean, <sighs> I'm, just, I'm exhausted. You got, I'm exhausted. I think the show needs to be way better. And Trolls, I mean, hmm. okay. So now we're on a Caesar's private plane with Tom and Katie and Lisa and Ken, and and uh, Schwartz has to act like it's all awesome. Even though Rand takes him in PJs all the time, and that's what I kept thinking. He's like, oh wow, you guys, and I'm like. Bitch, you've been in P. I've seen your Instagram. You've been in PJs with Rand, like when Rand and Lala buy your friendship all the time. Don't act like Caesar's private plan. And also, it's not Lisa and Ken's, it's Caesar's. So, you know, you can tell they're like, they're, um, what's it called? Like, 
uh, roughing it. You know, this is not, you know, Katie and Schwartz have done better at this point. Um, he goes, Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited to live the life of Lisa's dogs. Uh, cause then they do a little shot of puffy Lisa's dog just laying there, which was cute, I guess. Um, Schwartz and Katie go into their room. They got this big suite, and he's like, "Bubba, pool table. That's what I want in my house." Which is just like you're. It's like Schwartz is like that movie Big. If he never went back to that kid, like he just stayed big. Like I, there is a, there is a chance Schwartz is an actual twelve year old, and he did one of those Zoltar machines, and he was like, "I want to be big," and that's who we're dealing with, and that would explain so much. And that's why, like, he's always giving Katie candy because he's like, oh, I never was able to buy this much candy with my, my family, you know. And I don't know. So does that make sense? He's obviously a 12-year-old. And um, Lisa is saying in the suite that they're going to make in to a Vanderpump suite. And you can just tell it. It's just like a huge kick for her. She's just like, oh. And then we see Rand and Lala in the Caesars lobby. And they meet with Bo and Jax and Max and Britt. And Ariana and Tom. Um, I think I maybe I'm just in a bad mood at this point because I literally said Rand's voice is annoying the fuck out of me. It's annoying. I don't like it. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Uh, Rand's voice is annoying me. Dana is polishing glasses instead of folding napkins in this next scene. And I just thought that was amazing. What a switch up. They're usually um, folding napkins in the Sir uh, scenes. But in this one, Dana is polishing glasses, and I think that's a lot of growth um, for a show. Uh, Sheena is talking to Dana about the Max thing, and I literally just wrote, why is this still a scene? Why are we still talking about something no one gives a fuck about? Does anyone give a fuck about Sheena, Max, and Dana? Like, I don't... Why are we still talking about this non from my memory they went on one date that we saw and then she he he was over at her house quizzing her on like uh, sir menu what big romance are we supposed to have even given a fuck about that this should still be brought up i just i don't i'm i'm mystified I'm mystified that they are jamming this down our throat like this is something that we should even give a rip about. And even if you're going to make fun of Sheena for caring about it, it doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold water. So then we're back to Vegas. Uh, Rand is like, oh, it's so cool we're here, man. Because, like, I guess I'm at their real wedding because, you know, spiritually they're together. But And then Rand does Rand, Rand's laugh even annoyed me tonight. He was like, <laughs> And it's just like, oh, everything was getting to me tonight. And then Lala and her pure Lala wisdom says, it's weird to date a 47-year-old man. Um, At this point, you need to be married. You know, if you're in your 40s and you're not married to the girl, you can't just be dating. And then she goes, Leo DiCaprio should be a husband. And it's like, bitch, get that name out of your mouth. We can make fun of Leo for dating 27-year-olds, but you should not have any um, rights or inclination to talk about Leo DiCaprio in any sort of way. You know, it just – it's – I don't know why. For me, it was a bad look. I don't know if you girls think it was like, good, I'm glad she said that. I just don't think anything Lala Holt says holds weight anymore at all because she's so uh, – her opinions just spout off just stupidly. I don't – I just 
I'm so sorry, guys. I just feel my anger, and I hope I hope this is somewhat still enjoyable because I'm just angry at this show right now, and it's just, I'm taking it personally. I know they're not. I know it's not towards me, but it just feels personal at this point. Uh, Stassi and Tom are preparing their speech. Stassi says, "You guys should get married here," because Ariana's in there ironing something, and Ariana was like, "Well, it's been nice for a summer. Really, nobody's said it until now, and that's just really annoying." Okay, and then Jackson Britt. They're in their room. Jack says, uh, no more marriage. Marriage is over um, in terms of their marriage. Like, no more wedding. wedding. Our wedding's over. And then Brittany and her pure Brittany wisdom says, huh, this, you know, I'm glad they're going to do this and get there because this makes us a family. A paper means we're family. It's official. You can't leave. You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. It's official with a paper. And it's like, girl, I hate to break this to you. You are in for a wild ride. If you think a wedding paper makes something official, I just, the Disney princess of it all, what a beautiful thought that is. Do you think Jax thinks it's a, it's paper because it's official? Do you think that's going to stop him eventually when he cheats? Like that's, it's, I mean, just... I, I literally recorded that line so I could play it later on an Instagram post in two years. Um, Schwartz um, Schwartz is in a room with Katie, and he's trying to be romantic with her. And I was like, when, when I, I, I could tell he was trying to be romantic, and I just looked around the room for food. I was like, oh, he must have food somewhere. Uh, and by the way, guys, I'm not saying anything about Katie eating the food. I'm saying... It's funny how Schwartz uses the food every time with her. Nothing about even Katie like scarfing it down. Like, because I don't really see her scarf it down any. But do you notice how Schwartz always goes to food with her? So this is uh, Schwartz is unpacking, and Schwartz brings out a bra, and Katie's like, "That's not my bra." And this is when I was like, "Oh, oh no." Oh no, that's, um, we about to have a, uh, bra scene of some sort, or, cause are we about to have a, an inclination, like, you know, some kind of inference that Schwartz cheated and, uh, the girl put a bra in luggage that they took to Vegas. Cause Katie was like, that's not my bra. Cause there's no food stains on it. No, like it's, and, and Schwartz was like, but Schwartz, <laughs> Schwartz brings it out and go, and this is how Schwartz fights with Katie. He goes, he goes, it's yours, dude. It's yours, dude. Dude, it's yours, bro. Could you imagine? Like he literally calls her bro and dude, bro. You know, bro, don't do this, bro. Bro, dude, bro. Schwartz immediately gaslights her and goes, "Why are you doing this to me, dude?" Because <laughs> Katie says it's not our bra. Immediately gaslights her and goes, why are you doing this to me, dude? And the funny thing is, I didn't think it was Schwartz's. But I loved that he immediately went into, why are you doing this to me? Because I think he kind of thought, like, it, I don't think I did anything recently, but it could be me. You know, like, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he is always prepared to have done something wrong and probably has done something wrong. So now we're in a room with Bo, Stasi's um uh you know guy, and he pops open a beer and he's acting nervous and he calls Mr. Schroeder, he calls Mark, uh Stasi's dad and he is being very nervous with Mark and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, doing that stumbling thing like we would see in a movie or something." And 
And we see that, and he's like, I want to marry the, you know, want to marry your daughter, you know, I want to, you know, ask Stasi to marry me. And he's like, well, you know, it's, you know, I just find it funny that you didn't think originally you guys, you know, that, that you liked her. And, and but then he's like, of course, well, of course, you know, and then he goes, uh, he goes, I promise to be a good, um, son-in-law to you. And he goes, well, great, but I can't promise, uh, my daughter's going to be a good wife to you. <laughs> it's just like, man, that's a sick burn, but like, actually kind of, it'll be true though. That's it. I think that's kind of funny. Um, uh, Bo did see, I, you know, I do wonder about which scenes are completely fake and which scenes are real. Like this seemed real, but I, it could be, you know, I just, I guess I'm just like watching over my, like, I'm just looking over my shoulder for all of these scenes. Like I just can't tell what's real and what's not anymore. And it's not like they all seem really real, but a lot of them seem really fake. So I just want to know what, I wonder if I'd be surprised being like, oh, that's totally real. I'm like, oh, wow, it reads totally fake. Um, so now we are with Nick Ken, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Ken, Nick Elaine's redhead girlfriend or wife and Lisa. And Lisa says, Sean, the manager of Caesar's garden is the most handsome man she's ever seen. And he's coming to the room and he comes into the room. And I don't know if you ladies, I did not think he was the most handsome man that I've ever seen. And they do this kind of fake scene about like, you know, uh, we loved what you did with the Vanderpump Rules Rules Garden. Oh, oh my God, it has exceeded all expectations. And they point out that Nick uh, wants to do huge chandeliers because that's his forte. Imagine huge chandeliers being your forte. I guess there is an art for everything, and that is cool, but it is funny that they've really just... The Nick Elaine Vanderpump relationship is so fascinating. I would rather have a six-episode miniseries of that rather than something like Jackson, Brittany, Take Kentucky. I want to know how this relationship got forged because Nick Elaine is always, I mean, I told you when I was with my mom at Tom, Tom, he, he was there with Ken and I was like, what is, is he doing? Is he, is he, is he trying to see how the lights move? Like, I mean, like Tom, Tom's been open for a while. Like, I don't understand. Is he wanting recognition? I, I don't, isn't there other places to make chandeliers for or, or like, did he literally, this is Lisa's the only person that buys chandeliers at this point in this economy. Um, okay, so now we're Charlie and Dana. We're back at a packed, sir. It's a, the whole crew, Peter and Brett and Raquel, or the B team is all there uh, during the daytime, of course, when sir is the most packed, which is just hysterical. They don't do a scene in the alleyway. They do a scene um, in the, the galley, in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, they're talking about uh, Brett, I, I keep wanting to call him Max. They talk about Brett, and Charlie says, "Oh, I thought, I thought I had a guy friend that that. Oh, something about like thinking that you had a guy friend that didn't want to bang you." And Raquel says, "My sister said they one hundred one hundred percent always want to bang you, and which is fine. Like that's I'm sure all guys want to bang all girls and all that stuff, and and you know to a degree I'm, I'm I know that is true, but." Did you notice the one the what fascinated me about this scene is that Raquel fully dropped into her voice. There was no nerves. There was no I feel like all guys on a bang everybody. There was no. It was a solid voice, and I was as somebody that does speech and diction and and acting. I was so proud of her. I really was. Like I was like Raquel is finally comfortable. Raquel is finally comfortable around the ca- cameras, and 
she is using the real voice that DJ James Kennedy and probably a lot of her close friends know she has in her. And I just thought, I'm not even really joking. Like, she really did use her real, real voice, and I thought that was so cool. Okay, so now we're back to Vegas. Um, they are in the Vanderpump Garden, I believe. And the girl that is serving them looks like Sheena. And Jax was even, like, taken aback and says something like, um, or and Stasi was like, oh, my God. Oh, is, is it, like, is this Sheena's doppelganger? Is she going to get up in the bar and sing um, Sweet as Silver? Which is, a, you know, Stasi's way of being funny and making fun of good as gold. And it's like, Stasi, have you ever written a hit song? I don't think so. You're a horrible singer. I've heard you in your Instagram stories. Horrible singer. So please keep Sheena's name and her singing career out of your mouth. Talk about your podcast, your Game of Thrones, your ranch dressing, your murder, you love Bo. Keep it at that. Don't ever come at Sheena again, especially when you can't hold a tune to save your life. That's all I'll say about that. Okay, so then Kristen and Sheena, um, they are having a scene, and Sheena reveals that she got her eggs retrieved that weekend. She said Katie texted her and asked how it went and said she wishes she was there. And just another slap in the face to Kristen. Kristen didn't get any text from from Katie. It's just so mean. Even if Kristen is, like, crazy and drinks too much and is, you know, I don't know. It just just still feels so mean and cruel, and I don't love it. Kristen says she's muted Katie, Stassi, and Bo's Instagram stories, which I was like, did she mute, like, Schwartz's and all the rest of the people or just those guys? Um... She says, these are my ride or dies. How do we keep, how do I keep missing these life moments of each other? So now we're back at, uh, the Vanderpump cocktail garden. Lisa comes in she's wearing this wild green puffy shoulder number that looked like it's like eighties, like working girl, or, you know, I was just like, Ooh, you know, who's the, it looked like when they had like high powered executives on TV in the eighties, they would wear these huge shoulder pads and i was just like oh cool is she is she playing for the rams like who is she is she about to tackle somebody it's like just it's wild um ryan play clip right here um schwartz is talking to Jax about the bra situation um and uh Maybe I haven't always... Oh, yeah, Schwartz is talking to Jax about the, the bra situation, and he's like, you know, maybe I haven't always been innocent, but, like, mostly lately I have. And it's just like, what a way to want to be championed for being mostly okay. Like, I've mostly not cheated on my wife. I've mostly... You know, like, I just feel like it's so funny. Like, it's like, oh, shucks, I only half killed somebody. I should get credit for that. Um, Lisa admits to Katie that she is the one that put the underwear in his suitcase. She's like, he's always getting in trouble for something he did do. Let's get him in trouble for something he didn't do. This is when I was like, this is bizarre. And, And it feels so fake and so weird. And I don't know... Who's giving this show ideas? If this was Lisa's idea, if this was production's idea, like, were you just on, like, uh, this is pretty boring. You know, hey, oh, I got it. What if Lisa throws one of her bras in Schwartz's Toomey bag? And, you know, it's like, I don't understand. Um, We see them pouring a whole bottle of tequila in one of their drinks. That looked cool. 
And the Sheena doppelganger, the Sheena waitress, uh, is talking to Lisa and talks about Max. She's like, she's like, watch out for this one about Max. And then she goes, oh, I see a little devil's dance in that smile. Which is like, who talks like that? That's like, um, who, I see a little devil's dance in that smile. Like, if some girl or guy said that to you, would you... Like, by the way, this girl seems like she would be perfect for Brett. Brett talks shit like this. Like, this is... But anyways, um, they say she's a mini Sheena again. And I was just like, this has to all be fake. Like, I, I, half of me doesn't believe this fake Sheena even works at Vanderpump Garden. I believe this is a plant. It has to be. Has to be. Or they put, like, a sign up at Vanderpump Garden, like, that, like when you're clocking in, like... Does anybody here look like Sheena and want to be part of this horrible storyline? Um, Max tells Lisa that they made out the other day. Uh, Max tells Lisa about Brett and Dana making out. Once again, I just don't care. And it's like, I don't know why we have to watch Lisa getting caught up to speed on things. Do you notice that on all these episodes? It's like Stassi catching up Lisa that they're not fully married, Tom and Katie. Or, you know, Max catching up Lisa and what's going on with Dana and Brett. Like... How about Lisa get like does her homework before she shoots and she's already then just a part of the scene and she can be like, oh, darling, you know, like, I guess maybe don't tell her because then she'd be like, you know, I've, uh, let's put our underpants in his pants. <laughs> but it's just so angry. Um, so then they get up and all of a sudden it's like the weirdest transition. Sandoval's like, let's go ziplining. Yeah. And they're like, Lisa, you got to come ziplining with us. And she's like, hold on. And then we see them zipline. But I'm telling you, it's like just like 10 seconds of ziplining. And did we need it? Did This is another thing. This is like last week when they were skateboarding at the ocean. Did, did anybody watch and go, oh, my God, the magic of ziplining. Oh, my God, this is magic. Oh, my God, honey. Oh, when quarantine's over, we promise me we'll go ziplining. We need to go Vegas. We need to go ziplining. Like, what were we supposed to get out of that? I would have been just as happy if they had stayed in the bar. And also, can you imagine shooting and, like, having fun at that bar? Having some drinks and then production makes you go ziplining? Be like, hey, can you rethink this? We're actually having some, I mean, they're not having good conversations, but it just kind of seems like, why are we going to keep interrupting, like, on the hopes that, like, one of the zip lines break and somebody falls? That's the only way it would be interesting, you know? Okay, so now we're at the day of Tom and Katie's second wedding. Hysterical. Um, Katie and Tom, um, Katie goes, I don't think I can marry you, Bob, because there's a bra in your bag. And he goes, we need to figure out whose bra it is. And she's like, who do you wish it was? And he goes, Lisa's. <laughs> and he goes, it was Lisa's. Fuck off. Come on. I'm not a fucking idiot. Stop treating me like an idiot. And he goes, oh, Baba, it smells so good. That bra smells so good. And he goes, the best. And then the talking head, he goes, the best part of this. I get to keep the bra. He goes, the best part of this whole wedding. I get to keep the bra. I like literally feel like I'm going to throw up. Okay, so now we're Danica and Dana are talking back on home turf. Um, Danica, we're, we're over at Dana's, but Danica is wearing this like kind of Janet Jackson chain sweater number. It's very hard to explain. You have to see it, but it's, it, Feels like something like if Mad Max had a Forever 21 in the movie, 
like this would be sold there potentially. Um, and Dana says it's hard to be a hot girl in LA on a budget. So she does a lot of, I forgot what it was called. It was like fast wear or cheap wear. I don't, uh, what cheap wear, fast wear, uh, budget wear. I don't, there was a term she used. It was like budget wear, fast food, fast wear, cheap. I don't know. It was something. And, um, they're putting clothes together and she's like, maybe I'll wear this with Brett. And she's like, girl, what's going on? And it's like, I don't know what's going on. We met out the other night and it made my vagina tingle. Okay. That's another question for you girls. Okay. You get, you get cake in your vagina. Do you, does your vagina actually tingle when you feel things like separately from like things getting put into it or touched? Like, is it like spider sense? Can you like, is it like, Oh my God, my vagina is telling me something like, I know with men, like the penises get erect and that's like a good, that's a sign that something's happening. But like, do, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be gross or graphic or like that, but like do vaginas tingle. And that's to me, I could have, that, that could have been a whole plot line in this episode to make it somewhat better, you know? So Danica is talking about signs and um, uh, like astrological signs. She's like, "Oh, uh, Dana and Brett will never work because Pis- I don't know. Sign- I don't know sign stuff, you guys." And she goes, um, "That's why they have." She goes, "I have two X's and uh, that are the same signs, and that's why they have restraining orders against her, or restraining orders against me." She says, two of her X's have restraining orders." Dude, if that is true. I need Danica to be a full-time fucking cast member of this show. We need a camera on her at all times. Another case of show of telling us, not showing us. Danica is gold. Even if you don't like her, she will cause gold. By the way, I want to point out to you guys, she is the one that got arrested at the premiere party that we've talked about on this podcast before. This is the girl. Because you guys didn't know who she was when we talked about that. This is that girl that almost got arrested at the premiere party because she got into a fight with the stranger at Rocco's on Santa Monica Boulevard. I'm telling you, this girl is gold. You need to make her a bigger part of this show. And I think she's getting there, but like something, we got to find a way. We got to find a way to get her in there more. These new people, we got to do it. Um, so now Sandoval comes in in an Elvis costume to marry them. Schwartz like, give me a quarter of a shot, bro. Uh, Jax is in a white tuxedo. Girls are getting ready in their suite. Um, Ryan, pull the clip here. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with that kind of fake shit. Um, everybody, you know, characters. And, you know, Sandoval, once again, I just can't find wrong with him. He really tries to sell everything. Like, he's taking a bullet for production. He's like, I'll let everybody, like, I'll act like this is exciting and tell what everybody is. He's just really good at that. There's eight people there at their second wedding, you know. If that says anything, uh, I think Randall and Lala are there. That's new. Um, Max is throwing out the pedals at the beginning. Lala and Britt walk her down the aisle. Uh, this is the point where I wrote, I feel nothing. I feel nothing at all. Um, the opening line that Stasi says, we are here to witness a twice in a lifetime event. Okay. Jack says, this is the perfect wedding for Schwartz, but uh, gotta say, ours was a little better. <laughs> I'm Jax. Um, so now we're back to a scene where DJ James Kennedy, Raquel, Dana, and Brett are on a double date. Raquel orders a cheeseburger with the cheese. 
let that hit you. She orders a cheeseburger, and then she goes, with the cheese. I don't know if that's a comment on L.A., how many people just don't order. I, I was mystified. DJ James Kennedy ordered. He made sure that we all heard he ordered a Coke. He was very Countess Luanne about it. I'm going to order a Coke. A Coke. Dana and Brett. Um, Brett tells DJ James Kennedy that he's really proud of him for his two weeks of sobriety. And it's like, oh, thanks, dude. Why don't you go write a poem about that, Brett? Thank you. That means a lot, bro. Thank you. He's like, I'm really, really proud of you. I'm like, bitch, you don't even fucking know him like all of us do. Um, so then it gets brought up that Danica was talking shit about Brett to Dana. And Dana's like, and Brett's like, Danica's always like just getting up in our business. And she's like, she's, he's, she's planting poisonous, poisonous seeds in my beautiful garden. I want like non-GMO in my garden. And it's like, bitch, I'm going to shit in your garden. I'm going to shit all over your stupid fucking garden. Who in their right mind says you're planting poisonous seeds in my beautiful garden? I hate you so much. I hate you so much. And this is where Dana, they're talking about Lisa and Dana goes, she has a fat pussy. She got a fat pussy. What? VH Saying that someone has a fat pussy, it has nothing to do with your vagina. It means you have a really nice body. Lisa is hot. I would love someone to describe me as having a fat pussy. Like, dying. How fat is that pussy? Yeah, yeah. You gotta do that. You'll stand up now. That. Okay, yeah, she has a fat pussy. That's the, that's where we're at. This is like last week when Lala says she likes to taste her vagina to taste what Randall tastes. So we come to find out fat pussy means she's uh, very beautiful. I don't know why we can't say very beautiful, but I guess... The kids are saying fat pussy, so I think I have a a fat pussy of an audience, and so thank you. Uh, this is also where I wrote, I'm struggling very much with this episode. Really, it was very struggling. Uh, okay, so that was the end of the wedding, so now they're at the Vanderpump Cocktail Garden again. Jax comes up and does his speech, and he goes, I'm going to keep this short, which I thought he was going to make fun because Schwartz at his wedding did a 15-minute speech, but no, Jax just goes, you know, glad you guys are married, this is great, thanks for bringing us all to Vegas. He's such an idiot, and he was reading it off his phone. Um, Lisa's like, uh, you know, I usually don't enjoy celebrating mistake, but this I do. This is like, this season is like a sequel to a movie that you hear about and you're like, oh my God, that'll be cool. I love that first movie. That, that, that'll be like, oh my God, The Hangover 2. I totally want to see. I lo- I enjoyed The Hangover, I think. And then you see The Hangover 2 and you're like, oh fuck, that almost ruins The Hangover for me. That's what this season of Vanderpump Rules is. Like, if they had that thing in Men in Black where they had that little thing where it, like, erases your memory, I would volunteer to do that for me and just take me back before this season. Like, I don't even need... I don't need it. It doesn't need to be canon. You know what? A lot of Star Wars people, uh, you know, if I don't know, you guys have husbands or boyfriends or girlfriends that love Star Wars, but um, they call it canon. Like, this is canon, and canon means something that's historically correct in the timeline of these stories. And I want to... 
ban this season from the Vanderpump Rules canon. I don't think it should exist. I think we should go pre this season and go from there. And if they're going to act all this shit, why don't they just act like none of this happened, you know? Um, okay, so then Bo comes over to Lisa and tells Lisa he's going to propose. And Lisa literally is like, oh my God, Bo. But it's like, couldn't you have done this more secret? Like, Saucy, if I was Saucy, and I'm not, but if I was Saucy, Saucy's a nibby nose, and she looks, she would look directly at them and go, oh, I wonder what Lisa's like um, tearing up about. Oh, I bet Bo's telling, I, I would call it immediately what was happening. So to me, that was so weird. So weird. Um, you know, uh, so that he tells her. Then the next day we're in Bo and Stassi's room. They're doing a some prank with English accents and English muffins and bloody... I don't understand. I didn't understand. I'm not going to even explain it to you guys. And then, and then, okay. Then this... Okay. So then Lisa, in her hotel room, calls Max. He goes, Ma, or he goes Max, did you, did you pay those invoices? The very important invoices. You know, it's obviously a Sunday, I guess. So important invoices get paid on Saturday. Max, did you pay those invoices? And she goes, he's like, yes, Lisa, of course I did before we left yesterday. And this is right when the time when I go, oh, I know exactly what's about to happen. The mini Sheena is in his bed. Because why the fuck would we ever need a camera on somebody asking about paid invoices? All they needed it for was a reason to for Lisa to call Max and then FaceTime Max. And they go, what is that in the background? And then, of course, mini Sheena. Not Sheena, but the Sheena from Vanderpump Garden is like, hi, Lisa. It's me. I'm over here. I can't, you guys. I can't. I don't know if you're allowed to sue shows, if you're allowed to take legal action. And I don't, in this time, in the time of Corona, how we are all stuck in our houses and we have to watch fake fucking bullshit like this. I mean, I can point out 30 reasons why this is fake, but I guess, you know, just the simple one is that Lisa's calling about invoices and not texting um, on a Sunday at a hotel when Max is in a, the same hotel. Also, Max is fully in clothes, um, but uh, Minnie Sheena is still in bed naked. So we're supposed to believe that Max fully got dressed up, shirt, shoes, clothes, to to take a call he didn't know was coming? I'm just, I, I'm just beyond, I'm beyond myself. And, uh, Lisa's like, I mean, Lisa, this is your staff in Vegas. Like, he's your manager at TomTom. You shouldn't be laughing about how funny it is that Max is a slut working his way now through the Vegas Vanderpump Cocktail Garden. Like, there's something really weird about that like is that can you do i mean it feels like lisa would be open for liability if this was real in any sense which it isn't so that's why i know too um okay so now the big the big last scene is that schwartz lost the marriage certificate again and katie goes i married an idiot i accepted that and he goes i didn't lose what matters most say it with me folks 
Lisa's bra. Womp, 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 womp. I just, I'm so upset, you guys. I don't, I don't know what we did to deserve this. I just, I need to talk to a cast member soon, and I need to ask them if they feel how bad this is, or if they think they're giving some of the best TV in their lives. Because as an actor, I know when a scene is going bad. I know when I'm not giving my all. I know when it's not working. And it is so upsetting. I know they know this isn't working. I mean, Jax probably thinks it's amazing because it was his wedding. But other than that, there's no excuse for most of this stuff. This was just such a painful episode to watch. Let me know what you guys thought of this episode. Please reach out to me. I would love to read as many comments about this episode on next week's episode as possible because I really want to get to the bottom of why this was so bad. I want to know if I'm wrong, too. I want to know if you guys thought this was amazing. Please reach out to us at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com or Instagram me or text me or whatever because I really do want to hear what you guys think about this. So that is my solo uh, recap of Vanderpump Rules. I'm going to go uh, jump off my roof. Uh, no, next segment, you guys. Next segment. Let's have fun. Let's get back to the laughs. What happened to the laughter? Okay. Really miss you till you dead or you gone. So on that note, I'm leaving after the song. So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long. But at least let me tell you why I'm this way. Hold on. I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adnis Reeves, who made love under the sycamore tree, which makes me a more sicker MC. And my mama would claim at 10 pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain. I told through the years, I gave her her fish, yeah. I gave her a first real scare. I made it for birth when I got here. She knows my purpose wasn't purpose. I ain't perfect, I can't. But I feel worthless cause my shirts wasn't matching my kit. And I'm just scratching the surface cause what's buried under there. Was a kid torn apart once his pop disappeared I went to school, got good grades, could behave when I wanted But I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted Hold on Okay, you guys, we are at our quarantine segment uh, where I talk to an internet friend uh, about their quarantine. And today we are so lucky to have Kate Legeko. Um I've known her now, I think, for a couple years maybe um, through Instagram. And she is so funny. She makes me laugh so much. I think we have similar views on comedy and uh, and family. And uh, she always makes me laugh. So I thought she would make you guys laugh. And I loved this conversation. I love it when it's <clears> – <throat> I think the, the – I think this is the best. The podcast is the best when I get to actually meet people that I consider friends after I meet them. It's like, it's just like, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so lucky. I would never have met these people if it wasn't for podcasts and, uh, you know, social media, which I know it sounds so weird, but I really do. There's just a lot of great people out there, and this is one of them. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Uh, a lot about reality shows, a lot about quarantine. I think it is definitely worth checking out. So, uh, listen to this. She is at Middle Kate on Instagram, and uh, I know she's on TikTok now and all that stuff. All, all the what the kids are doing. But anyways, uh, love Kate. Here she is. Wait. So if there's anything that you don't like that you say, I can edit it out really quickly. So don't worry about anything like that. 
Well, I kind of have a rule which is live with your life and your choices, so I should be fine. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll probably already actually put a lot of that what we what we've already been talking about in this. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kate Legayko. Kate is actually somebody I met on Instagram. She likes all the same stuff we like. She likes reality shows. She's like she likes being funny. If you guys heard last week's episode, she is the one who did uh, that that bitch Carol Baskin who killed her husband. She's the one that did the cameo voice. Uh, allegedly. Kate, allegedly, yes. You know, I think <laughs> I think we I think we know. And so Kate, <laughs> how are you doing in well by the way, this is kind of I'm really wanting to talk to people I haven't talked to before about like quarantine segments mm-hmm. because I believe if I'm not mistaken, you are you, it's like vacationing. You've decided to quarantine yes. with your your parents. Is that correct? Yes. Which is what I think you would do if you were closer. Oh, I'm definitely. Three, yeah. yeah, I'm three hours away, so it was kind of a no-brainer. They said, come here. We will supply all your food and beverage so you don't have to buy any groceries. And <laughs> That did it. I mean well, – Now, if you guys – if you guys, you guys got to follow Kate on Instagram yeah. because her stories are pretty legendary as the quarantine goes on. She's kind of calmed down a little bit in the last week, but before that, I was it was uh, the drinking was starting earlier and earlier. She, yes, she got on TikTok at one point, which is always just a cry for help. I think and still on TikTok, not apologizing. <laughs> so I want to kind of go down that journey. So mm-hmm. it, you've been mm-hmm. there about three or four weeks now. What is it? I'm here at three weeks of last Friday, so I'm about to celebrate my one month this Friday. Who knows what I'll celebrate with. Are you potentially going to get a chip like an AA? Like, I got this one (laughs) month. um, So, uh, and I don't, don't, you know, you don't need to tell us where you work, but guys, she has a real job. She's like, (laughs) this is not somebody that doesn't have a job. This is not somebody loafing around. You have a, a real job in Dallas, right? Yes, I have two jobs. I assist my sister, who's an interior designer, with um, all the stuff that goes with that, the paperwork and all the orders and all that. That is not the fun part of interior design because she's the talent, per se. I'm kind of like the agent in your business, you are would you say. Like, are you like the bad cop and she's the good cop? or I am. I tell her when um, the corporate card has been used at Starbucks too much per month, so I am like the bad <laughs> guy. And then, yeah, then I have a high-end... I guess you would call it high-end retail position with a, I don't care. I, I work for Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Whoa. That's, I didn't know. I didn't know if that was okay to say. I didn't know how many nope. pod, podcasts it's great. Ralph They're Lauren great. does. I am just now officially furloughed. They did pay us after. And um, so that was really nice. I just stopped being paid as of last Friday. So, Oh, did you do anything to celebrate besides just staying at your well, parents? Everybody else was celebrating by uh, applying for unemployment, yeah. but since I'm still employed through my sister and she's applying for one of those really cool oh, the payroll SBA. protection, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, since I get paid through her, we didn't want my social security number showing up on the unemployment, um, so it looked like she was lying, so I'm just kind of, <laughs> again, staying idle and not doing what if this, anything and hoping that we get that loan. What if the whole reason this podcast exists yeah. is like for me to like help the IRS in trying to track down people and I'm people like, who are lying. Yeah, exactly. What's your social security, by the way? You're no. right. Um, so you're close with your parents. Like I'm close with my parents yes. and my parents, they, I mean, they really did. Uh, they did say, yeah, just get in the car and come just get. Yeah. So, yes. like, and did you have any thought? I, even though I'm very close with my parents and I know you mm-hmm. are too, did you give it any thought of, will this cramp my actual lifestyle at all? 
No, I'd already given up before that. <laughs> so, yeah, years ago, right? Like, it was like yeah. years ago. I was on a slow spiral. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had also just gotten back from a European vacation. So I just thought my January through April was just going to be to save money and pay all that back. <laughs> it is funny. I had to call American Express and try. I, I tried to, like, I thought I was being, like, I thought I was gonna have to beg. I was like floating. Yes. I was like, "Hey, can I can I can I float something past you guys? What if I didn't pay this month? What are you What right. are you guys thinking over there?" And they're like, "Oh, sir, of course not. Why? You know?" And I didn't. Ex- I thought it was gonna. Like, I thought I was gonna have to do tears and all this stuff. Oh and, my like, god, Ryan! They should have told yes. me. I used to work for a raging alcoholic who abused American Express. I I am shocked what American Express will let you do because I saw my old boss do it. They will let you get away with murder. Oh, yeah. And then they said, oh, I, I see you've been a, a client of ours for, it was like 14 right. or 15 years. And then I was right. just, I was like, am I supposed to, I, and then I was like, oh, it's been a great 15 years up until this point. You know, like I was trying to right. say right. how happy I was. thought they I, were going to be well, really rigid. Rigid, but also then once I knew I was off the hook, I was like, I was trying to celebrate them. And I was like, oh, do you remember that one time I was in Spain and you guys let me charge Little yeah. tube, like, I was like, that was a great, no, it was, but it was, you know, when you're prepared to like cry and beg and get angry and then they mm-hmm. just say yes, I was, <laughs> I was just really, yeah, but that's what I do to my parents usually. <laughs> so I'm used to it. The groveling. Yeah, so wait, so you go to your parents and yes. is there, I guess, I guess next week I'll probably talk to your parents then. like, are yeah. they are, at any point, are they regretting the offer to come well, hang with them? No, and I'm kind of in a unique situation where I'm I'm the only one not working. <laughs> yeah, explain, because, explain to the people what yes. your parents do because it's not Ralph Lauren. It's it's something no. even more essential. Oh uh, yeah, I'm actually quarantining with all essential workers. <laughs> they all work at Walmart, right? Uh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, no, but the Walmart workers here are. Um, anyway, I live near a Walmart. Shocking, because I'm in Oklahoma. I know, but. Um, <laughs> My dad is a pediatrician, um, and so even though a lot of doctors' office, offices are closed, um, he has patients that can't miss certain, like, immuniza- immunizations. Yes. No, There's the red it. wine. Yeah, you know, there's certain shot schedules that you got to keep kids on, so it's, like, deemed essential. So he's seeing minimal, 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 and, like, no, like, sick people, uh, like, COVID, whatever, but um, he's still working. And then my mother is a, a nurse in education, Whoa. which means actually she doesn't see patients. She like teaches CPR in people. Like uh-huh. they have to have like, you have to be registered. So she's teaching like little small CPR classes and, but she's part-time. So it's not. But they're still both working throughout this. Yes. And I am still in contact with my sister and sister-in-law. Um uh-huh. For the math, everybody, my sister's a lesbian, so she's married to a woman. That's how that works. <laughs> wait, how? Wait, say that again. What? I'm currently yeah. in her room surrounded by sports memorabilia, which I know is your favorite, Ryan. <laughs> I hate um, sports so much. But you wait, your whole family is Oklahoma. Is it Sooners? Is that the. Yes, okay. yes. We're we're Sooners, the, um, the top tier university of the state. And you have this <laughs> sort of family. I think, I think I was, you mentioned once your dad. Not only do you guys watch the games, but then you'll rewatch yes. the games. Is yes, because there's this thing called um, No Huddle, Ryan, okay. and they basically um, take all the timeouts and lag time out of games and <laughs> speed it up. And they like, 
<laughs> and my dad DVs, DVRs that, and then we rewatch the game at a much faster pace. And I'll do that with Vanderpump Rules. I'll, I'll do the TiVo, and then I'll I'll just fast forward through the commercials. I Is fast that... forward anything with Britney speaking. Uh, so. Okay. I'm but, mad. I got COVID. <laughs> I got COVID. Yeah. I shouldn't scream. I mean, oh my, my windows are open. Southern, I think somebody just looked at me. I yeah, screamed. No, I got not COVID. That yeah. Southern, but she's triggering. She's triggering. Yeah. Well, well I, see, I'm jumping all over the map, but yeah. I, bear with me. You mm-hmm. like the same shows that we all like, right? You, you're a huge yes. fan of reality shows. I'm a little heavier into, I wish you would do more 90 day fiance. Oh my God. Truly... Did you watch last night? Um, no, it's DVR'd right now, but my parents are um, watching Outlander, which I refuse to be a part of. <laughs> That's a romantic this... journey, I hear. Ryan, like, when I hear my parents listening to Outlander, like, I die like a teenager in my room. Like, I know what kind of scenes are coming up, and I'm just like, oh. it's, it's very, like, romantic and, like, mystical, I hear. Like, it's, like, like a lot of touching and stuff. Oh, it's so like sexual and if it's not that they're watching something else like Versailles and I'm like I I just want to be like an angsty teenager if I see my parents watching a sex scene and I'm 35 I'll die okay wait here well just 90 day fiance fan Mary yes. Mary F kill big ed soja soja boy or the relationship counselor with the huge eyeballs that stares at people the relationship wait wait is that the guy in- he's the guy that like the girl came over to see him he has a son and he's like he's like a relationship counselor supposedly oh, 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 ash, ash, ash yeah 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 ash. and he's um, always he's like he agrees with everything she's she's like i think you should introduce me to your ex-wife very, and like he's he's like yes it's a very yeah. great idea and i think i will try yeah. to do that i'm gonna marry soldier boy because i think he deserves a chance at the american market it, it's and gotta I- be better than lee like he can do better than Lisa. Lisa, I like Ryan. Sometimes I watch this show and I think I someone would be happy to get me for oh my an God. American you know, passport at okay. this point. That's the part that like everything about the show is so real to me. But then I'm like, why? And my friend was asking, what websites are they on? Because there's like, you know, all the dating app sites we, we all hear. But is there special yes. foreign ones that make that one dude that went to like war-torn like Czechoslovakia to find the what you know the yeah. girl that's like we've been talking for 14 years or, or okay so deep dive I actually tried to look one up because I was like you know I got <laughs> fucked up one night <laughs> like, and I want love <laughs> I need love yeah I work with a Polish woman um <laughs> who is a riot and I thought oh my god well I'm actually Polish um I'm going to get a Polish guy and see what happens. Like, I'm just going to get on a site. And, of course, they're all in Chicago because that's where, I guess, Polish people. That's the commune. Yeah, um, sausage. Yeah. And my coworker was like, no, don't. They're terrible. You know, and I was like, okay, Bo. Her name's Bojena. Shout out. Um, Shout out, Bojena. Bojena's a huge fan of the pod, so. Oh, my God. she She's amazing if i i love working with foreign people that i can get my hands on um because i'm in the south so it doesn't happen sounds like <laughs> you're well you just made yourself sound really grabby but then get my hands oh, on right. yeah. get my hands on just squeeze um oh, I, wait I mean, did you I, just admit to catfishing online oh i was attempting to and i've also looked up um pen pals for inmates after people told oh. me to watch love after lockup I you'd be great and at that. Like you'd be so. Do you ever like ghost creep on Facebook groups? Uh, no, I'm uh, actually in the Facebook groups. Well, no, no, no. Wait, there is a Facebook group that I used to be in that I was like, it was a a Facebook group. I shit you not about people that were in love with raccoons, 
and like that live with rat like they let raccoons oh, in as pets and they're like guys raccoons are cute but they're the dirtiest animal like just uh, they're dirty you know yeah but when you watch those you're like i mean i may be single but i'm i'm better than that oh yeah you know uh, it's like they did a tlc a tlc special on that you know TLC the guy really... in love with um <laughs> Like a pool floaty in the shape oh, yeah. of a dolphin. Oh, yes, there was. Um, it's my strange addiction. There was a guy yes. that he still. He's like thirty eight years old, and he likes when after he's done with work, he likes to act like a baby. And his his bed is a crib, and he wants to be treated. And like his significant other. Well, okay. I dare to say that's more common than you know, right? I've seen that a lot of places. <laughs> Wait, for real? Or are you just messing around? I'm, I'm, no, I've seen that on several shows where they touch on that. But you've never seen it in real life, besides no, yourself, yeah. Yeah, I haven't gone to, like, those kind of, what do they call it, um, when you can, um, like, try to link up with somebody who has a weird addiction for, like, Le- money. Like, let them suck on your toes for $200. I That's, forgot what it's called. LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn, yeah. Um, That's where you put your serial killer oh, photo, for okay, sure. Okay, but, like, are you attracted to Big Ed at all? Big Egg is a gaslighting asshole. I'm not okay, about see, that. This is guy. what I love. This is what I love is that mm-hmm. he is a gaslighting asshole, but like you, like all the ladies are so rough on him because he also looks like a thumb. Like if he didn't look like a thumb, I've seen gaslighting assholes on all of these reality shows, and you guys never mention gaslighting assholes usually. You're like, oh, he's misunderstood. Like if well, Big Ed was like hot, you would not say he was a gaslighting asshole. You'd be like, Oh, he's just like, you know, he's just scared. Well, I wouldn't particularly, but I'm just more weary of hot guys than I am thumb men. I um, No, I, I think you should be weary of hot guys, totally. But I'm just saying, I feel like Big Ed is getting the... And by the way, did you... Sorry, I know that guys, if you don't watch 90 Day Fiance, I'm so sorry. But uh, just, yeah. um, uh, Big Ed, did you see his betrothed, his his love, what's what's her name? Uh, Rosemarie. Uh, Ro- Rosemarie. Did you see she's married to a lady? Oh my god. Okay, go what? on like go online and type uh, Literally, it. Ryan, it's not even been 24 hours since the last episode. I'm already so behind. No, no, no. They didn't even talk about this in the show. Somebody like leaked Oh, they didn't. Somebody leaked this last week. Oh, that's really great intel. Yeah, but no, last well, week's episode like... was amazing. He had to he had to go to the the dad's pig farm. And he was sweating too much, and then he <laughs> yeah. he asked if he could take her away to a hotel because he needed air conditioning. And it was it was I mean the show is I I don't cover that show because for me it's like that one's for me. This one yeah that this one you stick that, at Bravo. Uh, you well, it's like I don't want to take notes during like my favorite show ever. You know it's oh like, I forgot you yeah you mentioned that and I was like you know what Ryan you're right yeah I think like you got to have one for you that you can just like kick back and go like this is this is art um, okay this so, is art <laughs> so so when you went there I just noticed you you're doing a lot of you've been doing a lot of lounging and you yes. you are drinking primarily like not, I'm not like hard drinking but you're doing like yeah. Some like uh, white claws or bear, uh, bear claw or truly. I tried white claw for the first time. What's your uh, what's your review? You know, I normally don't like seltzers or if that's what you categorize sure. it. Sure, uh, um, I liked it. <laughs> there, there's the review. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Wait, did you see that they have Bud Light seltzer now? See, I don't know if I, um, I don't know if this is controversial. I've never fully had a beer in my whole life. 
Um, as crazy as that what sounds. Are you, a, are you a communist? What's what's? No, what? I I never liked the taste, and I feel like that that whole period between high school and college, when you kind of force yourself to like it because that's what's cheap and available. Yeah. I skipped it because Oklahoma has a 3.2% alcohol to their beer, whereas like in Texas, it's six. So <laughs> you basically have to drink two. So I just went straight to hard liquor. Well, like what's, your, what's, your, what's your drink of choice? Um, now it's, it's wine, like all sad white ladies. Yeah, because um, sometimes, but, by the way, you'll point this out in your Instagram stories, is yeah. you'll have red teeth a lot. Oh, yeah, and my sister's a dentist, and she won't help me. It's so rude. <laughs> Wait, she really but, won't help you? No, because she is um, she's a dentist for the federal government and the Indian health system. It's called oh. the IHS. So I'm not Native American, so she can't see me as a patient. Well, because that would be, like, the perfect, like, stocking stuffer. Or just, like, if you can't buy somebody a Christmas gift, that would be the best, like, I'll clean your teeth. I know all she wants to do is like work out because she's like a powerlifting lesbian and that's all her uh, spare time goes to. So (laughs) (laughs) she's going to love it. Um, uh, (laughs) Hey, if you're listening, hi. (laughs) Um, uh, So, okay. So you get there. Are your, is your family at all upset that you seem like you're having a good time and you're, you're, you know, well, um, I don't show it on my Instagram stories, but I wake up and uh, cry. I do a lot of chores around the house. <laughs> wait, wait, what um, are your chores? We were just talking about this the other day. Like my chore was I had to vacuum the whole house on Saturdays. I had to take out the trash all the time. Right. So what is your so, chores now as an adult lady? Okay, so I usually get up last, shocker, because um, my parents get up between 5 and 5.30. Um, so when I get up last, it means I clean up the breakfast and coffee situation. Um, <laughs> Have they gotten then, messier because they know you're there to clean it up? Right. And then my mom and I switch days on cleaning all the light switches, doorknobs, oh, and wow. um, handles of everything with a Clorox wipe. That's so smart. Right. And then um, we usually have loads of laundry to do because we have an above-ground hot tub, like all classy people. So we do, we're doing a lot of hot tubbing. So there's beach towels. <laughs> We change the hand towels for germs every day. So, like, I do a couple loads of laundry while my mom puts on Disney classics um, on her Amazon um, Alexas, which she bought three and coordinated them all to go at the same time. <laughs> so it'll, um, it's like a it's like a surround sound of Disney, yes, Disney classics. Yes, whoever taught her that, like, whatever person at Target, I really appreciate you for teaching <laughs> her how to do that. Um, and yeah, so do that. And then, um, I do a lot of, I'm usually on floor patrol, like my, that my mom does dishes. And then when they finally leave and watch Outlander, I have to sweep the floor. This is really entertaining, but no, um, this is like, this, <laughs> by the way, this is the minutia that I love because yeah. what you're telling me is what you actually, what you're like, also like shining a light on what I would have had to do if I stayed with my parents, yes. you know, it's like, Oh you want to know the big thing I do? Okay. So there is a special way now with getting groceries so that you can try to not have anything contaminated. Yeah. Um, so there is a whole process where we go with like touching the grocery bags and putting them in a certain part of the kitchen and then washing your hands and then taking them out one by one in certain ways of cleaning them and really? disposing them back. It takes forever. Oh and my- I'm so my mom. Not, I'm gonna die. I'm so like, not like that. I I'm gonna die. Like I literally just went and bought like two 
like a two liters of Diet 7 yeah. up for my spritzers and I did not wipe any of them down. No, you have to pretend like everything's covered in glitter. And once you touch it, <laughs> there's like everything you touch with that then has glitter on it. Oh, and then God. it's all contaminated. Wait, now, so do they consider you a non-essential worker and they make you go to the store then sometimes? No, we do um, Walmart pickups. Okay. <laughs> because we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, nice grocery. There's no Ralph's or whatever, you know, there's no Whole Foods or anything. So yeah, Walmart and, pickup, yeah. Yeah, so we do that where it's no contacts. They Wait, put it in the, the car. are the same town that uh, Laura's from? No, I think she's from Oklahoma City area, okay, okay. and I am um, closer to the Texas border. Oklahoma City is kind of dead center in the state. Yeah. Um, so I'm in a much lower income area, so it's like, you know, limited. So we do those Walmart pickups, but it's, um, I mean, have you today it's freezing. Have and you there's touched sh- the puzzle yet? Okay, so the puzzle is a big um, thing around here. I found one puzzle in this house, and it's... Um, a three-foot-long, 750-piece puzzle of the uh, Las Vegas skyline, oh, which, if you look at it, is really fucking outdated. <laughs> it's, it's the, like, it's, it features it's, the Tropicana Ryan. Like, <laughs> it makes it look like Excalibur is actually somewhere you should go, <laughs> and not like the a complete nut. dump <laughs> that is like terrifying in real life. If you oh were my, to go to my my friend bought me a puzzle because she was at Target, and I was like, "Well, you know, maybe I'll jump on this puzzle bandwagon." I was like, "Give, give me like a cool puzzle, like like maybe because I was trying to make one of Jack's. Um, like, there's companies that'll do that, but I guess." Oh yeah, the, the resolution wasn't high enough for that because I thought, oh, I'll do a Jack's puzzle but because then, his nose. Yeah, exactly. I, that was actually <laughs> it—the one where his like his nose was all bandaged up. Oh, okay, but, yeah. So then she was like, "Oh, I got you the last puzzle there," and it's a puzzle of like different colored y- yarn. With <laughs> yarn, like I'm <laughs> like, what is this? Like, even if I finish this, I'm not going to be proud of myself. Like, it's just like another memory of just like I'm like putting together a yarn puzzle. Well, I think puzzles were sold out a lot of places. Like people were. Um, oh yeah, obviously. I'm the the. I have the last puzzle from Target, and it's yarn. Yeah, but life hack, Ryan. That's how I'm listening to podcasts because if you know, I'm not in front of a screen. Um, I'm not doing anything. Like I would go grocery shopping with my um, um, earbuds in and listen to your podcast or uh, Danny's or Laura's or like yeah. I know your yeah. Yeah, so I'm um, going into our dining room and working on this puzzle and listening to my podcast. So that's my you, life hack. Okay, <laughs> and this is actually a serious question, and we'll go back yes. to funny after this. Um, does this – has this emotionally uh, affected you at all? Do it, Are there times – because I'll find myself mm-hmm. where I'll be times of like, oh, I'm definitely not okay right now. Like, I, I mean, I'm not like bawling or anything like that, but there are times when I'm like, oh – I really miss my friends. I really miss going to concerts. I really miss um, feeling normal, and I'm scared about the future. Is there anything like that for you? I've had a couple, but very few. I think you worry about work, um, like when it, like when is furniture and like furniture's made here and they're closed down, and you start spiraling. But yeah. um, just because my parents are so calm, because they are medical professionals, you know, they, you know, they take it seriously, but they're not also like they're not like preppers, like they're not panickers. So I, I brought myself to a calm environment. <laughs> so really horrible question to ask. Like you're basically, I'm, I'm 
I'm a basket case compared to you, I feel. Yeah, like. well, you're in a hot spot. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, when, I, when I'm anywhere, it's a hot spot. That's what well, I'm saying. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> we just, that whole West Hollywood, wherever y'all are. Now, I will have to say, I would probably still be nervous if I was at my apartment in Dallas, because Dallas is, you know, we have two airports. American Airlines and Southwest Airlines are based out of there, which means a lot of I believe they've had really high percentages of outbreaks within like the airline industry workers. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's getting higher in Dallas and I'm just like, well, I'm going somewhere where I think I'll get a ventilator by. Oh my God. And fun fact, um, that's actually where Dallas Buyers Club was shot. Oh, uh, was it? <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I was like, only, was it real? That, that's the only thing I could think with Dallas in the name really quick. Um, Except for the actual show Dallas. <laughs> shut up yeah so okay so that okay so you're 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 a you're a strong type um the other thing is were was there anything so like i had like made a list of goals for like 2020 and you know and i i mean they weren't going completely great so i'm kind of fine to throw a lot of those out the window like okay well 2021 is my year was there anything Mm-hmm. That you were like, well, fuck, 2020 was the year I was going to do this. You know, I, I'm, I know this is cliche, but I really was going to pay down my credit card this year. That was really, <laughs> that was my New Year's resolution. I had a European trip in January. And I was like, after that, I've had my fun. I'm going to double my payments. I'm going to look into switching to another card, lower interest rate. I was getting my ducks in a row. And uh, (laughs) now I really don't think that this is my my year. I love, though, getting older and you start being like, you start getting turned on by like lower interest rates and like switching, like balance transfers and stuff like that. Um, uh, The other question was the goal. My my friend Susie that I talked to on this podcast. Mm hmm. Have you fired up any of the dating apps in your small town? Uh, no, but I did last year and Was I really should mistake? again. Or I really you... should. No, because they're so bad because I am. Um... So you do it as like a comedy bit, don't you? Yeah, I do uh... because I am a niche market that I am um, extremely liberal. So. Oh, for that... where you're from, that's probably yes. is it, like a, a unicorn. Yes. Yeah. And my whole family, I mean, I don't want to put words in my parents' mouth, but they won't tell me how they vote, which usually <laughs> tells you Democratic, <laughs> because usually Republican parents tell you how to vote, uh, yeah. in my experience. You disappointed us. My parents say that's none of my... They, they vote in the interest of children and newsflash that's usually a little bit more to the left than yeah. the right. Um, <laughs> so... And, you know, I have two sisters. I'm the middle of three girls. And my little sister is gay. And my older sister, we're, we're all like, I mean, crazy leftists, yeah. I guess. Just because um, I think it's funny to be Southern. And, like, extremely, like, I would put rainbow flags everywhere, but I'm not gay. Um, well, I, <laughs> I mean, but I, was that, I mean, was that, I mean, that had to have been crazy, though, because a lot of those, like, a lot of Southern men, I mean, like, that does have to be extremely frustrating when you do date right yeah and and sometimes like on tinder and stuff you put it in your profile like you put clues like so that they would never swipe right on you but you put put easter eggs in your tinder profile oh i just put like insane liberal like i i don't even remember what i put but you know you just try to be like here it is and they will swipe right just so (laughs) that they can try to like 
talk you out of it? Like, yes, because they're so angry. You know, if you can imagine, they're just like Trump and you're just fucking socialist. You know, like, I mean, any aggression, like you name it. Wow. Wait, slow down. We haven't even got to a second date yet. Wow. I know. Right. But, um, I saw like all kinds of photos, you know, so many with guns, so many guns. Like, <laughs> wow. So, by the way, that's got to be crazy, though. If you do meet like an amazing mm-hmm. guy, it's got to be the same for, well, not, it's not like girls are like shouting out that they love Trump and all that stuff, but they must also know how weird it is to deal with other men in your area. Just their yeah. friends, you know? Like, I'm just saying, like, it probably is just not a very, I mean, my sister's gay. Coincidence? I mean, she didn't even want to deal with it because um, she lives here. <laughs> That's great point. Um, uh, okay, so why did you get on? What What was the moment? What was the decision leading up to you deciding to get on TikTok? Like, what? How How drunk do you have to be? What was it? Was it a yeah. cry for help? What What happened? That's the one so, thing I won't do. Still, I I probably will tonight. But even older sister than me, the dentist. Um, she kept sending me videos, and <laughs> there is some really hilarious shit on TikTok. Yeah. Um, just the way you can edit stuff. It's all over my head. I'm not very good with um, electronics. Anything above Mario 3, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> but um, You know enough it, to help your parents with, like, iTunes playlists like I do, right? Yeah. Yeah, And then um, when I did a couple Carol Baskin videos, just because I realized my like Midwestern voice um, impression kind of sounded like her, um, my sister was like begging me to do it. And I figured, what do I have to lose? You know, I don't, yeah. it's not like I'm, it's going to keep any money come from coming in because I have no money coming in. Uh, wait, um, I love that. It, I love that there was a thought of, could this possibly keep money from coming in no. if I do a Carol Baskin imitation? And I'm not even going to lie. I had some high profile and by high profile, I mean some of my best clients from interior design last year who definitely paid my rent for a couple months. They were loving them. And so we, I started doing them to keep our like uh, my name in their head. Like, so that when we come out of this, be like, remember those dining chairs you needed? (laughs) Um, so it's like keeping con. I mean, but you know, shameless my. So it was just a lot. So wait, you your your sister sent you videos, and then you're like, I'll just I'll go on TikTok and put my Carol Baskin videos there. Um, yeah, I did that. But you know, it's funny is that I started getting likes, and you you know, no, you said we didn't one of your videos like actually get more than anything that you've ever done in your life. Yeah. So um, I decided, you know, I I have like a toe injury right now, so I can't wear sure. shoes. Like, I have to wear like a sandal. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> so you know how everyone just keeps going on walks, their quarantine walks. Well, yeah. I can't fucking walk everybody. Like I can't, it's like I have a bruised toe basically and m- my big toe. And so I have a bike here. So I just started riding around the neighborhood and a lot of my neighbors are elderly and I'm so nervous they're going to leave the house and get sick that I started. I did a video just saying that I'm, you know, hey, I'm 35, I'm unemployed, <laughs> I'm living with my parents, I'm in a croc sandal, and I spend my days, like, spying on my neighbors, making sure they don't leave the house. <laughs> and it has 17,000 likes. See, that's, like, that's wild to me. It's the, insanity. The audience for some of these things, including YouTube, 
like everybody like talks about like TV ratings and movies. You guys, YouTube gets yeah. like more views than any TV show uh, you, you could imagine. And like TikTok has more of an audience than Instagram yes. and Twitter combined. Like so It's insane. But, I but, have more followers on TikTok than I have after what? 10 years on Instagram? And so are you like is it made you power hungry now? Have you have you No, uh, it okay. made me so scared I don't post anything. Yeah, wait, cuz wait, <laughs> did, and, but also I don't know if this was true, but you said on your right. didn't kids start making fun of you because you're 35? No, actually, I made that video because I was trying to learn how to do where you put the text for a certain period of time on the bottom. But I've noticed <laughs> that a lot of millennials are doing posts about how um, the, is it Gen Y? Is that who's who's below us? Whatever Gen Z, Gen the, uh, Y, uh, younger, how yeah. they're making fun of millennials joining TikTok, and you know we don't know what we're doing. So I thought. I wouldn't care if a bunch of teenagers like called me fat and stupid. Like I'm a woman who lived through high school and my twenties. Like I grew up fat. Like what can you say to me that I haven't like cried in my closet to Tracy Chapman about? Oh my god, times? which song? I mean, you go. It's fast car, of course. Fast car, the but then like, uh, baby, can I hold you tonight? Is just like that whole album is just such a just bangers of like sad songs. Well, my best friend and I say, like, pitch, put your big girl panties on and, like, go in the closet and put on Tracy Chapman and cry like an adult. And then come out and carry on. So, <laughs> I used to, like, every time, every time it gets cold in L.A., I'll always be, like, I have this, like, extreme visualization of me putting on all. This sounds bizarre, but it would, like, in my head it was so clear. Like, every time it gets cold, I want to put on Tracy Chapman put on all denim, like denim jeans mm-hmm. and a denim jacket and just like go drive to a campsite and light a fire. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder and I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone I know that sounds weird, but like that's that's what it evokes in me when the cold weather hits. Like it's like Tracy Chapman is cold, sad weather that makes me want to wear denim. Well, then I also suggest what I did today during the puzzle was I listened to the entire Fiona album, uh, Fiona Apple album of Title. Oh my god, it holds up. Um, yeah. Um, when I was a teenager and I thought my parents didn't understand anything, I just listened to that and it was such a trip down memory lane and I knew all the words still. It's crazy how there are certain albums, this is a crazy one and like, I think I'm only one of a handful of people that got into this band, this one album of this band, but there was a band called Crash Test Dummies and they had a song like, um, I I can't even do it, I'm not a good singer. Yeah, I know. like a bass voice yeah. but like yeah. i was obsessed with this album and it was like a 16 or 15 year old shouldn't be obsessed with this album that's meant for like like 35 year olds maybe it's like ta- you yeah. know like i don't know uh, ryan put in a clip of crash those dummies right here but it is funny like i listened to that album a couple of years ago and it brought me back to my hi- like my high school bedroom 
I really thought you were going to use this as an opportunity to talk about counting crows, and I was just waiting nope, for it. Nope, I sidestep <laughs> it because I'm not going to. Hey, because that's a real band that doesn't need to be laughed at like Crash Test Dummies. That's a real band. <laughs> yeah, they're not a one-hit wonder per they're se. Not, they're not, actually, Kate. They're not. <laughs> By the way, they're not, though, for real. I uh, mean, you've almost done such a good job where I'm like, I mean, maybe I, maybe I should Well, should maybe I go? everybody Unless... should. It's like we're not doing tons right now. Why doesn't everybody go get into Counting Crows and, like, report back to me? Um, okay, yeah. so you do the TikTok. Is there any goals that you've set for yourself during quarantine with your family? And do you have a potential in your head, this is a dream date for me to go back? Um, no, I've just, uh, I thought just based on, you know, when, when this was early and like the symptoms and the flu, I was like, okay, here's this. Well, no, everything has changed so much more than what I ever imagined. I feel like if I go more than a week out, uh, I'll just be totally off. Even, even now as we day to day, um, day to day, week I kind of do one week projections um I was gonna try to like lose the weight I put on from the oh, holidays I'm and eating so much I'm, I'm, I'm eating so I I really I, I joke about this on the podcast but like I really do wake up and I'll eat a block of brie cheese without cracking I mean like, I, like, I eat it like a sandwich like it's not it's so disgusting I mean I'm spiraling for sure um, I'm waiting for my mom to like lock the cabinets at night. I'd appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah. I actually, um, my older sister, I'm going to like call her out right now. The water got turned off where she was because <laughs> okay. there was a fire in the building. Perfect. Um, and she actually had to come here because, and she was nervous because she didn't want people to know that like she left and she's here now. But I mean, I, it got, the wet, I mean, what are you going to do? You don't know when the water is going to Yeah, I mean, on. water, like, you don't need brie cheese, but you need water, kind Right, of. so she's now my accountability coach. I was like, do not let me leave my room <laughs> after dinner. And she was like, Roger, you know, like, we're sisters. We're tough. We tell each other we're fat to our face, you know. Oh, my God. That's dude. the only thing I can respect about the Kardashians, and that's it, is that they really tear each other down the way real sisters do. Well, that's actually a great – do you watch the Kardashians still? I don't, but due to social media, you pretty, might as well it, watch it. It's a, it's actually, I will say, three episodes in. It's actually one of the better seasons they've had in years. But um, that's the yes. It is funny. Like I grew up, uh, I grew up overweight, um, uh, and it is funny to. It, it's like I want people to treat me like a werewolf, where I'm like, you've got to watch me. You don't understand when the when <laughs> I, when I go to sleep and I wake up. You don't understand. I will eat it. Like I just, it's like hard to explain that to people. And uh, there was always a story about Marlon Brando who lived in a mansion and Mm -hmm. he, um, at night he would put a padlock on his refrigerator because he just didn't like, you know, and if you saw Marlon Brando in later years, you see why he just didn't trust himself with what was in the refrigerator. And then a couple times he actually took a shotgun and blew the lock off. I mean, maybe I am into guns, right? (laughs) Okay, so as we wrap up, I want to go over really quickly what are the reality shows on your agenda? What do you watch on a weekly basis besides 90 Day Fiance? Do you Um, watch anything else? Or or, or what what did you start with in reality shows and work your way up to 90 Day? I mean, I started – I feel like we were kind of like 
the coming of age for reality television. Yeah. So I can't even, I don't even know where I started. I just woke up one day and I watched everything on Bravo. Yep. Um, I watch a lot of TLC, even though it's fucking garbage. Um, I love 90 day fiance. I know it's controversial. I love my 600 pound life because I also have an eating disorder, which is like overeating, binge eating. Yeah. And I love the psychology behind it. And the doctor on that show is savage doctor. Now in Houston, I want him like as my therapist, I've he's never great. seen that show. Like he's, yeah, Oh, he's, he's savage. Cause he doesn't handhold them. He's like, you're lying to my face. And like, this is, do- this is over. And I, it's amazing. Cause he doesn't, he's so great anyway. Um, but I love, I love the new family karma. Okay, everybody keeps really, like, speaking so highly of that show. Yeah, well, they, they kind of interview the parents as well as the cast members, which kind of gives it a, like, Mexican dynasties. They interviewed their staff at the house, which gave it a great new angle. I love hearing other people talk shit about people and their family, which is why the Kardashians are so successful. They put someone else in the family talking shit in their confessionals. It's yeah. brilliant. No, it's great. Because they know how to tear you down. <laughs> do it. So do you, ma- I mean, did you, do you mess around with the bachelor at all? Do you, you know what? I don't, I've never done bachelor. That's smart. Very but, smart. Um, but I used to think because I was making some statement of like, these girls are pathetic and all that. But now I think for the comedy, I should get maybe into it. Well, okay. Here's the deal tonight. You can probably get this on demand tomorrow, but there's a spinoff of the bachelor called listen to your heart. And it's about singer-songwriters that they pair together like A Star is Born, and they make them date and write songs together. And it's an eight-episode uh, special guys. event called The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. And, like, it's it looks ridiculous. Like, Are they supposed to hook up or write songs? Or both. Play? That's it. And they were like the, – and then one of the quotes in it is like, it's not fun to write a song with somebody you don't love. Well, yeah, I mean, oh. it was just, I mean, that, I can imagine that's true, but um, okay. So, but you do, you yeah. don't, do you watch Vanderpump Rules anymore? Or are you done with that? I I do. I watched the wedding. I missed last week because, you know, the season has been a little slow for me because the way we- I don't it's appreciate the editors stretching this wedding. I almost am boycotting it on that fact. Yeah, I don't um, even know if it's the editors. I feel like it's the producers. Like I'm trying to find somebody to blame, but I just it it just it's very upsetting. Um, I like list. I'm still listening to like. Your podcast, Lara, you know, anyone who's covering it. Um, because that doesn't annoy just, you when you don't watch a show and no, then you listen to it. Because you guys just give it to me the way, like, if I called my best friend, I was like, I missed it. Tell me what happened. Like, it's just as good. Did you ever used to watch MTV Cribs? Yeah, the Mariah Carey episode. Yeah, is like, oh, uh, that was uh, like uh, legendary. They should do MTV Quarantine Cribs. I mean, I feel like people would just get robbed and they would riot them because people would be so pissed. <laughs> That's what I feel. Did you see that Drake Architectural Digest spread last week? Yeah, they were um, ripping that to shreds in the Judging Aileen's Facebook group that I love, which is the offshoot of, of the Whispering, Whispering Aileen. Aileen? There's, a, there's an offshoot of Whispering Aileen's? Oh, there's hundreds, Ryan. There's oh, my fight, God. There's fight leans. There's, like, keto well, how, well like, were you in the leans when it was originally the bitch sesh that, like, they shut down? Because I guess not. No, I, I kind of got in right when it changed to Whispering Aliens. But Facebook groups. A lot right. of the Whispering Aliens is like, like people will put a post on there that is so blatantly, obviously like old news that like I finally got fed up the other day and I was like, that 
that's it. Because you don't. I don't want to put something mean like, "Hey, you idiot! Everyone knew this. Everybody else does. Why don't you want to do that?" Uh, I just like I'm not in a Facebook fighting, so. There's some um, people that love Facebook. Like, it's like I know. people look for Facebook fighting. Like, in fact, I feel like that's a trademark phrase, Facebook fighting. Um, like, pe- people will be like on Whispering Aliens, like, oh, my God, did you guys know Yolanda Hadid was also a model? And you'll be like, what? <laughs> hey, and guess who? Y- Yolanda was married to David Foster, the yeah. guy. Yeah. They'll be like, do you know David Foster has other kids? And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be like, I can't do this. Um, uh, well, Kate, how many podcasts have you done before? Zero. Oh, my God. I'm. This is your first podcast. Well, Yeah, I, and when I told my sister this morning, she was like, what? I was like, can you do Skype? And I was like, trying to be, <laughs> just trying to be casual over the um, nut pods, coffee creamer, frothing process. And... Um, <laughs> My, I think my dad's uh, interested in maybe joining TikTok after I told him like stuff can take off. I think I have a power hungry. Oh my god! Will you guys do like a washing hands video or something like that? Like something a father daughter like uh, yeah doctor team. Like it'd be it'd be cute. Yeah, he's also a farmer. So wait, your dad's a farmer and a pediatrician. Oh, uh, he runs a farmers market, and he's also on the. Oklahoma Board of Health, which is like actually government position. He has a lot. He's very ADD and unmedicated. That's a true renaissance man, unmedicated oh, yeah. or not. That's he kind grew of... up kind of like on a farm, so he now farms, and now it's like cool to grow your own food. So now he's like, um, you know, if his Instagram, Doctor Farmer Ed, if anybody wants. <laughs> Guys, um, go to tomato. Dr. Farmer Ed and then, yeah. I mean, don't be mean, but just like go, you know, leave a lot of No, I mean, messages. my dad is like a real life Andy Griffith with um, Goofy. Like no one dislikes him. And that's why I'm quarantined here because if I go into the hospital, I'm hoping just being associated with him, I get good care. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, because when they, you know, when you start seeing that this is like apocalyptic, I thought, you know, fuck everyone for themselves and that's it. I'm going home to where I think my name can get me somewhere. Is he the kind of guy that'll be like, Kate, I just want you to be happy. Like, is he that kind of father? Oh, they don't. Yeah. They've never talked to me about relationships or anything ever. They're not even curious. Not even like in a, they'll watch. Wait, if I'm not mistaken, Outlander is a very romantic series. I just pretend they don't (laughs) know what's going on. That's how I get through. (laughs) Wait, do they, do they do like kissies around you? Oh, my parents constantly hold hands and write each other cards, like, to honey, from honey. Like, <laughs> Wait, they both call each other honey? Yes. <laughs> and my dad calls us kids sugar, but that's because he can't get our names right, like, because he's a straight man and he, like, can't remember our names. So he uh, just, like, hey, sugar, good morning, because he really can't tell us apart after. <laughs> I've noticed something with my parents lately. Like, I put them on the podcast a lot, and now they're, like, now they're like trying to get on the podcast. Like they'll send me photos. Really? I'm like I'm like this. Oh, feels, your dad. I'm like this feels staged. Like they they uh, they did a they did a FaceTime thing with me where they both were like I picked up and they were both wearing their masks that they made, but my dad was wearing his over his eyes and he was like, "Take a screenshot, take a screenshot." <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted I really wanted Jerome to go really hard on anti vaxxers the other day, but I know she's no. too nice of a oh woman. I was like, "Come on, do it, do it, do <laughs> oh, it." Sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she really like it's so funny because she then later she was like, I don't think there's anything you can use in there. Like she's editing herself. Oh right, and, she's uh, like, I don't know. She's like, everyone makes their own decision. I'm like, no, no, they don't. <laughs> but it is funny that she really does think. Like, I love that she thinks she might be in the minority as somebody that likes vaccination. <laughs> you really, I really, is it the Sprite in your drink? That's probably not a good combo. I think I swallowed, I think I swallowed one of my, my beard hair. I'm not joking. Like, I think I'm like, I. That's never, not good. You need to shave that off for your, your mask. No, no, no. I would really die. No. <laughs> You're going to have to edit this I can't, out. I can't. The beard, the beard really makes me who I am. I feel like I just started it like two and a half years ago and people just like, it's like they must have hated my normal face because all they like people just compliment my beard that know me. So like I must have been disgusting up to like two years ago. Well, people make a lot of videos of like, this is why men have beards. Although your, your Skype photo, you have no beard. Is it disgusting? Well, you have like Hulk hands. I have have four Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) I have four Hulk. You know what? I was trying to be artistic. This is years ago. Whatever. I call my sister the Hulk, Hulkamania, which is another Hulk, but she because she's a power from, lifter. She goes from zero to sixty, like not angry, to like level ten, and we're just like, so I call her the Hulk. Wait, what's the quickest you'll get into a fight with your sister, and the quickest you'll get out of a fight? Oh like, my god! Um, I guess like a five minute, five minutes. And you guys will say horrible things to each other, and then be totally cool. Yeah, because then like. Um, I actually I made a TikTok about this <laughs> uh, because like you, you tell your sister, like, I hope you die or whatever. And then five <laughs> minutes later, you realize like you need that top for something. You need to borrow something. And you're like, hey, and then we have to I barter something. Dead. You have to you have to barter something and then it's over. Oh my god! I love but that. there's three of us, so we like to do this funny thing where, like, we say two have an alliance, and it's always changing. It's like the—I hate to say it, but it's like the Kardashian. It's yeah. always two against one, but who's the two and who's the one constantly changes. Because it used to be Chloe and Courtney, and now it's Chloe Kim against Courtney. Which, by the way, Courtney is annoying as f. But I'm like, against Courtney a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you like? Oh, things are too stressful, so I need to like quit work. I mean, you don't. This isn't work to begin with. Like. You're no, not anyone working. who makes me like Scott Disick, like, oh my God. It is funny how, like, that's how you know it's crazy is that you can tell yeah. the family likes him better than Courtney. Like, that's uh, why he's still in the show. Like, no, like, you don't see Lamar Odom, like, hanging around the set. Like, Scott Disick has a full storyline in keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, if there was a coin attached to it, he will, he'll be in that next episode. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't even know who is right and wrong in that. Oh man, that's a tough one. Wrong. Um, uh, Kate, thank you so much for yes. doing this. This was like perfect. So I really appreciate. I know you thought I was crazy, probably asking you, but uh, you you crack me up on Instagram so much. So it, it's great to finally talk to you. And where can we find you on Instagram and TikTok? Uh, um, on Which is that horrible? I hate saying that. Where can I find I'm you? I'm old TikTok? as hell. I was able just to get middle Kate because. Um, I go by that because I am a terrible middle child, so I just oh, go by like Middle Kate. Oh. And on my new <laughs> TikTok, I'm Middle Kate forty nine. There was there was forty eight other Middle Kates. No, I just picked like my old um, softball number because I had no idea how many I'd have to go through. I just oh. was like, you know, lucky I don't old know. lucky old forty nine. Um. You know, because <laughs> you know, Ryan, if you grow up fat, your uniform number is a high number because that goes with the high sizes. 
I no, my parents didn't make like I was number 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 never number five in basketball because that was like a size small uniform. So I always joke that like forty nine because I was always the largest on the team. How did you not get into theater? It feels like you should be into like like you should have been in like the high school theater like dramatic. I have no idea because I was fully involved in um, sports and actually orchestra. At the same time, I was always, I have no idea. I never did any of that. I have no idea why not. Another life. I don't know. I sang, like, I don't know. You'll catch me at points <laughs> while singing on my Instagram, and that's when you know I've been drinking. No, I, I think I've heard it, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, okay, well you. well, you better come on again, so thank you. Anytime, Ryan. I'm not going home anytime soon. <laughs> I feel that. Okay. Thank, take care. So we did it, you guys. We came to another end of another another end of another episode it is three in the morning on uh wednesday morning that was my friend kate legeko wasn't she great wasn't she fun i I know so anyway she'll i'm sure she'll be back on the show i'm sure she'll start her own podcast at some point she's awesome and and hello to kate's parents if you're listening hello to kate's sisters um i'm sure her sisters loved all the descriptions um please if you guys get into a sisterly fight will you record it for the podcast um so anyways yeah we're at the end again and um uh you guys i know a lot of you skip around that's great use the timestamps, and also a lot of you guys are catching up on old episodes these episodes are not going anywhere so they're just here for you and your enjoyment but we're going to end tonight since Kate was making fun of Counting Crows, we're going to end with a Counting Crows song. We're not going to actually end with a Counting Crows song. We're going to end with a cover of a song they do. Um, this is a song by a band called Big Star. Now, Big Star was a band in the 70s, an amazing band. Actually, there's a really great documentary about Big Star you guys should check out. But this is called The Ballad of El Goodo. And I just think this is just an excellent song and it's, it's melancholy. It's not completely sad, but it's melancholy. But I think there's some lyrics in here that really fit. And I know it's so funny. I like talk shit the whole podcast about reality shows. And then I get really kind of like introspective at the end. But I think there's these, this, uh, this great lyrics in here that goes, uh, years ago, my heart was set to live and I've been trying hard against strong odds. It gets so hard in times like now to hold on. Well, I'll fall if I don't fight and at my side is God and there ain't no one going to turn me around. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And that's what I got to say about all of this. I hope everybody can hold on. If you need me, I'm here. I hope I hold on. I hope you hold on. All we have to do is hold on. And we can laugh and we have so much to be thankful for and we have so much to laugh at and we make mistakes all the time um, in our personal life and our professional life and stuff like that. But everything can be fixed. This can be fixed. So I'm going to leave you with this um, and I will talk to you guys on Patreon. I'll talk to you guys this Friday. If just, you know, so whoever signed up for the Patreon I'll be releasing an episode on Friday, so I can't wait to talk to you guys again. And I'm also going to answer a lot of personal questions on there that I got recently, okay? So here is The Ballad of El Godo, a big star song, but uh, Counting Crows covered it. So my favorite band, enjoy. Ago, my heart was set to live. Oh, and I've been trying hard against unbelievable odds. 
get so hard at times like now. Oh, oh. Guns they wait to be stuck by, and my side is God. It's easy to go. They'll zip you up and dress you down and stand you in a row. But you know you don't have to. You could just say no. We'll get theirs and we'll get ours if we can. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Years ago. Strong eyes. It's so hard at times like now to hold on, but I fall if I don't fight it. And at my side is God.
Betches.